Welcome back. It's time to get a little weird in here as we break down and go through this week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 264 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. That it is, Eric. 264, and you keep wanting more, I'm more, going out the more. Door. And here we are. You are going out the door. Are you going out tonight? Is no, that, is that no, I'm not. You're not? No. All right, no. so we can let this breathe right we could we could take our time since we can always take our time no just uh, if you were actually going out it is getting late i don't want you to miss you know the happy hours isn't that at 10 <laughs> from 4 10, to 6 11 o'clock happy hour yeah see that was a test you shouldn't know what that is that's i'm starting to worry about you now welcome <laughs> to the weird science pop pop culture so you have no idea what we're doing right now do you? no i don't i'm out of my mind Derek. uh i did too many things today right i did too many. i'm keep on keeping on welcome to episode 264 All of right. the weird science dc comics podcast the official unofficial podcast of in my mind the pop culture podcast Apparently. out of nowhere oh yes but here we are if you want to find us on the internet go over to weird science dc on twitter if you follow us we'll follow you back maybe creeping it up there <gasps> pop pop out Garbage You're gonna creep? Yeah. yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be like when they had the Sneak King game. I'm gonna be the king. I'm gonna hard, sneak around. hard to play. <laughs> is what you're gonna be? I, I might be hard. You're right there, but Ew. it was hard. It Gross. actually was a kind of a funny game. I mean, just imagine where somebody's like, we can get the Burger King King mascot. I to play that game so bad, but it was just so hard to play. I had all those games, and that was the only one that. Yeah, it's still stunk. Uh, but you can also find us at our award-winning website award-winning in eric's heart as you'll hear later and it is yeah, weird science dc comics.com and then also we have a patreon where you can go and support us for this nonsense and all the other things that we do and that is at patreon.com slash weird science now if you go over to the patreon and sign up you'll get a lot of shows some have said a plethora and it is usually around 30 shows 30 some have different said no unique good episodes some people have said i had enough of this nonsense but you, you end up going over to the patreon and sign up and you get a bunch of things one of the most important ones is the weekly dc comics spotlight where the badasses of the get fresh they end up picking two books out of all the books that come out that week and those are the ones we talk about on a patreon only spotlight we talk about this week the name this week we did Batman eighty seven and Year of the Villain Hell Arisen number two. Oh, so, you know the big uh, books. I yeah, got really, you. and, and I mean, one of those is hella good, Eric. And but the which thing one? is, yeah, <laughs> you, you'll have to sign up to Hel- find hella out. good. I'm not telling, and you I'll end up tell. where they have picked some of the big books. So if you want to listen, they greedy them badasses. It's not us. I, I remember saying like. I didn't set up this poll nonsense for anything of us being nice. I don't want to be blamed for this. I just blame <laughs> the badasses. So there's another thing, though, that you can blame me for, because at one point I had, I had this wonder, wonderful idea. When you end up having an annuals week, it is a Patreon-only podcast. Out of nowhere, Eric, it jumped out like the king and sneak king. All you had to do Surprise was the counter, Jim. Well, that's the thing, though. Nobody, I Numbers think, is hard. really talking about this, because I think there's only one annual next week. It's yep. not a typical annuals week because they skipped the last week uh, of December to have that non-comic book week. They're still struggling to kind of maintain and get things back in order. So this week is it's not as many books coming up, yeah, but like uh, there's only, week. I think, Detective Comics Annual is the only one. It doesn't feel like one, but it will for everybody else because it's going to be Patreon only. Pretty low, ooh, Jim. Ooh. I hear it all. And so if you want to listen to that episode, which will be, if I can do the math, 
correctly, 265. Uh-huh. We'll uh-huh. end up, Math. that'll be Patreon only. I will just throw it out there just to do it. It's also going to be the same for the Marvel deal. I figured we're going to follow suit there as well. So oh, the if Marvel's you don't get, suit. Yeah, they are. Look They're following that. in the suit. The three-piece suit it is there. Look at fancies. Uh, but if you end up not wanting to get involved with that, you don't want to, you know, right, I'm out. Then you end up, oh, yeah, well, really, I'm not talking about work. Uh, uh, you just pretend we're off. Pretend that Eric Shea has whispered in my ear some sweet nothings and we decided to take the week off. But if you want to join us, go over to the Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash weird science. 265 will be there and waiting just for you. It will be. Oh, my. And, and boy, it's going to be. No limitations. I don't have the sound, Eric. I want to. I don't even know what that means. But like it's fun. And I want it to be no limitations. Oh man, what happened to that sound effect? I don't know what's happening here. But the people who did end up making it so that these non-patrons uh, don't get Batman '87 or you're the villain, Hell Arisen too. They're the badasses, Eric. And sure are. We're here to salute them. All right, baby. Here we go. As always, and everybody else, but they get their names said by me in such a great manner that it's such a privilege. T-Funk, Lawrence Lee, Niels T-Word, our man Rob Lewis, Bertle Akachuk, Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby. We end up having here the Nick Adams, the Mark Jager, Josh Millen, Eldra Stosia. And then we have... The Curse of the White Knight, Mark. We have Eric G., David Fink, Manship, Brandy, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Ian, Admiral Whiskers, Seth Nana, Colin Brennan, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercasco, Joseph Wojcik, Kump Boom Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, my man Pete from NYC, Pauly P., can't forget him. He's in Australia, Eric, down under. Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double A Run, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. Ruben. There you go. See? I, I did it all nice and calm, Eric. Did it. Yeah. No nonsense and stuff. That's that's why you're getting the big bucks, Eric. Is, is because is this song ever going to end? I'm telling you, usually this <laughs> I feel is like why you I must do have it. Skipped a this lot of people this time. I end up going here. I hope not. <laughs> that would be trouble. Have Polly P oh this my, time. It's but it's one, somebody. It's the one point where I get to the bottom of the one screen and I have to scroll, and my stupid scrolling wheel on my mouse not like you it's not se- or it is actually like too sensitive there it's overly sensitive too loose. and it just goes like all, all over why are you talking about chess you end up where it's all over and then i'm like wait a Pretty minute low, Jim. mark's not yet i have a, oh yeah i have all these people oh my i'm in trouble I am now on trouble. I'm on a runaway train, never come back, Eric. But that is the intro. I I hope that you enjoyed hearing your names. But we also salute all of the Patreons because we do appreciate all the support that you give us. And yeah, no, no limitations next week. So you'll get your own show that you can enjoy. I did see recently another Patreon. And the the big thing is they have exclusive. Are you doing a commercial for them? Well, they, I'm not going to say who it is, Eric. It might be one of your nonsense ones that you keep telling me about. But they do exclusive podcast. Like, they'll have an annual week yeah, of podcast. Yeah. But the weird thing is, and also they have a uh, – actually, what I'm really going – they have an early access, which we do. And if you want to know, that's another thing on the Patreon, that if you end up being a Patreon, every level gets the show earlier on Sunday. It's early Sunday around noon. You don't have to wait till like, midnight when I actually wake up out of a stupor and go, oh, my God, I got to put that up. But Stupor. They don't want to put an, they have an early access, but they don't want to have an early access so that you really don't get it. But they want to tell you they would. 
but they don't want to mess Man, up the, they, they don't want to mess up their numbers because then the people who listen to that, that doesn't go to their numbers and it says numbers are important. I'm like, what are you talking about? Numbers so are odd. important. You're numbers right, are, podcast. I'm like, I'm looking at how many people are on their page and I'm like, I don't think these numbers are, are that important here. And that I mean, is shade. Really. Yeah, that was. I, I actually like it, it was this roundabout way of saying we do offer early access, but we don't because we can't, but we do. And I'm like, I, I'm I, I, I don't know what you're saying. I was too. I just, I didn't understand it. That's shade, Eric. That is shade. Made in the shade. But we're going to go off now and talk about the meat and cheese. And num, num, the num. books. No. Here we are to talk the books, Eric Shea. Not just Jim's reviews, but really, you should pay more Jim's. attention to those, right? Pay more attention, you shall. Uh, but actually, I think you have more of the books on this podcast. I don't know. I don't yeah, count yeah. those things, Eric, uh, because I uh, there's a lot of books that neither of us did. So we have those as well. But hey, here we are. Hey. If you want to read the written reviews, hey. They call me Whiskers. If you want to read the reviews of all of these, you can go off to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, what Eric likes to call the award-winning podcast and, do a lot of a, and website. I, I don't know why I said podcast. Of his heart. Eric, it's always in your heart. Not a real award, but it is in your heart. Oh. And uh, there's reviews by all sorts of people. Some people may like things more than us. They might like it less. They might live in Buffalo. Who knows what you're going to get? You're not it's getting a grab that there. bag. It's a grab bag, guys. Oh, no, that's the Marvel one. My bad. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, speaking of which, you know, we don't usually talk this stuff, though I try to slip it in. He's making a comeback. Don't call oh it a my. comeback. Don't call it a comeback, Eric. Oh, <laughs> he, he's a, Brandon's going to knock them out. He's going to do two reviews on the Marvel site. Everybody head over to there. But we are going to do three books here. Nobody can. And we have a lot of bat books this week. Yeah, we end up having two of them, or at least two that have Batman in it in the Patreon spotlight. But we still end up having some Pretty bat books. Jim. So this first set, yeah, really well. Next week, <laughs> wait till next week happens. Patreon only. Yeah, you didn't hear anything. I wish that we could have like a blank thing so people could show up, almost like they're a concert that nobody's there, and we just it's blank. Eric, I'm going to do that. Right, that'd be cool. But we're going to start this first section. It's a classic. You get the detective. I, I will I, I'm sitting there. I'm going to write up my notes at, at work. Not notes, but the, the details of which order and things like that. And I ended up writing tech 
and I got doing mad that at a myself. lot lately. I got mad at myself this last time, and I scribbled it out. I didn't, no, I don't want to go Detective. with that. But I'm a man; I, I can spell I, it out. Tech soups nights. I just go like that. That's because of me and wrong turn. I end up, you know, speech to text. I want the tech. I want the deal. But yeah, we're gonna have uh, a couple of bad books here, a Superman book, and we're not gonna be completely positive here oh, in no. this section. Why but I want to war. I want to tell everybody, uh, stay tuned because we are more positive as we go on. It's not just you know, this is the be all and all. Just because these are really big books, so we, so we weird. Just don't like a little them. cautionary tale. I get caution acts. Well, I think in the beginning here. It, no, the cautionary tale is young kids. When you start a site and podcast, never promise to do all the books. That, there's the cautionary tale. Uh, you, that will be a person that years later will never get any sleep. But this first one is Detective Comics number 1019. Is that an anniversary, Eric? No. Is it? Oh. Written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Scott Gesluski, David Barron, and Rob Le. I hate to say it, yeah. Eric. Do I hate to say it? Do I hate to say any sort of shade? The answer is no. It is really it. But Peter Tomasi seems to be going out of his way to find new ways to horribly end his stories. Since he has taken over Detective, and even in his time at the end of the New 52 DCYOU, he has really never been able to finish one of these things, nothing that he started in a decent way. And this is no exception. We get this odd-placed holiday story. And with a non-ending... And it's really getting old. And the thing is, with Tynan on Batman now, I think those who did make this their Batman book to escape Tom King back. may be heading back. It's time to get back on that ship. And not everybody left no, the, I'm doing the Batman, Batman book. The is my Batman book. I like them apples. Well, you can have that too. Uh, but Detective and Batman are the big ones there. And it's it's one of those things that I don't think people get angry about this book you've had people and some people love tom king but when you didn't like you hated him like it was it was very vo- like this one i think they're just gonna quietly step away like what y'all yeah. blood that that wasn't any anything Look, the thing uh, is yeah we had two issues of y'all blood that's a that sucks but the thing is we have a harvey dent two-faced story come up you might want to stick around for something like that no matter how really, it begins or ends you know even with all the other what what story has ended and you say and start i i disagree some of the things he has a good start going so, on like it gets intriguing the idea lately. is good but i mean no, no, the, even idea. the arkham knight idea the, was the good. We were trying to good, go. Yeah. but the way we start the story and the way we end well, the story no the start always seems to be like all right let's get going and then it just falls apart and then there hasn't been anything you end up having all these things you end up having one ends in a dream machine birthday party the other ends with the arkham knight just being the girl from arkham and now this all the others they just end up with just nothing you can't play along I mean, if you're trying to play along with this Yola Blot story. Let me tell you about the nanites and also the serum that Mr. Freeze was dealing yeah, with. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> is, uh, there you go. I even forgot about the year of the villain. No, which that I'll was one of the stronger ones. It but was, then it kind but of never made apart. any sense with no, what was going on. it didn't make sense. But yeah, so with these, if you do play – and it's weird because – Tomasi seems to want to go with the concept of a detective Batman. He's trying to figure out with the clues and stuff, but the clues here are, oh my goodness, the tree is warm. Ah! And then he gets the spirit of vengeance comes. Ghost Rider out of nowhere comes and grabs him with his flaming chains. But yeah, so you set this up. It's a weird, like I said in my blood, a weird place holiday story. To, to have still going on and happy so if January you think 25th, that Jim. Well, yeah, yeah really happy smarch when you end up with this you almost get the idea that they're like hey 
you're a little late with this holiday story. He's like, really? Am I? Get a load of this. And he gives it to him like, I don't even care if it's August. We're doing this one. And then you get to it like, all right, like this is not this is not Harley and Batman driving around town in in a snowstorm and holiday and all those great ones are Joker with Tim Drake or things like that yeah, that we know and love. These aren't this, and you even go and do a complete. 180 to go back to where Batman first got his clues just to get those same clues, but it's just now convenient the, that they're the having a big giant thing going on. The tree is warm. The tree's warm. I, I'm like, is that code? Are we Batman 66 in it now? I have no idea. Y- you do start out because you ended up having the grand lighting uh, of the Christmas yeah. tree where the Waynes always did that. It was something that Bruce didn't like to do as a kid. Now he's going to do it. That really meant nothing. So you end up going there and he'll just a little insight. <laughs> this guy, he was hanging. This so guy's humongous. Yeah. He was, he's humongous. He was hanging up in the tree. Huh? Yeah. And he jumps out of the tree. Yola blood. And he attacks Bruce Wayne. And with that, everybody's screaming, who's that? What's going on? Oh, my God. You do end up where he's going to end up slicing Bruce in half. Bruce ends up grabbing the deal. Thankfully, I have this exposed electrical cord behind me that I'm going to make him swing the axe down on. Because you know the one thing that Bruce Wayne knows, water and electricity do not mix. water and electricity means bad guy down. You're talking about it's just uh, some melted snow we're talking about? Is that what we're dealing with? Okay. And the the electrical cord is just the thing that was going up to the mic from that big podium. It's very odd. I mean, it shouldn't be like that. This looks like you end up having the Bruce Wayne mic hardwired into the the grid. Uh, you know, off in the distance, you end up having somebody at the Nakatomi building trying to figure this out because now it's all going to shut down. You have all this stupid stuff going on. Now, why is he doing this to attack Bruce? Because nope. at the end, there is no reason. There is no reason. At one point, we thought he was mad because Bruce says Christmas, and that, uh, you get well, you, By the end, we found this is just a guy who was kind of brainwashed by this cult to be what he then believed outside of this entire brainwash that he was this whole embodiment yeah. of this, you know, this old Norse mythology yeah. who had to go through and do, like, you know, sacrifice people to open up the doorway for these freaking demon god things to come out again. But he was just a dude who was playing He's a part a at the end of the day. He's and a was, dude and knew another you, dude. He might as well have been named Wayne at the end because he became yeah. the wagon, the doorway for these things yeah, because all was. of a sudden, the demon's just coming out of his mouth like it's a freaking portal. Yeah, he opens portal. up his mouth. He ends up having like a Cthulhu-type crazy knee but deal going. In the background, and then he, he puts himself back together at the end, it goes, oh, well, I'm fine, then gets arrested. But in the background, we have the giant cult that is orchestrating this whole thing. And the whole thing is, we have a cult that is put together by a leader (laughs) who is like, it's one of these, you know, these TV evangelist kind of guys who are just frauds and phonies who are just in it for the money. Because this guy is like, you know, has a lot of back taxes he needs to pay. This is the thing. It's not, it's it's just an actor who ended up having back taxes and made this up. Yeah. He ended up just wanting to do that. I I wish it was like a Billy Graham that at least you'd be like, well, maybe he believes his, you know. But no, it's just a guy who's like, I need to pay my taxes. Well, I'm a good actor. I'll get some of my other actor pals. Let's go. I'm going to pretend there's this cult, but it ends oh, up no. being real. That big like, guy we it? grabbed and yeah. brainwashed, he's actually killing people now. Yeah. That, that, what's this idea of it's me and you, me and you great actors, I like to say, Eric, because I came from Juilliard, which is oh, yeah. the best acting school, as you know. And so uh, you're the you one. Or maybe I'm Maybe, yeah, really. Maybe I'm the one from, I'm the guy who sets it up. I get you. I'm like, hey, you want to be this guy who yells Yola Blonde? It's going to be awesome. You're like, I, and really, I, I don't think it through. 
you're a method actor, Eric, because really, I think you may have even though they say here because you end up having Bruce take it. But I think you still went back in time to see how this guy was because he's the spitting image of the guy we saw from 1600s. So you end up there. Well, the only way I can get into this deal is learn this one word, maybe two at the deal, Dawdy, and then go, go go kill people. So I sit there as the guy who's just trying to get money for taxes. All right. But the thing you know, is, this is bad. But this is my whole point of this whole deal, this ramblings. When do you ever cross into the idea that you are going to open up a hell gate well, and bring by a the demon end, in? It seems that even though it seems like this is all a fraudulent kind of deal for this guy saying stuff, it does seem that he knew that this could happen because he's doing it. I'm saying he is doing it. And the thing is, he wants to purge the world. It was like a purging ceremony that he was doing that where this guy would become the, the doorway for this demonic yes, force. I don't, but why but, would this actor, the setup is this guy needed some quick cash to pay off his back taxes. Well, why do you need the quick cash if your real thing is you're going to destroy the world? Or why destroy the world if you just want to pay the taxes and move on? It doesn't make any sense. Plus, these people behind him are probably the people funding his money deal, and they may all get eaten as well. I, I, it just everything in this whole story doesn't go from A to B to C. It doesn't make sense as it continues. Like you said, you have an actor who just all of a sudden just starts killing people. Then you have you know this big cult leader who's not really a cult leader. He is a guy who was just an actor, but yet now he's able to open hell dimensions with his other guy with sacrifices when... Why? Because he's just a guy. Never even said, well, he looked into some things. Seems like this is all a ruse, but then it's not. Batman ends up fighting this monster, but it's just there's nothing going on here that makes any sense. I mean, do you think then he just wants to destroy the world? Is that his MO? Well, because they never like even the whole said idea, that. But whatever the thing that he pulled out was, by the end, he just seems to like, you know, grab that guy, kill him, because all it seems that he, this demon wants is for the gateway to close so he can go away again, even though it seems that the whole idea of summoning this thing is the purge of the world. So I don't understand yeah, the thing I of this actually, guy thing. And, and even that, the close the door, I actually thought it was close the door so that they couldn't shove him back in and then they can go eat the world you even have the idea that he comes through and, and out of nowhere those norse guards uh, the gods aren't real and then batman's sitting there oh he must have missed that left turn at albuquerque he didn't see them what are you talking about it, it ends up being a bunch of actors duping people to get their money but then you just get way off the beaten path but there's no beaten path Everywhere you go, there, there's flaming chains out of nowhere. You end up having just nonsense going on. And the big reveal is Batman goes back to the Botanical Gardens and he is looking there because there's that big imprint that was a Norse thing, the sun god, and even that whole thing, the, the sun eagle. goddess thing, doesn't really even make sense either. And uh, so then Batman goes over to this tree and he's like, huh, the snow, it's snowing. Snow isn't getting onto this you know, this design, very odd. Let me go to this tree. It's warm. That is, in my mind, the only thing I can think of is at that one point, that was going to be the portal that opened. Somehow this is the oldest tree or whatever. But then it's, why is the tree warm? I don't know. We, we don't been know. climbing this tree? Yes. And, and so then, just as the greatest thing is, I swear to God, he's figuring out this tree. Now they do grab him and pull him i just think that the ceremony's going on three feet away batman's like what's going on with this tree but they do grab him and bring him but they also have uh the you know guy the yola blot the other actor and just, they have to feed this monster and it only gets a couple it needs one more sacrifice now this is why i said it's trying to get another sacrifice to close the door 
but it didn't get it, so the door was closed. But I'm telling you, it pulled that guy in through the portal, the main occult guy, and it killed him. Yeah, because it needed sacrifice. And he say, Batman says at the very end, he only needed one more, but we didn't get. he didn't get it, and then he's gone, <laughs> I guess. The one more. No, I think that they needed another way. It's, I'm telling you, when he's like, well, the plan didn't go, they needed one more before Rinsdale broke free before they could begin and went on his own murder spree, all that. But it seemed like they needed one more to go, and he says... Yeah, I guess I'll get a hold of Constantine, show him these pictures I'm doodling here. I'm sure it'll cool. be fine. And uh, uh, maybe this will come up later and there might be problems. But, oh, well, I guess that's a sign, not a sign of something wicked this way comes. Megatag solstice. Megatag. it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's what, what the hell? No, nothing happened. No. I, I mean, really. It did not. And it didn't and make we realized, sense. We should have realized this being a two-part story as it was in the last issue that we should have known because nothing was going to happen because nothing happened in the last issue. I mean, Just a bunch of murders and Yola blot. Here's the thing. Either you show us a little in the first story that something's not exactly as mystical as we think that, you know, oh, Batman's like, well, they're they're saying this, but they they do that, but it's too late in this issue where he does pluck the hair. Uh, well, there's no time travel or any sort of meta thing, so I guess this guy's just an actor. I'll figure this out. But before, you have to set up, or you, you just make this a hell monster that's coming in, you gotta stop it. But he, he kind of goes both ways and gets nowhere. It is so bad. It really is a non-story. It looks good. The oh, art's, the art's really great. Good. Thank God for that. And uh, yeah, because there is nothing else here. And to end a story with all these other bad endings that we've had with Detective, to end a story with, well, I guess I don't know what happened there. Pretty wacky, right? And that's it. Boy, it that was a weird one, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish Alfred oh, was alive to tell him about this one. Alfred was here to... Hey, you know, to figure this one out with me because he always liked also, it. Also, I'd have him call Constantine. Now I got to do it. Jeez. Yeah, really. I got to call Constantine. Plus, I probably would have gotten him in the bat suit. He would run around them scrawny legs. That would have been pretty cool. But yeah, it, just the idea that he goes back to the botanical gardens, which we started this story to go, let me look at this a little more. I'm like, no, it, it's just nonsense. But uh, what would you give it? I would give it a regular five out of 10 because of how much I did like the art and the idea. I'm telling you, there could have been something here, this whole Norse God thing. No, like, I'm telling you, I actually didn't even expect it to get to this weird part of like, you know, actually being something supernatural, even though we saw this thing on the first cover where it wasn't on in the first issue of this whole story arc. But like at the end, I'm like, I don't know what you were trying to do. It could have been cool. And even it could have been great if you would have tied it more into actually the Christmas season in December instead of, you know, January. But overall, there was nothing really here. I'm just, thank God for that art. I would have liked to have had it just be supernatural. But if it's not, make it not in a clever way. Yeah. Like you have this thing going at smoke and mirrors. It's something like that. You're using, oh, there's my, that was a stunt guy. You know, having like a Mysterio vibe going. Something like that. It's Abercadabra, 64 even, century yeah, tech. You even start out at the beginning with this 1683 or whatever the year was. You didn't need to do that. You did not need City to of do God that. <laughs> Like, really? You go to, go to God fame. Uh, I'm giving it a five. And Eric, that would be an FU five. I, I'm done. I'm so sick of these non stories. And just, I, I said to you, I don't know why they, you know, he keeps doing this, but he does keep doing it. And he's ruining his name in my mind. You're ending up having, so now you're excited about a Harvey Dent right away. I'm like, yeah, that's going to end stupid. It's not going to have an ending. It's going to end with nonsense. You're a half and class he did, fool kind of guy. Now with half this, empty. yeah, I, I'm both. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm throwing it in my face to try to keep awake when I'm doing this. I, I just, there's nothing here. Though the art's good, like you said, but still, that doesn't avoid the FU5, Eric. That's my final answer. And we're going to go on to the next book. Here we go. 
It's, it's just this when we have two in a row that just kill me. You know what it does? It kills me, Eric. Does it? it does. Yeah, it kills, it kills me. Oh. They, they are. Oh, they're killing it. They are. M- my hopes and dreams and my spirit is what they're killing. Eric, tell me what it is. Superman number 19, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, Danny Mickey, Julio Ferreira, Claire Albert, Alex Sinclair, and and World Design. The truth is out about Superman's secret identity, and now it's time for him to deal with the ramifications. Yeah, there's no ramifications here, but there is a nice section with Clark getting a warm coming out party from the Daily Planet. The biggest problem here, though, is that it seems the truth isn't as important as we thought it was because we spend the second leg of this issue dealing with Unity Day in space where Superman gets his butt kicked by a Mongol. Yeah, and you start off with the ruse. They ended up releasing a picture of the Daily Planet ruins. That is a insurance company doing a, hey, look at us. We're this doing a, gonna a rendering of what's going to happen. And you spend Why are you spending money on this insurance agency? And, and also, you also, yeah. also, you spend way, way too much time with the idea of there's Greg Rucka, uh, Greg Rucka, yeah, Brian Michael Bennett's doing this. And as he's doing it, people are saying, oh, man, you know, that's going to be, you know, Lois is in trouble. Jimmy Perry, the deal. Yes. And so you have to push the idea over and over in this. What? No way would we be in trouble. We're, we, we've been with Superman all the time. We're always a target. We're always a target. Not when you're also I'm telling once you're the wife. You are more of a I'm target. The you've always been the target, but now you've upped it by 100% in my yeah. mind for ha- now. Like, you know, okay, we thought and, you were and, talking before because you might have been an acquaintance or even yeah. a pal of well, Superman. And, and now I, I know that say, you are the closest yeah, friends there is and wife and stuff and, like this. Yeah. You're done. And this is the thing. This is where I – this is in my head. And I'm not the biggest Superman fan. I haven't read comics most of my life as you. But my Mm -hmm. observation of this is when you did have the Superman, oh, he's an acquaintance, all this stuff like they're saying, you would have maybe a villain go and grab Jimmy. He grabs him so that Superman comes to them. It's always like the thing, like, I'm going to throw Jimmy off the building so you can get it. So it's always bait. Now it's, I'm going to slice Lois's throat if you don't I'll, stop. I'll take if care you don't of that go man there, if you don't do this, this is more of I might now not you're be able to hurt you, Annie. but I can hurt her. Yeah. Now it's hurt. Now you're going to get these people. Dude, you're going to get these sadistic Superman villains out of nowhere. I'm telling you, you're going to start getting like yeah. Gotham like villains in Metropolis who just yeah, really want to hurt him emotionally because right they can't now, hurt him physically. Yeah, right now you see people hitchhiking to, to Metropolis, all these villains. Like, hey, you don't pick them up. But yeah, so the idea, like I said, you'd get a low us if you wanted superman to come there so that you can throw her aside and then use your death trap that you're trying no now you're doing like i have your wife if i you know where don't she lives now do this 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 and then leave i'm gonna slice her throat or and, and it, say, it well, ends up really bad here because we don't really deal with lucy lane lois assistant very often we had her for that one issue for in the lois lane story for sam lane's funeral where we, i'm like oh my yeah. god there's lucy lane but they gave her nothing to do for the story i'm like out of nowhere did they tell Lucy that, like, you know, oh, my husband Clark, he's going to tell everybody that he's Superman. This might throw your whole world upside yeah. down because or people might be coming for you now you. to get at us. Yeah. There's that. You have a lot of people. I mean, it's it's really like the identity version of maybe you got herpes. You got to call everybody. But you also have Smallville, where now you have a Clark Kent. There's on the books. He came from Smallville. They know. They call him Smallville. So what's going to happen to Smallville? Because a trillion people are going to go converge on Smallville to see where Superman lived, where they did this. Well, the town's the ruined. Too, I'm telling you, if you want to go by Doomsday Clock things where we have Superboy back in continuity, he was, yeah. you know, Superboy of Smallville at that point in time. True. But 
a Clark Kent, but still Clark Kent still is known and on record of growing up there sure. and all that as well. So you're just, or you're going to have government agencies going in. Luckily, well, now we seem to think that the Kents are, but what happens with them with the forging of documents? And there's a lot of stuff that you have. Now, these could be the thousand stories that you had Brian Michael Bennis th- talk about, but if these are the stuff, like there's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of people like we're saying, go warn some people, but there's other things. Me and you talked about it this week where there's a lot of interpersonal things. There's a lot of stuff like Lombard who yeah. comes, oh, well, why are you with that loser Lois and all that? All of a sudden now he finds out that it's Superman. He goes, oh my, you know, Hey Clark, are we good? You know, I don't know. We good, they, you know, there's some things and those would be the little teeny things that would let me know that Brian Michael Bendis did think this through, but also knows all the he's very surface level with all these things he he doesn't dive in where's bibbo what does bibbo think about it I he's not the biggest the thing time. but he's it's the biggest fan how much i think about bibbo uh, yeah, but he's the biggest fan like what does he think does he think this is great it'd be a nice scene where superman goes off at the end and uh, hey i'm gonna go get a drink and like, you don't drink uh, and goes off to see bibbo and talks to him and, and you know hey you know superman like i i always liked you as clark kent and superman but yeah you're a hero all around but no it's only here as surface level nonsense and then also to set up other books down the line like the superman heroes book that's now delayed which the thing is the worst part because actually like i didn't even realize that that little thing was like hey this story continues to superman heroes at the end of the first half of this book here because like for some reason i just didn't see it when i was reading and reviewing yeah. this issue didn't even realize that was something because we talked about the idea that a thing a villains issue and stuff like that i didn't realize it was a superman heroes book that's now delayed coming out but like why like, would you introduce this whole truth thing here and talk yeah. about that reveal of Superman's identity? Just to make identity. you buy that and, other thing. This is what he does. <laughs> That's all he does. He introduces like, characters that never have I stories finished. I was angry finished. reading this just because I'm like, here I am. I'm here for the truth. And then we have to go back to Unity yeah. Day where it's just Mongol beating the crap out yeah. of Superman. I'm like, why did you take and, half and the again, interesting you, parts you of the story? See, and you want to see how it's played? Well, at one point, like I said, Brian Magabend is kind of, you know – Throw shade, I think, at some people like, yeah, you know, they tried to kill us a thousand ways. And he did come out like those thousand stories. But also, you end up where there's the whole entire bullpen. Everybody there. I see Lombard right there. There are people that – and it's Trisha Q. Oh, yeah. That he's going to have the a thing personal about moment Everybody with, we're going to talk to at Daily Planet and all this stuff. And Trisha Q is the one that we spend the most She's time the on. She's the one that goes because that's And even that's the idea is weird because we have this whole thing where she talks about, you know, Superman saved my life. You saved my life, Clark. And she talks like I, she had that picture of Lois and like Superman, like, you know, yeah. making out before. You like, the one that she was showing everyone. And that's the thing is, get a hold she, of. Well, she talks about the idea that she didn't pr- like, you know, print this or anything yeah. like that in the story. But – this was a thing that's been in the newspapers yeah, in the lowest lane. Like, what are you talking about? That? I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that this was out and about. It was a big deal. Yeah. Everybody was walking around pretty much calling Lois a slut behind uh, her back. Uh, she no, was walking down the street. I, I think it's where, if it, you know, may not have been exactly Trisha Q, but if it's whoever is, she come back and say, I'm sorry that I printed that thing with, with Lex. Is what the did. Yeah. You know, you had all this stuff going on. But yeah, everybody's there. And it's Trisha Q. This is not Robinson Good. Because she's, <laughs> she's so indisposed right now. She just comes in. Oh, Melanie, Melanie Moore already got her moment. The biggest moments that he wants to have are with these characters that only he did. And so when you get this, there's Bibbo, like we said, Lombard, just right there. 
and you don't do anything with it. These are characters that are classic characters that have a full-blown relationship with Superman that is going to be completely changed the minute that he does this identity. And Brian Michael Bendis has no idea because I I didn't see Lombard in any movie I watched or I didn't know this or I didn't. This is what he does. He ends up pushing Trisha Q. Pretty sure they had really? Lombard in the Man of Steel movie. I'm just saying. I think they, so. Though, I'm not sure. I'm saying, what movie did he watch? You yeah. never know. Half the things that he did at Marvel, he messed up because he ended up watching those Ghost Rider movies, or he watches the X Men cartoon, which are, it's great. You know the things that they enjoy, whatever. But you don't go by those to make your. He only knows either what he's been told or what he sees on something else because you only read a couple issues of any Superman, and you're going to get the idea that there's other people more important than Trisha Q. True. The, the gossip reporter now slash real reporter really going to get the hard nose reporting going now. Ever now, since the good Robinson part is, Good went away. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really, who else are we going to – Rogo Czar sitting there. Is he going to show up to get a hug? You know, all these other people, all the yeah. stupid things. No, I'm mad because at the beginning it starts out okay. You end up having this idea where I love the parry where he's like, you're fired. What? You know what? I like the cut of your jib. I'm hiring you back, but as Superman slash Clark Kent, right, I don't, I don't even guy. know how that works. The whole idea, like, sorry, yeah. Clark, the insurance company says that we have to fire you and stuff like that. But like the whole thing is like, if you want to go it by Chaz, sense. you want to go fun, by though. Superman, you want to go by Clark. I don't get Cal. And Chaz, you should We're hiring you back. Actually, the thing is, I the whole thing. I actually thought about that more than anything else in this issue. It seemed like the idea because they did go that. undercover in Spiral for a story. So I would think that Perry would know about that for what they were dealing with. Yeah, but that was reason. their that was their code in Spy. Yeah. You're right, but you end up then, and then you really want to get mad, Eric. Oh, you you want to get married? You end up with, hey, I got this here picture you here. Get married? And now, yeah, that too. <laughs> Superman is here with the same kind of deal of Bendis is coming. And I'm like, really? Did you do a lot of back exercises to get that low? I mean, really, he's doing a lot of bending over to himself, and it's ridiculous. And then you go off from there. You don't even get the full story. You end up where he's like, time to fly home. Oh, everybody's clapping. I thought they were going to – why are they clapping? (laughs) Why would you clap? They're all happy for Superman. Superman. Hey, all right, you're Clark Superman. Kent, too. Go get him, buddy. He doesn't have to live a secret anymore, Jim. They're happy for him. He is Superman. They're clapping. I'm telling you, I'd be like – there he is. I'd be like, eh, screw him. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be so miserable. Anyway, <laughs> the nerve of him. He's uh, Superman. But, yeah. He is Superman, but he always has been, and he still is. And and that's the thing that we talked about. Other people have said this before, but the idea of even regular people knowing Superman has a secret identity doesn't really make sense because they always see him as Superman because he is the weird anomaly of a superhero. He has a secret identity, but his regular superhero identity, 100% out in the open on Front Street, as I say, of what he is. I'm an alien from Krypton. I do this. Some even know that he goes off to a fortress of solitude. All this stuff going on, you'd never think, well, I wonder what he does when he puts on the, the disguises, because most of the time you're you're trying to, you know, do. So when this identity be like, oh, well, OK, whatever. And they're clapping and you have him go off. He's saving some people. Then he's got to go back to the, the Hall of Justice. And I don't know when they got Harley Quinn involved in I'm this. Dying. You know, he goes Justice back to League. his friends who were all going to be there for him, except for Wonder and Woman who's really pissed off of this whole there. thing. But yeah, Harley Woman's Quinn pissed. sitting front and center at the Hall of Justice table. I'm like, what is going on? And not only that, just the idea that we have all of these characters who are off doing other things like in the ghost sector outside. Jessica the known Cruz physical exactly. right there. I'll we haven't you. seen Simon Baz. Azrael's there, Cyborg's there. Yeah, Cyborg. That's 
just these are things that you, you don't know what's Miguel going on. I think Miguel is sitting there right next to Superman. I think it's Miguel. I'm not sure because it does look like Billy Bass, but we have Shazam right next to him. So I have no idea who this kid yeah, is. Yeah, that so must I have be to Miguel. Go with Miguel. Because, but, you know, you have Hawkman who's trying to get a look and he can't get past the Wonder Twins. Well, it's he's because like, well, what he's happened still to yeah, I'm saying, what well, yeah, really, he's infected with Tell anger. You, all the stuff that that we he doesn't even right get front now, seat. Where we have these characters who are off doing other things and or infected. I'm like, where does this take place in uh, anything? And the biggest problem I have more than anything, though, is that with all these ridiculous and Harley Quinn, I'm telling you, that is just the worst because it's, it's weird having them. We but said all the Clay way to the left. telling us, too, a, a thing, too, because it originally they had Deathstroke in there yeah. and then people threw shade at me and they ended up getting that out. Yeah, I don't know. No, I actually think it was right next to the uh, uh, like Aquaman and things over there. When I looked at it, it was like right in that middle over Firestorm, if I remember. But we'd have to figure that out. But uh, the uh, thing is, the, the redhead all the way on the far left, I have no idea who this character is. I look at her, I'm like... Is this Melody more after she gets a freaking superpower or something like that? Because yeah, it's just a redheaded woman, and I have no idea for the way this costume looks. And it does look looks. like whatever it would be. It's a Flash slash Wonder Woman look. It almost looks like it would have a W in that one lightning, yeah, but with lightning through. It's Donna Troy. She got a hair in the hair colors. Uh, yeah, it's a, Harley Donna Quinn. Troy. Harley Quinn. It's is somewhere there. else, I thought. But not yeah, in my yeah, I didn't like yeah, no, yeah okay. so you, you have this going on. And a uh, poor Green Arrow. He's even behind Hawkman. <laughs> he can't even he can get oh, in there. You don't get along well. And then put them if together. you want to just imagine uh, any sort of a Super Bowl party, a birthday party, a Christmas celebration. Naomi's right there, front and center, I, too. Yeah, I, I'm definitely Wonder Woman at any party I go to. Always upset. What always are you talking mad. about? Wonder Woman's there. Yeah, no, I'm saying, well, that's true. That, but this is the thing. It just started. Two minutes later, she's skedaddling. Who, who are these people in the background? They can't even get close. Wonder you, Twins. Look at those shadows all the way in the background. Like, they hate their seats they got for this whole thing. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're so mad. Firestorm got see, there early. I'd love to see the deal. First off, Booster used time travel. He's now in trouble. <laughs> he time traveled this bitch. You end up having Firestorm. No, he was the one who had the seat outside he was waiting to buy the tickets early <laughs> he camped out like three days because he ain't doing crap uh and yeah you know you have the vibrating barry allen going through yeah i didn't see wally right well he's no not there. no he's, he's, not. he's not he's not welcome he's but, still unmoored he he is unmoored but harley harley right laughing it up harley loving Quinn. it loving her time there right next to naomi naomi looks like she might even be giving her a back rub there's vixen you got and there's oh, swamp thing in the background so thankfully things work out for swamp thing and jail yeah, this, this is the thing you can say what are you gonna go with this you end up there's cyborg he's like yeah i'm trying to maintain this form right now i'm a pretty bad guy in the ghost ping. Second, but I, you know there's a yeah, ping 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 and then there's jessica cruz uh, all these things and the thing nonsense. is at this point i actually wasn't minding this part of the book because i'm telling you i don't i'm not a fan of the idea of the truth but for what we're beginning for the most part it is generic stuff that we're getting but it's not offensive i'm telling you the dialogue isn't terrible what i'm used to from a brian michael bendis book but then we just stop that part of the story right there and then we move off to unity day stuff with tamaranians and dominators where they're going to another planet and the thing is right away it's off because you have a dominator looking at this planet that is a fixed represent so they can have a place for all these people to come and meet for the unity day situations it's a bit orange, and I'm like, I'm looking. Okay, this this is a green planet. I don't know what you're doing right now. And then this whole thing where we just go back now to this is where all the Brian Michael Bendis dialogue comes from. It's like it's a bit of a fixed rapper. Hey, you say that on your planet, we say that on our planet. Oh, that's weird. And it just becomes this whole thing where we have to prove that no matter even with Superman being the head of this Unity Day and inspiring everybody to get along, 
people only get along as much as they don't have to deal with each other because when Mongo comes up, he pretty much have the Dominators and the Thanagarians who, for some reason, we have Thanagarians even though they should be in the ghost sector at this point. Well, that's it. They would say, you know, hey, Tamaran. And we're like, hey, yeah, yeah. It is just here. Superman gets his butt kicked and we just see that the, the people aren't going to work together that well in the long run, especially when they're kind of like, you know, faced up against somebody like a Mongol who wants us to show them the point of their, their hypocrisy. You unity! Unity! Are you entertained? And then he yells, you don't understand. He has a different way of saying things. You hypocrites! He yells, they have no idea what he's saying. They're like, what are you, what are you saying? You, hippo, you know, hypocrite. No, that's hypocrite. Ah, he goes nuts. He starts Heracles. killing people. <laughs> he goes, yeah, really. But yeah, you end up but having this does all nothing. this. Mongo just no, beats the hell out anything. of Superman. And, and I am to think is, how many times we're going to see Brian Michael Bendis have Superman and Mongo fight for since he's taken over this whole thing? Thankfully, Mongo has a W on the freaking thing now. They got a grudge going, dude. We have the, the count going. It's always a rematch. Uh, I'm going back to that big thing with the heroes. And boy, Batman is like the biggest. He's bigger than Superman. He's humongous. But uh, when you do all this at the end, because you have this the good stuff if you're going to say the good stuff and i will tell you up until where you see that big thing harley's there the, but you know the spread page yeah, yeah. it's going to be where you sign things and stuff at a convention you know i i could even be convinced that i'm at like a, a six five maybe even a seven but I, i'm a little down because of the idea of trisha q like there's a lot of other things and it seems like this was the moment now we're going to move on and pushing that sort of thing off to this one shot superman heroes and then going to what we have here with the whole you know unity day and stuff like that it, it makes it seem like that's going to be the story in this book going oh, forward. Yeah. i want no parts of it it is boring. It, it's not fun at all. You end up having this big thing with an identity, which means nothing you know, here at favorite, all anyway. You know, yet. everybody, your favorite part of Star Wars, whenever we'd head off to the Senate and they'd have their politics yeah. going on. Well, again, that's why when the prequels started, I was so, in, and then next thing you know, we have this, I'm like, what? What's going on? And and there's John Wayne. He's mad. Like, <laughs> it was always about the politics. And I'm like, yes, it, it may you have been. You just wait till we learn about those but, trade disputes. But the politics were in the background that they were alluded to that you can enjoy that on that level. I can enjoy it as a swashbuckling cereal. Now it's in my face. And I don't like things all in up my in face. There. Yeah, it is all up in there. And I'm like, what? Like, there's a trade embargo? Really? That's that's what we're dealing with? And this whole... I we mean, already this started is seeing thing. that stuff with the cunts previously, like a little spot of this whole thing. Stinking cunts. And, and then, yeah, the dominant. I'm like, I don't need no dominant. Nobody needs any dominant. No, and this whole thing is just like... Where the this, like, what are you getting at with the story that you think it's so good? It's just... Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. And that's, I, I think that before we give our scores, this is where I'm very depressed this week about the books. And it's mainly because they're, they're and many just other not, things. They're, well, that's normal. <laughs> and that kind of leads into it. But the, the books are there to just tread water. They're there to tell no story. They're there to Even not the excite you. the stupid part of the truth, which I actually had no idea we're going off to this offshoot deal. I thought this was going to be a Superman story. I didn't want it, but I wanted to give it a chance. It is the one thing about the Superman book that I was kind of interested in. Uh, we're done with that. Back to this thing you didn't care about. I'm like, oh, no. How? do you how do you make a story boring that has all these aliens you have an alien dragon monster dinosaur mongol fighting superman you have all these things going on and i'm bored out of my skull because what it does end up in like you said it's just another mongol superman fight i don't even understand what's going on like you said, you have the beginning. Man, this planet's orange. I'm like, you have a weird way of green. seeing things. What are you talking you have, about? You have a weird lens that you see this universe through, my friend. Uh, what did you give this? That colorist failed completely for that bit. Dude. <laughs> but no, the whole thing is I – 
I like the beginning enough. It's not great. It's not like it's some of the best stuff we'll get from Bendis, which is not good, but I love the art all the way through. I will give it that. And it's just, I gave it a 6.3 out of 10. I was a little bit more optimistic about this one than maybe I could should have been because of how much I didn't hate the beginning. Is that, is that a nice thing to say? I just didn't hate the beginning. So I gave it a 6.3 out of 10. I, I didn't hate, I don't know. I kind of did hate it a little, but I, I didn't hate it, I guess. But it was one of those where, it's like that's all but we're gonna get. Unity that's what you're getting. I mean, poor Sorry, I could Jimmy. have been at a seven poor, five at one point poor, until Unity Day showed up. Poor Jimmy just sits around yelling stuff in, in the background. I was a lizard. And the, yeah, that's great, Jimmy. I you, hate check you so out. much. Yeah, this. So, uh, I was a turtle. Six, uh, we know that. We six know out that. Of 10. I was a five point five out of ten. And then them just it, it's you know obviously the characters, but we're spending three four pages actually more. To have Rucka, Rucka, I keep saying Bendis convince us. I must be getting mad at Rucka as well. But yeah, have Bendis there just trying You're to mad convince at us. For a while. Yeah, really. He's just there. It, it's not going to affect the people that are close to Superman. It's not going to affect them. It's not a danger. It's not a danger. They were already in danger. It's not a danger. It's a danger. You, you can tell these characters well, to tell the us is, that the whole, all even along. Even when it Superman is. is listening off when he's on his way to the Hall of Justice, he's eavesdropping on the big known baddies in the area, thinking about what are they going to plan against me now that the whole word is out. Everybody's oh, quiet. All is quiet on the Western Front. There are no ramifications like are these the interesting stories you were talking about? The idea that we actually do this and there is no ramifications? That the thousand stories were that actually no made me stories. mad. That was the biggest problem no I had with stories. the beginning part that there is nothing to do with this whole idea. Now, we, this, we're doing the biggest thing ever. And what's the outcome? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, now, this is, well, of course, because it's going to take us a trillion issues to get to something. And 5G is on the near horizon, and so what are we going to get from this? But I do want, if he would do one thing, I'm going to request this if he's listening and not so angry. Uh, and this, that both Rucka and Bennett, since I <laughs> seem to inadvertently yell at Rucka during all this, but when he ends up listening, can he do the Hulk Hogan up to his ear? I, I need that. That would get me happy, Erica, because I'm at a six and that's a little more positive. I'm actually coming up a little oh. because you kind of convinced First time that's me. Well, ever I was happened. going to give a five, five. Yeah, that's tiniest one of a problems. <laughs> I ended up, you know, liking that Perry deal. I yeah. don't, I was a lizard. I, I got a chuckle from those, but uh, just the uh, no. I'm down to a five, five because uh, I'm in the bullpen, and yeah. you got Lombard there. It's like, well, what is he thinking? Like, I'm just telling that Lombard could have led to actually good dialogue, but also a joke as well from how much crap he's always given Clark and hitting on Lois. It could have been Clark ending up, and then of course, then Lombard throughout all this. But no, it's just cute. one of his big concerns would have been in my mind. Why weren't you playing the footballs with me back there? You could have been the bad. Like, he would have been all into all of this. He would have become. He didn't. He, I know, but he would have become like he'd really want to be his best friend. Like there's nobody that he wanted to be around. What but if Lombard's him. like you, or you want to play with this guy, and this guy just completely beats you, and you no matter what you do, you cannot beat him. Well, then I then I'd kill him, Eric. Is what <laughs> would happen? Well, I might have to go and get some kryptonite. This is why I'd be Lex Luthor. That's what happens. But no, I think that he'd end up, and also I think Lombard would start getting some scams and stuff, or he'd end up like Superman would come in and out of nowhere. Lombard would kind of take self with him but he'd be selling them to something or it'd be like lombard and, and clark kent superman loves these cereals or something he'd get there's so many things well, there some, are a lot of stories lombard is booster gold yeah oh yeah oh i'm telling you he'll go bad but not bad it'll be goofy bad but i'm sure he'd do it 
Uh, but yeah, it's just nonsense. Or just keep watching him so he could break some stories. Superman likes peanuts. That would be a Lombard story. But yeah, I'm at five five. I just it's a lot of missed opportunities. Then you get shoved off to a book that now is delayed, only to go to more Superman Mongol fighting. This Unity Day, this whole idea of the United Planet. I just I'm not into that. I really am not. I don't think that's well played out. If I want this nonsense, I'll go read that Legion of Superheroes, which is a bunch of nonsense. But you will anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, we have to, Eric. This is our lot in life. But we're going to end this section with another Batman book, a Batman book that I thought, like Eric, came too quickly. Oh, my, I got you. I got you, Eric. We we, we both thought it came too quickly? (laughs) Yes, that's right. Because I'm usually in the the closet watching Batman Curse of the White Knight number six. See, I got you, didn't I? No. I'm just, I'm amusing myself. It didn't really work Uh, out the way you wanted uh, it. Well, how about this? Let's let's rewind. Hey, next up is another one of these Batman books. And like Eric, he's not good in the sack, says Jess. Yup, it's Batman. He's Curse got a baby penis. <laughs> he's, he's hung like a flea, just like the Curse of the White Knight number six. Weird. Have you have you seen this book sales? Just like Eric, they never come through when you need them. All right. It's written by Sean Murphy, art team Sean Murphy, Matt Hollingsworth, and Ann World Design. And just before my blurb, I just want to apologize oh. to Eric. I feel bad, uh, Eric, for saying those things to you. Uh, uh, you're my best friend, as we've uh, you know established sometime friend. tonight. Right, you're my best friend. Uh, the issue is all about the twists and the cliffhanger. The twist of who Bruce is and really is did get me a little bit excited, but is it a little too late overall? What here, does it matter? I don't know. It seems that you know you ended it's up fine. having uh, another podcast. They had the tweet there. This changes Batman forever. I'm like, really? No, Elseworld. And Elseworld <laughs> changes Batman forever. We will have to see what happens in the next two issues, obviously, to see how this all plays out. And as well, far as the cliffhanger, which is supposed to be shocking, I guess. I really didn't care again. Elseworlds, that's all you have to say with all these things. I mean, yeah, you see, you know, Gordon go down Elseworlds, yeah. it's, you know, your mantra. And I do like this issue a little more than some that we have been getting. It did kind of get me a little and i think that maybe it's because we've been meandering a lot in this book we've been kind of sitting there and saying okay what's going on what who are these people the one percent the this and that and in this one we don't get answers they just get killed so we don't have to worry about them and then i'm like i'm you fine think about that. i'm more concerned about anything in here with the big reveals of what we're dealing with with the picards you know the jean paul valleys and the waynes and stuff Isn't like that, that from a new back tv in the day? show out and that's out, what's know, that the picard isn't that? No, no. The, I said the Bacars. Oh, Listen up now. I thought you said the Picard. No, no, I did not. No, but <laughs> okay. the thing where we have Mad Hatter in the background who yeah. is helping out Azrael as they're breaking out Joker and all this other stuff, where it seems that like he is actually going to go to Marion Drews, who was the Harley in the previous storyline, like yeah. the last, you know, White Knight, and yep. he's probably going to make her his white, his like, you know, his Alice. And I'm like, probably. what are you going to do to this poor girl? The whole idea, he's just going there. He's probably just going to freaking put a mind control thing on her, and I'm like, okay, you're my sex doll now. Come on, baby. Yeah, that, and and he was a big deal in the last one because of the whole clay face oh, and, the the cards control, and yeah. things like that. And the weird thing about this, though, is I I always say this when I realize I'm not really 
you know, into a book as much is because of the idea. I start up this issue. I had no idea what was going on. I, I really had to sit there and, and think, okay, what was going Uh-oh. on last issue? And then I'm like, okay, I got it. I get it. But the idea of, you know, this other deal, Azrael, he's Azrael's in this big mecha bat suit. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that didn't hit that hard with me. Uh, and then they were, you know, they're destroying everybody. They get Jack slash Joker out. And he has well, this classic Even when we find gun. out this whole thing, we're like, oh, my God. Asriel's out and about in a mecha bat suit, but he killed Ruth Redford. I'm like, it's about time we got to learn her last time. Like, this character that did not hit it all for this whole blackmail yeah. of the 1% That's what I'm elite. Saying. I was happy about that. End, Ruth Redford's gone. I'm like, we finally just learned his last name. And I her last name, I don't care about her at all. I'm like, why did we even deal with this aspect? Why couldn't there have just been a character who was in the Batman universe, you know, mythology or something that could have been tied that made sense instead of this just one off character that never fit in the story and yeah, it could, yeah. took forever to actually get out of the story now because we finally learned that she is dead yeah yeah and and that's what i said you end up where we were confused what was going to go on we're going to find this out we're losing time and then they're dead so we're just going to move on kind of is fine with me but it also kind of shows you that i think that this was rushed to get out because of the hype of the first white knight to get this curse of the white knight out and yeah i do think mad hatter's going off to get her to make her an alice and i believe that that will be because you have a lot of different things called like alice beyond wonderland beyond this beyond that it's a it's a thing that you see a, like a plays have been named that. i just think that's what it is i think that beyond you know the 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 next thing that was the beyond batman type deal i think that that's going to be him i think it's going to be him having her as a you know a, it's not going to be batman beyond in the white no Knight i don't universe. think it will i don't think it'll it let will. a lot of people yeah. down oh i know but i just it seems weird that once you kind of said that again i'm like yeah, I've heard the Beyond Wonderland. I've heard these stories. I, I might be completely wrong, but I for him just to pop up here, just to run off and do that, well, why would you set this up? This is definitely setting up something. Would it? Why would it be a setup for the rest two issues here? Uh, I think that he's gone off to do some things that at least be involved in it, but we'll see. We'll see who's right and who's wrong. Uh, and usually I'm wrong, but you end up where, you know, you have Batman there. You get a little bit of Harley and Batman connection of, you know, she likes the bad guys. She likes the leather masks Who and doesn't? things. She does pick, but it, it's kind of played out here in the idea of she always makes the wrong decisions. Well, she's going to have to make the right one at the end because word well, gets she out. She doesn't only make the right, to, like the wrong decisions. Batman constantly makes the wrong decisions because the whole thing yeah. is like, look, Harley, take the babies, go to GTO headquarters, and while I go and investigate Jean Paul Valley from Jason Blood and stuff like that, the whole yeah. thing is like, this is where the Joker and and Azrael go murder a bunch of people and then take Harley and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. could you just stop being wrong all the time, Batman? Yeah, yeah, wrong. And and it's weird because the way it progresses this issue, it does progress in the way of I have a lot to tell and I only have a couple more issues left. It almost feels to me like this would be we'd have one more issue left. Well, yeah, we have two. But the idea like all of a sudden just reveal, reveal and being done by people just saying it. You know, hey, I'm Jason Blood here. Batman, you don't know like the Jason real story. Jason Blood's inclusion 
conclusion here feels so weird because it, in odd. the end, that's what I'm saying. Everything we don't is, is learn in anything until later on no. from somebody else. So the whole yep. idea that we're going to learn the ex the backstory of the like the the Waynes and the the Bacars and stuff like that, and what really happened, he just says, "I can't tell you that, Batman." I'm like, "Well, what are we even doing here?" Yeah, yeah, and and just the idea that Ruth Redford, you know, hey, you know, we got to look in. No, you don't have to look into her. She's dead. So oh, yeah, she's we dead. That John Paul Valley, and then yeah. we even sent him to war to try to yeah, you know you calm that, that blood loss and get his stuff that. out and everything like that. I'm like, did that lead to his cancer? Is he going to be mad at you because of this yeah. whole thing for what's there's going things on? But that there's were just nothing left behind here. And, and like you said, the weird thing about Jason, uh, he's like, yeah, he's telling us a little bit of a twist version of what the story was. And and this is the and thing like that Jason does, Blood, who's with and, Saint Dumas yeah, and stuff like and that, and it's with Saint Dumas, and yes. who is like pretty much built Jean-Paul Valley yes. into what like the killing yep. machine that he is now. So he's now going to tell Batman some of the reveals. Batman says, no, no, no. I've, I've read the journals. I know this is what gets me mad because that was the stuff that we had set the story up with. That's what we're going with. And then Jason Budd just goes, oh, oh, those. Yeah, they, they do a lot of fables in those. I know the real story, but I'm not going to tell you all of it. And well, it's even just, this whole it's thing, because we have this new moved. revision where we have, we have Bacar and Edmund Wayne come in and the whole idea now is like, you know what they did instead of come back and try to get Edmund Wayne's land back? They became thieves and smugglers, yeah. getting to know thieves, every pirate yeah. and kidnapper who praised to, like who passed through Gotham. So, so they just became some bad guys for a while until yeah, they you became know, bad. And the big <laughs> the thing, went to go kill him. Yeah, yeah. And, and the big deal is the idea that Edmund he was seduced by Gotham, like everybody else's. Almost though, going with the idea of like. Wait a minute, but but his ancestor Bruce, he doesn't. Oh, he's not really his ancestor because that's the big twist, and it's it's a twist, but it only makes you look. It, it's not really that big. No. It's just okay because the whole idea of the Bruce has the to figure Knight. out if he's going to deal with it. We've and, had the idea that the Waynes have screwed over everybody else, the Bacar stuff like that, and actually stole the land and never lived yeah. up to their bar. But now that we find out that it's Bacar so who stabs through after after Edmund Wayne stabs through like you know Laffy Arkham. Yeah, Bacar betrays him, stabs him. And assumes his identity, so Picard yeah, becomes Edmund Wayne. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool, but I it's just don't see the cool. steps to get now, there. Like, what you know, I like where though. Edmund Wayne wrote on the freaking yeah. wall, "I am Edmund yeah, Wayne." Then he got thrown down in that well, and yeah. then he wrote, "I am." And so they look, but you know, what are they going to go by? But the idea that I like is you have Azrael, and he's like the whole time, "That's it." I want what's mine. Picard was he was portrayed. No, no, no. You don't understand. It was Edmund, and you. Edmund, I need my retribution. He's just cha- it just doesn't change the the whole concept of this. You still end up having Azrael like, still wanting what's his, but now well, he just wants everything that's Wayne. I just Wayne. don't understand because the idea is it seems like you know Bacar became the Wayne, so that yeah. means that even though we have Bruce Wayne, who's actually Bacar, that means that John Paul Valley is actually Wayne. Wayne. Like, why? Yeah, I guess because he thought he was the deal. And yeah, that doesn't really make sense anyway, because they would have known they should be brothers uh, of Picard if you would think like yeah, maybe I, I that would be the I just don't understand the case. whole thing where like, you know, he is a, he's actually or a Wayne. He's brothers, the descendant of Edmund, you know, Edmund yeah. Wayne. I'm like, Edmund Wayne died. Like, I, I just don't understand the connection because yeah, he's when, Jean-Paul when did Valley. He have that? Picard yeah. might have become Wayne and then Bruce Wayne is a descendant of the actual Picards. But yeah. why, why does that Jean-Paul Valley matter in yeah, any of that this? really doesn't really matter much in that. And like you said, Edmund kind of dies pretty quickly there. And you would think that, you know, his unless, whole deal unless ends. Unless his still, like, little tryst with that freaking pirate woman who's naked there at yeah, the one point but, in that flashback. You know, I don't but know. At that, but at that point, 
where is she going to get the connection that that was Bacar anyway? Even with that woman, he was Edmund then. Well, so the she even she knew. Really got, like, you know, she was really drunk. So she sees this guy over here. He says he's Edmund Wayne. Well, I must have been with yeah, his buddy Bacar. This is the thing. Yeah, I'm saying she wouldn't know anything if anything. But if she's like, no, it was the guy's name Edmund. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. I didn't even think that through of the idea that overall, just because you do the switcheroo doesn't mean that you're necessarily having an Asriel coming from you know, the Wayne, because he was killed quickly after that. I don't know. And maybe there's something so, will be in the next issue that'll expand on that a little bit yeah, to really give you more that of an that understanding. lady he was with probably got pregnant. Yeah. That'll all it be. And and then again, were you even going to be a Wayne then anyway? You know, really, is he going to end up being be a, a legitimate? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so while Just this like is going me. on, that's the big reveal of the twist. So it ends up being like, you're mad about one thing. Well, it's not that, but it's the same thing on the opposite side. Everybody switches sides. You always like, you're at a dance and you switch sides here for some reason. And it's just, you're still angry about the same things just with different names. Uh, but then the big thing is you have Joker going crazy. He ends up stealing the twins. And I do like some of this. And I do like the idea that he's getting the twins, he's taking them now, he should just kill them right away, but that's how we play things, yeah. that he wants to kill the only thing Jack that can bring him. Jack back. Uh, you know, Jack keeps coming because of his love of Harley and also the kids there, so if you kill all these things, then Jack's just going to pretty much seems like it's going to commit like a multiple personality suicide and never come back, just get depressed and never be able to fight back, and so they end up he steals the twins, they go off to get the twins, it looks cute in their little beanies, and they end up going there, but Harley ends up in the Harlequin outfit, you know, because she's got to have a costume for the GTO, and ends up facing off with Joker, who has the twins, but then Jack comes to show he's still in there. Harley's desperately saying, please fight it, Jack. These are our kids. He does fight it, gives Harley the kids, but now he's a two-faced Joker. Looks like he's had a stroke. With a uh, Batman, and, like, you know, Iris. Yeah, 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 really. And he's going, I thought, oh, what, did Riley Rossimo get, get involved here, Eric, with that nonsense? But there you have it. And the art is really good, though, so it isn't him. Uh, but yeah, you end up, even Jack at one point is going to commit suicide with both of them. He's going to kill Joker by killing himself uh but he can't do it joker won't let him he throws the gun to harley harley's gonna make the decision <laughs> and she does and uh, again is there tension there because when she you get the gun and then you go off to more of the background of a car and edmund and then you just come back boom, boom. dead and yeah he's dead right in the head it seems and at least she shoots well, him the, the thing joker is, side of the look. that's the thing is i can't tell you that he's actually dead from all this nah, you know, know. Like the thing is we don't really see a big like bullet gaping bullet hole for being like you know black label no. or anything like this but he might have just grazed the top of his head i don't know the way batman would know if he's alive or dead and he seems like he's already he's moving in on that territory on he's moving look, in he's like is, look at I could, this i could see if the joker is actually dead the, here but i'm gonna I'm start hugging on his baby the, mama the way that she she has those babies there between them they're getting smothered and the way she has that leg up i mean really you're a mother hardly what are you doing uh but but yeah the idea that we had to go and like you know we have to get harley now because jack is taking the babies we have to go over to oh i know what you're gonna say all right suit up i'm like i'm telling you have to put on the harley quinn costume and a gto vest for it turns them on (laughs) that's the only reason i said she's she's in the harley quinn costume a little while ago yeah i'm like i don't don't need to do that Yes, you do. <laughs> oh my! Is that your your bet? The utility just, just, belt? Are you happy the, to see just me? Just put the GTO vest on. <laughs> no, she she needs it all. She wants to go. Full this is. 
<laughs> can you step? Can Suit you sh- up. Can, can you shoot that gun again? Please. Look at me. Oh, my. It looks like he got jack off. Oh, let's go, Harley. You're with me, baby. Oh, my. That's the next one. It's beyond Batman. He's beyond out of control. He can't stop himself with that, Harley. The, the way she has that leg up. Your, your kids are right there. They're in the papoose here. Oh, my. Look, yeah. She has and you leg know. up. She had a tight hamstring. Yeah. She had to no. fucking work out a cramp. You know that hand is it's going. It's going down. It's already there. It's almost there. He's about to go down. Even though I don't understand how that those legs are working, really. It's a weird deal because plus it looks like he's got his leg out and she is completely straddling. It's a sexy pose. Oh, yes. There's Joker dead. He's like, kill me. He's the cop. Let's make love on top of his body. <laughs> uh, just make sure. She, make sure the Jack's eyes closed. I don't give a crap about no, the Joker. I want them open. Make him watch. Him watch. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Dick Grayson walks in and just walks out. Just shakes like, his head. I don't want any parts of this. I, I am retired. done. I'm done. This GTO is over. Yeah, that's how you end. You end with that, with the, just the idea of sexiness going down. <laughs> Things are getting good, really good. Can you throw me in the well? I don't know what that means, but he's no. like, let me tell you a story. Actually, they're about to get busy, right? They're like, and he he has found out some cra- crazy info. He's like, wait a minute, Harley. Before we get going, I got to tell you my greatest regret. I'm out of here. He just leaves. He's I like, got time Why doesn't that work with anybody but Catwoman? Oh, my. But yeah, I like this more than what we had been getting. Uh, I actually like it mainly because we got rid of Ruth and, and really also it was pretty straightforward we with, Ruth, you know, we got rid of Jack. We got to reveal yeah. what the heck, what the curse of the white knight was. All get right. rid of the chat. It wasn't Let's get earth going. shattering like no, everybody was wasn't. talking about on Twitter, but it was an all right no. part of the story. And I, which I, I was like, getting bored with. And we liked the, yeah, I was too. We liked the background stuff. Oh, you know, the history, the flashback stuff. I didn't like it that much here because it no. was just kind of well, thrown at you. One, I'm like, it doesn't yeah. even matter to me that you're no. going to revise this because I just wanted Edmund and Picard fighting a, a, like a vampire Laffy Arkham. Also, the, also the only other thing that I, I I thought happened in this is when Jason Blood, when Batman leaves, like I'll see you later, Jason Blood. He leaves. He looks in into the mirror and he sees the etch again. Yeah, so Jason him. Blood felt like such a weird addition to this whole issue. So he's going to be the like the Knight of Saint Dumas is going to tell Batman all about Jean Paul Valley. Like, but then he's not. Right. And then yeah. he is. And then he's, you see the reflection of etch again. He wants some rhyming and stealing going on. But yeah. But overall, I think that the progression. Of the story, actually, it was more straightforward than it's been. I think that the book needs it. You need it to have some. If you're not going to get explanations, kill people off. You did it. We have two more issues. This really, like I said, felt like a finale or a penultimate issue. At least we have two more, which, you know, all these things happening. I'm like, all right, it's just going to be a fight. Now it's a mad story, right? No. (laughs) Beyond. Eric is going, it is beyond. I'm telling you, that hand is creeping in the creep and going down. I see it. Uh, yeah. And then, why did I wear this Harlequin outfit? You know. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm giving it a 6.9 dude. I'm going to go 6.9. I almost went 6.8. I'll go right under a 7. 7 is like that next level. I do love the art. Uh, it, yeah, his that's art's good. great. But I, I don't know about you. Because we get this and we had a, it's not impressing me as much. It's not a wow factor with the art anymore because it's always good. So when you get this also, it's a weird deal where you don't get a ton of vehicles in here, which he really loves. But I love the character models and things, but 
I've seen this too many times to actually be floored by it. So it's not going to save the idea that you had a big twist that just kind of was thrown out there and just turns the thing. It's like almost like when people make a mistake and go, hey, man, he did a 360 because that's what it did. It just went around the circle and you're back to the same thing, just different names. No, I'm saying you ended up going fully around. You're not doing the 180. You're actually going in a full circle because when you come back with the twist, it's still the same thing. Asriel's still no, no, mad no. at Batman for the same reason. I'm right. saying you didn't get a twist. A twist is a 180, where I think something's going, you're doing the opposite. You're just doing the same thing. The twist is Asriel's now mad about being another name that you stole. That's all it is. It's just money and property and all that. Yeah, this whole deal, I just, I'm not digging this overall. I really like that first white knight this one just i just wanted to end and i wanted to go away for a while and then maybe come back with something that's fresh and something that's well thought out and this isn't it but it may because you do have that beyond deal but you also have him working on some other stuff with some other people so maybe that'll be delayed or something but what would you give it i would give it a seven out of ten i enjoyed the art in this issue and the things i'm telling you they weren't earth shattering reveals like i said that everybody was talking about on twitter but overall they were fun and added some stuff to the story that i didn't expect because the thing is i always go into this book where i don't care about it anymore so it's almost like well, I hope this issue's good because, you know, we have to talk yeah. about it. But normally I wouldn't be reading it. But by the end, I thought, okay, this is a pretty competent issue for yeah. what it's doing here. And we even killed off the Joker. We're adding this whole mythos of this whole weird Harley Quinn Batman relationship. Like, you know, getting all sexy at the hand going yeah. down at the end. But, and she does say earlier she likes those men like yeah. him. So it's really overall, set it's, up. It's, just, it's not a, like, you know, a, a great issue. It's just it was a competent issue that I didn't mind reading and I actually enjoyed by the end. Yeah, so there you go. But we're going to go off now to something else. I, I don't know what, but we'll have something here, and we'll be talking to you in a minute. I was a rapper, and I was hated because the reapers take racing. The upper battle I'm facing. They even had a photo kill me Load me up to Africa Joker beat me up with a crowbar He went a little bit too far Kill my mother and me Bruce said he killed but he never died Into the mirror, moosing up his hair Blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is tear Well, that's just every shake Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well, that's just every shake all right, and here we are with the second bunch of books, my little ode to Eric Shea, who told me after he heard that song the first time, I don't use moose, is what he says. Why would I use I moose? Don't. 
I don't agree with that. I think that you do with that lush hair of yours. That is so pretty lush. lush and great, though. You better start grabbing it because it's, it's getting away from you. What? That hair, that hairline. Oh, my. I didn't say that. I would never diss you on this said podcast here. But we have a, a bunch of books in this section. Three books, to be exact, which we usually have throughout the <laughs> bunch whole Bunch of books, field. everybody. Um, but, this is different than uh, usual. There's some big things going on in this here section. And we're going to start with. And we're going to just get right to it, Eric. Wouldn't you want to just get right to it? Isn't that what you want to do? Batman Superman number six, written by Joshua Williamson, art by David Marquez, Alejandro Sanchez, and John J. Hill. Now that the infected story has moved on to bigger and better things, Joshua Williamson gives us a generic aftermath that deals with the truth and lies that we've seen for years, all told through cliched dialogue that's meant to disguise that this issue is all filler to fill the first trade of this book. I really like the art. Uh, this, really one good. Felt, this one felt phoned in and I've been getting uh, people arguing with me all week about this. Like, but, but Jim, this book shows you that Superman and Batman, they, they keep secrets. Yes. Oh, that yeah, might be that. one of those. It might be one of those that Superman may not always do that. Batman has done that since the dawn of time and, and has done it in some of the biggest stories that we have from DC history have dealt with. The idea that he keeps secrets, he has contingency the past plans, 10 all that years stuff. of DC Comics Batman have been based on the idea that people are pissed at him because he keeps too many secrets. Yeah. And not only that, but this actually, to me, is not all about secrets. Yes, the one big thing is having the Batman who laughs prisoner in the, you know, the Hall basement of, Justice, of the yeah. Hall of Justice. Now, if you remember, though, this is what I want to point out. Joshua Williamson started this story. This whole infected story was started at the end of The Price. He ended up where he came in. Tom King was on the West Coast dealing with his movies and his TV shows. He ended up having Joshua Williamson come in and write a story that did end because he Again, it was Barry and Batman. Batman and Flash are dealing with Gotham and Gotham Girl, that whole idea. At the end of it, Barry flips out and flips out almost about, you know, the secret, you know, stuff like that. But he's angry. He runs off. This concerns Batman, who then calls Superman in and say, listen, something is wrong. Something has been wrong for a while. There's a lot of heroes that aren't acting right. We better keep this on the down low because they you never know who's bad. We're going to end up and, and ended up leaving that almost like the you start doing a checklist. I start doing it. If you ended up seeing eight men out, it's almost like when they were trying to decide if the White Sox were throwing the, the whole World Series where you had the one writer say, you do your scorecard. I'll do mine. We'll circle plays. Let's compare. They end up leaving and saying. There's something wrong. You tell me who you think's wrong. I'll tell you because you're the only one I can trust, Clark. So they go off. So even with that, the idea that they end up getting the Batman who laughs and put him in the basement of the Hall of Justice, they don't tell anybody. In my mind, you could easily say from that, it's because they don't know who's on the up and up. That was the setup. Joshua Williamson wrote it. We got it away from that. It wasn't just, hey, uh, you know, let's keep this a secret because we're jerks. And, you know, it was the idea. We don't know who we can trust. Let's figure this out. Now, in the meantime, where everybody is sitting here in this issue, holy moly, you mean there's an infected? What they think Shazam was doing when Batman and Superman were fighting and it was on the news? Nobody came to ask them? I'm telling you, in my mind, this is just happening right now for everything it seems like. Like everything that we've dealt with in this and even the other infected with the Secret Six, the one shots. That's all been in the past like two days tops. Even when we have Wonder Woman going off to go help Supergirl out with her infected status. The the weird thing is that we have the idea like – 
we have had to deal with the Secret Six. The Batman who laughs wants to infect all these people. The story here is stopped, though, and we're actually picking it up in Hell Arisen, which is way more interesting right away for what we're dealing with. And all we do with this issue is pretty much what we dealt with in the Just League book, where it's like, well, we better get everybody in on the Just League and let them fill them in what's going on. I'm like, this is the exact same thing. Like, we got to start doing things differently. And that was yeah, what we had. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, so we'll talk about that. It's ridiculous. And, and the thing, though... I hate when an issue, it starts off with infected Gordon in the, uh, you know, in the, the Hall of Justice, yeah. right? In a cell. Now, we've seen this cell is not really hidden or anything. So what do they think he's doing? It, all these people, oh, my goodness, because the, the Hall of Justice is open to all the heroes. We've seen that. So there's Gordon. But even then, he's like, yeah, you, you, with the lies, the lies and the truth. I'm like, I hate when you force this, you know, concept in here by just having Gordon just yelling about lies and truths when that hasn't been a thing. It's just there to set up the MO of the issue. And he's laughing. Ha! Yeah, yeah, Batman and Superman go off to find Wonder Woman because she's not been responding because they've been trying to get a hold of her, possibly to say, we need your help because the Donna Troy and all this, but she's not responding. She has found out about the infected and is going to search to figure out Donna Troy. But in the meanwhile, it doesn't seem to be very good at it because Donna Troy is out and about and she seems to be going through mythical places to go. Donna Troy's infected. She's with these other people and, and you're not really going with this thing. And then when she leaves and she basically says, you have been telling lies. You're not telling the truth. I should use the golden lasso on you and I'll figure it out. And that's bull crap. And I'm going off. You that we could actually take the the bat jet, the bat wing to Themyscira now for what we've been dealing with. I'm telling you, we know it's, it's back open, but we don't really know the scope or scale of what that means. But having Superman fly there and Batman fly there, just looking for Wonder Woman. And we also have, you know, we have, we have to widen our search. Batman, I mean, Superman heard her heartbeat on an island, so he followed her there. And for some reason, even though he heard her heartbeat to soliciting to the world, as they're walking down there, they have no idea that she's no fighting idea. mythological nope. monsters. Mythological and- monsters. <laughs> and mythological monsters that she pretty much says... Hey, your little adventures got everyone talking. You know, I'm glad that you kind of helped me come find Donna Troy. I'm like, you're not doing anything near Donna Troy. What are you doing? And so it's all just there to be like, you know, I'm doing it. Says she's letting off steam. But then you have the idea. Now you're going to have to tell the truth. And the truth is the infected. The truth is the button. Well, where's Flash being called out on this? And the button isn't something that they ended up like, oh, my God, we better. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, me and Barry, we got on the cosmic treadmill and we went and saw my dad from an alternate timeline. And he kind of told me not to be Batman just to let you guys know. And then you also have Superman with is it the identity. I don't even know. What well, even this whole there. thing, when you have this idea, the three of us used to confide in each other, our victories and our losses, no matter how challenging they were shared. And with this whole thing, as Diana's giving her narration, you see the secret six, what they used to be. You even have, you even have Batman and like Barry going off and doing stuff for like, you know, the price and, not, and, and the button and stuff like that. And then you have Superman about to punch Clark Kent. And I'm like, I don't know. That's is this the Superman reborn we're talking about? I at this hate point? my identity. I, I just that's the thing is the the button that they're showing. Like I said, Batman call up. I, I can just imagine the call. It's like boop, 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 boop. yeah, Bo- Booster Gold here. Hey, Booster, get this. Actually, Booster might be. Say it's Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Hey, I just went with Barry in this alternate timeline flashpoint. Crazy stuff. I want to tell you about. It. He's like, yeah, I got another call. I don't need to hear this. And the idea of Wonder Woman, we always tell the t- no, that that's the thing with Batman, and that always leads to trouble. It does. 
Batman ain't learning. He never learns. Maybe he'll learn this time, but don't throw it out there, Joshua Williamson, as if you've come up with this idea. Metal started more like this infected than a lot of the other things because metal was Batman figured out stuff and he tried to do it on his own. In fact, at one point, ditching Clark and Diana to go do things on his own. And that was what the whole metal thing ended up being a catastrophe because Batman was the key was the wagon. And he ended up doing it himself, which ended up, you know, backfiring and causing all that. But you also have death of the family and then if oh my god the, the whole bat family you mean joker kind of might know who we are and he can come and get us all this time you didn't tell it's all the secrets same. Yeah, super, and lies. superman has got tower of babel you even said the whole yeah. contingency program a lot of these big stories were because batman keeps secrets yes go with the fact of you know superman i expected more from you yeah yeah batman i expected even at the point where they even had the reaction of the heroes and you end up what Batman and Superman keeping secrets. Yeah, that's not crazy at all. Like they, they even know. You know, it's oh, surprise, surprise. Batman and Superman kept secrets. Booster Gold says it, it's true. You know, they. But that's end the thing up, is the Trinity for the most do. part. It's weird they left Wonder Woman out of this because even us on you back in the 2000s Just League series when they, you know, we had the new 2006 Just League team. You know, they made Black Canary the leader, and when they built the Hall of Justice. They actually had Steel build them a pocket dimension so that only they could go there and talk about everybody else on their own until Black uh, Canary yeah. found out it was pissed. I mean, for, for the, the most part, uh, does everybody know the ins and outs and everything about the sanctuary? Because that's a thing that you guys did. Now, you can say that all of these lead into this idea, of, like, but it's here in a time where Superman out of nowhere, because Leviathan says, oh, you know, you liar, and oh my, I better save the identity, that you have to throw this out there in this book as if this is something new. This is what, you know, make it that it ends here. So you end up having Wonder Woman go off. You, you think that Wonder Woman's going to be mad? You know, are we going to three years from now? Like, oh, man, I wish Wonder Woman would stop being mad at that Batman Superman. This will just be pushed aside immediately. They're well, not going to so have weird this. Because when she goes off, we, we said we're going to pick this back well, she up. She goes up Supergirl. to go to, to, down to Troy and she goes off to help Supergirl yeah, anyway. That's off. That, we, we have Batman and Superman go off and fight their respective enemies. And for some reason, we have a weird Metallo here, which, you know, even though he's dead and like, you know, like uh, Mr. Oz Jarrell killed him but we have a weird looking one here and they both come to the same re- like realization as they're all fighting their own battles like we need to change and for some reason this really bothered me blue beetle donna troy commissioner gordon hawkman and supergirl they deserve better i'm like what about shazam yeah and and what about shazam but also what about the idea that we're going to go back to our cities and blow off some steam fighting these villains why aren't you going to you know you want to help them go go and save them but you can't in this book because it's not this book story anymore. anymore. So you end up with like, hey, you know, this sucks. That in fact, yeah, let's just, I got to go back to Gotham. They even say it's like they don't have anything left to say to each other at that point. I think I hear somebody in Metropolis. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I think you might hear Blue Beetle crying out. You go save them. But they go off. And this is Why where I said. Why don't they mention Shazam? I know. This is where I said even the idea of the last issue or the issue before where we were talking, I didn't like it as much. And I said, I don't need this book to be the generic. Hey, you know, we're the world's finest. We got to do this. And all this dialogue is just like fan service dialogue to make you think, oh man, they are great. Oh, they, they do have to stop telling secrets and all that, but it leads to them finally getting back together. And this is after the identity reveal. You have this, please, Bruce Wayne, you cannot be just seen out of nowhere with a reporter. 
from, you know, the Daily Planet, who's just been revealed to be Superman, people are going to start making connections of, yeah, you know what? We see Bruce Wayne a lot with this one report. Why would that be? But even with that aside, the idea of, hey, we're digging up the Batman who laughs his Batcave. It's rebuilding. In, you know, and then we're going to rebuild Crime Alley. So, you know, that whole deal. So then Batman says, get this. You know, Superman, we got to change. And Batman's like, no, we have to adapt. And what I found out was when I went down to this cave, get this, you're never going to believe this. The Batman Who Laughs has been so good at kind of getting to us and doing all this because he, created he had what they call, heroes. they call a database of the superheroes. No. No. And, and he can cross-reference things. So what I'm proposing here – now. Bear with me. It's crazy. This is the craziest thing you ever have heard, Superman. And he's like, I don't know. I heard the contingency deal. That's good. No, no, no. Listen to this. We're going to get a computer and we're going to end up making our own database of villains. Each of our villains, we're going to end up uploading that information. Maybe we'll keep this in the Hall of Justice. Call it like the Hall of Justice. What if they've been doing on monitor duty this whole time? Yeah. And so basically, Batman comes up with the idea we're going to have a computer where we can cross reference villains. Uh, of each of us so that we can help you, each you other like with, the with jobs. Database? Like all of the <sighs> database that you have in the Hall of Justice now that Damien went to during the whole Tom King deal, whether you want to say or not, that they even had Flashpoint information in there. This is a thing that always has been. They've always had a, a Justice League computer that has the bad guys. You always have at points. Oh, my. I'm going to have to fight Captain Cold, but but I'm Green Arrow. I don't know. Let me go see that the stats. They're always going to that. He is proposing something they've had for years. And it's not something that, oh, well, they better throw this in for this new continuity because, yeah, no. This is something they always have. He is basically just saying, let's make the whole of justice computer. I assume that Superman agrees because he thinks something is conked Batman on the head. And he thinks that, that that's how you have to go. Also, the idea of the Batman who laughs, please. That's not what you're dealing with right now. Because Batman Who Laughs had a database, Batman Who Laughs might also have a tricycle. Does that mean you're all going around on tricycles? The infected is happening. Don't just pretend that you have to do another thing like that. No, you have to go defeat the Batman Who Laughs and get these infected, uninfected, find a cure. Not make a database, but you can't do it in this book. So this this is just nothing. This is a issue that's going to end up filling out a trade where you're like, all right, well, that's okay. You're going to read this aftermath and like, no, no, much happens there all except right. at the Genocide end. And we're finally going to get at the end. And I said at the end, you're having all this go on. Now, is this where, you know, we have to have databases because I don't know if you've ever heard this guy, Superman, get this, Ray Shao Ghul, he, he's my enemy. And I, who's this guy, Zod, that you did? Oh, it's Zod. Okay, let me put that in the database because we're going to have to fight them coming up because you end up having, which the connection is, is obviously you're going to have General Zod, Zod, find out that Kandor has been destroyed. The Bottle City of Kendor was destroyed. It's something that Brian Michael Bendis did right when he came in Man of Steel that drove me and Eric nuts. And now you're going to have a deal, but don't pretend right now that it's fully set up that Zod's still a villain of Superman because he's not at this moment as no. far as we know. They are... I mean, actually becoming friends. Seems like they, very they, amicable. Yeah. They go to and New Crypto and talk yeah. things out. It's even one of those where you have Superman show up with 
you know, Supergirl right before the identity, even in that issue, it was the, hey, Kara, I got to tell you something that's going to affect you. He never gets to do it. But Saad even comes out and like, how dare you show up for dinner a day early? Like, oh, and then oh, I'll let it go. You know, let's let's do these deals and let's. Have, but they they were building towards them kind of working together. Yes, I understand that if you're going to have this, if I you know, if I'm going to guess, I think that you would guess the same. You need the citizens of New Krypton. That would be the Kandorians who are now going to be resurrected with Lazarus Pit. I don't know how that works, but we'll oh, see I'm how it goes. La- like I always complain, the Lazarus Pits used to be special. Now they're just everywhere. And the thing is, you could only use them once before, and you had then they were done. Like, are we just going to be using the same pit to bring back everybody in Kandor? I- they're all going to come back wrong, like all the characters in, in Catwoman yeah, right they now. they always come back wrong, uh, Kandorians anyway. They're, they're stinking Kandorians. They're, they're always going bad. But yeah, so you end up with this thing that's going to continue in the book and really you get to the end of this issue six issues and all i can say is well this book had six issues to set up other things and hasn't done anything on its own and then has an aftermath to try to make you think that these things are new oh a database and it's just nonsense no, no, it's it a database really and pretty much yeah. we're gonna all do this together from now i'm like we said this during the justice doom war and brought everybody into the whole thing it's like and even the idea that we have this database we're gonna start you could well how do you know this is gonna work this time because we're gonna do it together do you mean together like the entire justice league yeah, or like just we you always and Superman now. I mean, Justice League, that's kind of what it is. And we did open the Justice League up and really, you know, we know how we work and all these things. But again, I just want to point out once more that in that price, it did seem like the setup to go into this book was... We're not sure who's bad, good, whatever. We have to keep it on the download because you may end up talking to somebody and, and spilling the beans to somebody who's on the bad side. We got to figure this out. The characters out. we see in this talking crap on Batman and Superman keeping secrets, they seem like they should be infected anyway from what we saw in Hell Arisen 2 this week. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the, and it does say, you know, this at one point, this takes place before Hell because Arisen 1. Because we already 1, have Gordon And that's only in the saying cell. it. Yeah, you already have him. And it's nonsense. So you have all that going down, doesn't make sense and all that. But yeah, I think this, they're Talking about it laughing like they don't know what we're up to because we're all infected yeah, too. Ah! Yeah, that's it, the deal. Hey, high five. Infected high five. Let's go. Gross. Yeah, like, look at this. I love Wash this your hands database. That high five. You mean we're going to weaponize transparency? I don't know what you just said, Superman, but I like the cut of your chip. Yeah, whatever you say, if you're going to agree with this thing that we already had, yes, indeed. We will. A database. Um, yeah, so there you go, a database. That's what you get out of this, and that's the solution. It's also, underwhelming for also, a final issue of this a, a database of, hey, uh, me and you are going to do this by ourselves. We're not going to get anybody involved, it seems, yet. That's uh, what it's, I'm it's, saying. When he says we're going to do it together, do you mean the Justice people? League or just yeah. you and Superman? Why, don't, why aren't they going off to talk to the rest? Why aren't they addressing? Why aren't they having a meeting with all and saying, listen, we're sorry that we didn't tell you about this infected. And really, the, the crap's hit the fan. The stuff has hit the fan there. And, you know, we want, to, we want to tell you now. It's crazy. Then you can have, say, a Ted Cord, you know, what's going on with Jaime? You know, he's my buddy. And, well, he's infected. All right. I mean, what are they going to do? It's just ridiculous. It's so, it's like I said, it's surface level things to just be like, man, he gets it. But it's the same thing as always. Uh, because of that 5-5, five, five, Eric, I could even give it – the art, though, is really I love good. The art. And a lot of times this week, the art is the savior to a lot of this nonsense. So this I do week. like the art a lot. Well, yeah, really. But again, sometimes we don't like the art either. But 5-5, sure. five, five, what are you giving it? 5.8 out of 10. I'm telling you, the thing is I love the art a lot. There's some decent moments here. But the thing is they are just rehashed the stuff we've already dealt with, not even in here but in other books as well. But to come up with their, your big plan is a data 
base is the most ridiculous thing ever. And also the idea that the rest of the Just League, we're going to start working together with more transparency with everybody. My, this is the same, like I've said the entire review here. We did this in Justice League during the Justice Deal War where we had to have that big rah-rah speech. We're going to start doing things differently, everybody. I'm like, it's just this in a lesser degree. And now that the infection doesn't matter in this book anymore, time to move on. So very lackluster. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's going to end up like – it's just weird. I want to tell and a better story talk, focused on Lex and, and how I talked to, I haven't talked to people and things and, and they're like, well, now the database is where everybody can use it. I'm like, no, no, no that, that was that's just what it was like, set you know, the Hall of Justice that's, that's database, Watchtower database, whatever Watch you want to call it. Wherever you had it, you always had this database so you that mean they we could should start cross-wrap putting our, our villains like profiles in here so we should know what they're up to in case anybody like needs said, to know about it. Just remember that Damien could look up a Thomas Wayne from a flashback, which we thought was nonsense would be in there but it was a, because they have everything yeah like a, a, the idea that you had the batman who laughs underneath that we have there's a black the point. vault full of all these magical artifacts from all these different villains are we not cataloging these things no no they're they're bad with that they got other things to do but we're gonna go to the next book eric and thank god we like this one agreed shazam number 10 written by jeff johnson art by dale eaglesham scott collins and michael atea and rob lee the fight has come to Philly as Mr. Mine and Dr. Savannah have released King Cold on the city of brotherly love. Thankfully, though, with the combined might of the Shazam family, he's easily dispatched, but he served his purpose in acting as a distraction so our villains could unlock the Monster Lands and get the Monster Society of Evil back together again. Also, who knows if the wizard is on the up and up because he doesn't seem to be taking a, a CC. He doesn't seem to be taking the <laughs> CC bats and so well. Yeah, yeah. And and it's one of these things with all this going on. We were joking beforehand because we saw, you know, they said the last issue. Yeah, we're going to hit Philadelphia. I'm like, oh, that kid King. I, I hope King he ends kid. up just getting King Kitty. I hope he gets trampled by, you know, the, the Eagles uh, Super Bowl <laughs> Bay, like whatever the time frame would be. But you do end up having the kind of funny thing with Freddie who ends up showing that he can get free cheesesteaks. I'm telling you, I'm point. reading this issue. I'm having a great time. But when they're all sitting around the dinner table and like, you know, Talkie Tawny had made a, a vegetarian dinner that you know, Eugene's not about it. It's like, look, just hold on. Later on, we'll, we'll power up and we'll go over to Gino's. I get free cheese sticks. Along. I am so jealous of you, Freddie. Yeah, I am jealous, but I like Pat. So and I, that's the other thing. It's weird if to Pat's choose is a holdout. one. Well, it's weird to choose one and then end up like, what's Jeff Judd's playing with? Is that something he just looked up or does he like Gino's? I don't really like Gino's as much. Uh, but yeah, it's you, kind honestly, of, I'm a Pat's guy. You can't go wrong with that. And, and it's a cool thing. This is something where you end up having manship at one point, if you remember when they ended up having uh, the cyborg book in Detroit, he thought that was cool because he's been to some Hometown, of the landmarks. Yeah. He ended up sp- speaking. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, we have the Genos. That is, and really, if you're going to get anything, it would be free cheesesteaks. Uh, and this, this yeah, issue you're gonna get does. Get some goofy t-shirts on Sash Street, yeah, right? that too. Maybe a soft pretzel from some guy who pisses on the side of the road and doesn't wash his hands. Eric, uh, yes, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> Philly. But yeah, you end up with a decent deal it's like this book getting out of the lands and getting into philadelphia and dealing with things in the real world even though it's weird that you have talky tawny just there making dinner in a way that I'm doesn't even seem I like he's fully you know going on full house going on situation because this needs to be a sitcom because not only do we have rosa and victor vasquez the six children talky tawny the wizard shazam and freaking cc bats and sleeping on the couch I'm like this house has become so full it's ridiculous 
Yeah, yeah. I, I do like uh, with the idea, too, with the Vasquez's when you do seem like, uh, Mr. Tawny, and they do play it out good in the art where they don't even want to go fully in the room. Like, hey, He's hey, a humanoid tiger preparing help. salad. I'm not uh, walking to that kitchen either. Yeah, so with all of this, though, it, it, to me, it's it's getting its footing again. We don't have as many delays. Hopefully, we won't have any more. Yeah, I feel like it's back and, on track now well, that we got again, all this delays out that of the way. It may, you know, we may find I out that two months from now that they may go now. off. Well, yeah end up having this thing and you're getting the monster society like you're getting all these things put into place and it doesn't seem like it's treading water with the lands anymore you're getting a lot well, of we're finally at the monster lands yeah, i'm telling you we pretty much you know did our little skip and jaunt through the different lands that we dealt with you know some more than the others but now we have our shazam family for the most part feeling like they've come out the other side clean as a whistle they have won they've sent king kid back as long well they, they said they got done with him they don't know what the wizard did to and him. And that will apparently. be something that will be the idea of if the wizard is good but or bad, because he may have just sent him who knows. Everybody's where. pretty much celebrating here. We got Talking Tony making dinner. Everybody comes home. Everybody eats dinner together. They're all joking and having a great time, not knowing that their entire world is falling down around them as Dr. Savannah and Mr. Minor opening the Monster Lands and assembling the Monster Society of Evil. Yeah, and, and King Kid, he's awful. So he's up there. They're in the deal. You have the clowns. You end up being able to disperse that magic. They grab his, you know, magic wand deal and it, you know, goes away. And that's what, see, I knew it was magic. Oh my. But the idea that normally what you'd get, and this is why I like Jeff John so much usually, is you end up with King Kid. I did that because my mom and dad, they, they abused me and I was treated horribly. You have the kids start to feel bad for him a bit. But then he gets taken away by the wizard and they want to know what happened to him. You can't just have them say, well, he was abused. Okay, no fuss, no muss. You're going to live with us. And now the house gets even fuller, uh, which is what I thought was going to happen. Well, the thing is, I actually really love this part, too, because we had, you know, Billy's father, Cece, become the seventh champion recently. And like, you know, we don't know anything about this guy. He's been absent in Billy's life his entire life for the most part. But when he is here, you know, all shazammed up and he sees King Kid, you know, being defeated this point is like hold on wait wait i was absent i left you thinking i didn't bully like you know want you or anything like that he starts talking to this kid on his level talking about you know he maybe does. i thought it was a little over the top because this kid he's a good no he, i'm telling you right yeah, now you have cc being this good captain oh, yeah, marvel-esque character good the thing is though king kid saying that i was I, you could go very dark with what he's saying and then you just have cc say hey i know you know how parents are i kind of didn't go around billy and left them at some points and i went king no 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 that's what i wished happened i mean <laughs> real crap went down but even i i get you what i like though is it's just not like all right well welcome aboard brother brother because you you would expect that because the vasquez is they are gonna let it, it's tanya times 10 they're letting anybody including a anthropomorphic tiger who makes vegetarian meal so they don't do that and but i think that you're gonna have king kid end up being saved eventually and i like what he does there where he ends up having King Kid taken care of by the wizard. And hey, what did happen to that kid? You don't need to know. What's and up, it you, makes it, it, it sets that up of, okay, even if you still just sit there and go, you know what, King Kid, he's awful. He's an awful person. 
you still have to go save him if he's in an awful place now, even if it is just to go to jail or, or you know, whatever. And I like that setup. It's not oh, the, the adults generic, of the Funland are going to be released the, from yeah. the slavery, and, and yeah, now they're going to tr- like, yeah. judge him for and what he's done bad. to them. So I think they will have to go and kind of save him, but these adults, even though they he have was the, the mind big bad. Of the child. What are yes, they going to do? They, they would have that. Yeah, I'm 18, and they get 18 on life, like Skid Row saying. 18 living their life uh, in a carnival. Yeah, Come on, that's yeah. not 18. So, yeah, that's okay. That's like me at 18. That's cool. You're working underneath. You're working the yeah. You're working the contraptions. Uh, but yeah, you end up in this where you do get the Shazam family, though you don't get a full out spelled out deal, but you see them working together, which we love. Yeah, yeah. You end up where you, you even, you know, have jokes and some kind of, you know, get a little chuckles. I love that Darla ends up laughing, the only one laughing at Freddie's <laughs> jokes. Hey, no clowning around here. And she laughs. I'm like, yeah, because she's great. Uh, but yeah, you kind of end the deal in the way that Jeff John plays it. I can say to you, like, yeah, really, all they do is just rip out the magic wand, the candy cane deal, and then it's all done. And it, that's really nothing. But it was something because Johnny, of the even way the, it played out. The simple stuff where we have you know, the Shazam family going around fighting King Kid, but we also have to help people who are in the in the way of things. You know, where Darla goes and grabs a little girl. Pedro grabs his, her her mother. I'm like, oh, my, you are so handsome. Or, um Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, thank you, ma'am. I'm like, hey, he's like, I'll be back later. But yeah. And then when you see is all of these, you know, weapons, all these vehicles, all the things, all the, they were all just his toys. candy they're magic toys. army. Yeah. They're just toys that he ended up being able to use magic with. And in the meantime, you end up getting Savannah, you get Mr. Mine. And that is where that's cool. So you're setting that up as you're having kind of a, a feel good. Everybody's together. We're doing all this. Then you're kind of upping the Annie as well. And I just wish uh, we're the upping the guys. Annie on the art because whenever we go to Savannah, Mr. Mine, we got Scott Collins take over and it drastically just takes you out of the story for how good Dale Eaglesham's art is. I'm telling you, I want, if we can't have Dale Eaglesham on the whole thing, I want Shane Davis to come and fill in when he's not doing the metal men. Dale Eaglesham, Shane Davis on this book would be amazing because Scott Collins, he has a lot of fans. I'm just not one of them. And it actually, like, when we go to the Monster Lands, everything is just always so pencil and scratchy. It's pencil heavy and scratchy. And it doesn't even just feel like it fits for what we're dealing with with the scope of everything. Because even when we get to the big castle prison, of the monster lands where all of these monsters have been, you know, like, uh, imprisoned by the wizards of the old. And I'm like, it just looks silly compared to what we were dealing with. Even a, even a tiger making salad in a kitchen watching them to like the Philly news. I'm like, why does that look? More impressive than a giant castle full of like supervillains. I'm assuming in the lower left corner that is King Kid that's there with the birthday cake hat and the lollipop. He kind of, I just to me that my is that that that's where he is. He got imprisoned in this, and that was all a lie about what happened to him and where he went. Because to me, that kind of looks like him, and I wouldn't know who else that would be. Maybe you would know if it was somebody different, but he's kind of in this, so he'll be there with them because they're going to unlock this crazy paint deal and get all these guys back as they go through. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's King Kid or not, because I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm looking at that because there is a big portrait, because there are like a, a bunch of different monsters side of the evil that have been throughout this whole thing. And like, even the dummy that was once, you know, who is now almost like a ferryman to get you across the monster land. He used to be a part of the monster society of evil. He's not locked up, though. He's just been ex- exiled to the monster lands. has been locked away. But that's the, the thing is, one of the coolest things, as we have Savannah, they're going to find the Monster Society of Evil and their different cells and stuff like that. And we come across the cell, and we have inside Superboy Prime. And it's just, I'm seeing this part here, I'm like, 
It's so crazy. The last time we saw him was before Flashpoint, and the Teen Titans threw him into the source wall, and I have no idea how he would get from the source wall pre-Flashpoint well, with to this maybe point the now. source wall opening up, he's unmoored, as they say, and we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that is spelled out. Because, because this is there. definitely a pre-Flashpoint-looking Superboy. I don't know how we're dealing with the continuity, because I'm telling you, the Shazam family changed once Flashpoint happened. Actually, the Flashpoint, the way they were presented in that, was pretty much what we got going into the backups of Just League for how Jeff Johns changed Captain Marvel into Shazam and the rest of the whole family. So it just seems like he has a big heart on for uh, Superboy Prime, that is, for the Shazam family and is blaming them for this I whole like, talking about imprisonment. Me. Oh, my. I, 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 yes, you're a big heart on. Yes, I have a heart on. Uh, yeah, so you have that. That's it. And it's funny, too, because this was the big thing you hear before this issue, before you end up reviewing it. Everybody's getting word out. They even release like kind of things beforehand. Oh, my God, Superboy Prime, Superboy Prime. And in the issue, I just, all right. There you go. He's there. We'll see what that happens because not much is going on. You have no yeah, connection to Superboy Prime. No, no. And you just, but again, though, this may end up being that it's not even him. It's a dupe or it's a, we don't know because it doesn't make much sense with the whole deal. Uh, what I'm I was to find excited out how Jeff about. John's going to do it though. If he well, does. Yeah, I'm saying like if, if that is, I'll get excited later. I'm not going to sit there and say this issue was a 10 out of 10 like some did because of the idea of Superboy Prime's in it. He's in it in a couple panels and we don't know what that's about i'm more excited that pedro he is there eating and he's wearing a ron jaworski jersey eric he's got the eagles ron jaworski old school so there you you end up where everybody's doing their doing their due diligence with the idea of all this going on and that i do like it's like hey what what eugene we're gonna go we're gonna go to gino's get some cheese steaks later and Tony's like, how dare you? Even the idea bad. that we have, you know, Mr. Mind giving the backstory of the monster lands and what they are to Savannah as they go in. And the thing is, it's obviously a revisionist evil kind of history to try to make their, their version like, you know, we uh, of the monster lands here, but used to be the god lands. And all of us here were godlike. And the wizards, they didn't like that. They didn't like they went and they stripped all the freaking gods down to their power and locked them away because nobody was going to be more powerful than them. I'm like, well, we've seen from other things that obviously Zeus and freaking Hercules and all them, they're not locked away in the monster land. So whatever you're giving me, Mr. Mind, it's all nonsense. You're not telling the truth to Savada here. You just plan on unleashing your monster side of evil, and you might get, you know, he might get the uh, Earthlands once you're done half destroying it. He's like, you can have whatever's left, Savada. I'm just telling you right now, I love this place. We call it the Godlands. You and nobody else, Mr. Mind. I've looked at this place. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. Awful. And uh, you even have like play like, hey, who are you guys? You just call us the Lightning family. Like, you have all these jokes going on. I really like it. I'm tired like of that it. joke. I'm tired of the thing. Is, I don't I mind. Need it's just thrown in here, and they characters. do have. I think that this is the last step because you do end up having the newspaper mysterious family even that that is from before and you're gonna have to spell it out uh that's fine enough but yeah even billy goes in and is like oh, i'm gonna take this old dinner to the wizard he's probably hungry himself let's go hey just wizard old creep st- standing in the dark oh, staring at a wall there just sta- it looks like at one point he's staring out the window but i don't know what he's looking at just standing there it's like hey uh yeah we're kind of having dinner you want to come join us it's pretty good you know tony he's vegetarian nonsense i know eric shea once was one but he couldn't stick to it but hey you know tony he can but you want to have some of this it's whole 30 maybe uh and you end up having the wizard. No. Uh, oh, okay. Well, well, what'd you do with the king kid? Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's so angry. And then that leads Billy again. This isn't just like, oh, man, us saying what's wrong. You do even have Billy like, 
man, he seems angry at us. I don't understand. Like I asked him some questions. He seems very annoyed. Like, why would that be? Do you, do you have any ideas there, Freddie? He's like, eh, whatever. He's old. The old people get mad. He's a codger. It's, it's, it's pure Freddie. Like, eh, old people, they get angry. They yell at clouds and things. So whatever. And you have, well, I guess so. And you know that. Okay, he's going to be on the case. He's going to be on, and then it leads to just the wizard thing going and basically going to the wizard or, or going to Cece and saying, you know, you're messing up my whole plan. I now, have you interfere like this? There's only What's one that? other little thing you will that ruin goes my on. Plans. Yeah, and there's only one little thing that goes on here is right before the wizard takes care of the king kid. And kid does say, I want it to be the seventh. Yes. That's why I'm upset. So I wonder if that's that been was his MO the plan. since the beginning. Yeah, and I'm saying, I wonder just throwing that back out there to remind people and just really spelling it out there. And then having the wizard come and saying, you're messing up my plan. So obviously the plan of who the seventh would be. Maybe it was supposed to be King Kid. I don't maybe even that's mis- just the oh, plan. There's no way that the King Kid was supposed to be the seventh well, one. Maybe for they how were bad supposed to been. get there. And when he says... You know, I'm abused when he thinks that the 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 family, who is a bunch of kids that may or may not have had similar situations because they end up being orphans, end up at this deal, that the whole idea was his redemption was part of this plan so that he doesn't become part of the monster society. Something like that. I don't know. But it just seemed odd that you really... At the last second, the last thing is, I got to remind everybody that I wanted to be that seventh, and then the whole deal that CC wrote. No, no, it planned. still seems odd. The whole thing, the wizard being alive for one thing, and then even telling you know uh, Eugene and Pedro, there's a traitor amongst you. I'm like, we haven't dealt with that, and the wizard just being alive felt weird, and then saying that, and never really dealing with the idea of who it might be. So just, again, how about that? That King Kid is bad, and the plan was for him to become the seventh because that's not really the wizard; that it's a bad guy too. I just think that that's the connection that they really seem to kind of allude to again out of nowhere. He's fighting him this whole time, and, and just to bring that up again. To make sure you remember that, I thought was something big, but we'll see. Uh, But yeah, you end up with the wizard, and the big thing is, you know, you you have the Superboy Prime, and I think that kind of ends up being like, are you worried about the sales? Are you trying to throw this in? Because there's a lot of other things going on that we need to figure out in a way. This isn't like you even had Superboy Prime as the cliffhanger. Because we have a lot going on here. We're still going forward with the mysteries of what's going here. So I, I am interested to see how Jeff Johns works that in more than anything else. But I want to know more about, you know, what the, what's up with the wizard. I mean, I don't like vegetarian either, but at least you can pretend and come out. Maybe take, you know, the cape off and the headband. You look like a Eric Shea, a young Eric Shea, the wizard Aww. looks like. Eric is what I think, a young Eric Shea. Oh, uh, but what would what you that give, even mean? What did you give that? I don't know. What do you give that? I'm telling you, I love Daily Grisham's Arn. The Scott Collins throws me out, but I love the stuff that we're dealing with in the Monsterlands with our bad guys because it is just upping the ante. I can tell you, the whole thing of this whole issue, it is a setup issue for what we're going to deal with. And I love the juxtaposition, Jim, of our heroes being, being so relaxed and just like, you know, thinking they've saved the day and won everything when their whole world is crumbling around them because they don't know about the Monster Society of Evil coming down and their biggest bads coming at them all at once. I'm like, that's a really cool way to set up this whole issue for what, you know, the last two issues of the 12 issue kind of run. Like I'm telling you, it's more than 12 issues, but you want to build up for that big 12th issue for the way it should have worked out that first year if <laughs> there wasn't so many delays. But I just wish that we could have a consistent, like, artist on one book or even just something that fits Dale Eaglesham's or a little bit better than Scott Collins because it does throw me out. But I enjoyed this issue a lot. I gave it an 8 out of 10. 
very final answer because I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 as well. I did enjoy it. I, I do enjoy what he is doing here in the meantime with the uh, the juxtaposition, or not uh-huh. the juxtaposition, but maybe the oxymoron, right? Isn't that a dumb guy with zits? That was me, Eric, an oxymoron. But when you end up having this, you're never going to have a thing that ends up like when you have the Monster Society, you have Mr. Mind, all this. He just gives you enough each issue to keep going. And as we're getting closer and closer, you're getting a little more, a little more, a little more. And I like the pacing of that. You're not just going to get things thrown at you at one point because there's been the setup. And even like you said, as you're going it uh, through it, you're like, oh, that must mind. He's lying. Like, don't listen to him, Sabana. He's And I like the and gradual even with that, going the with that. The idea that it's been to lie that he's told himself so much. Because even if he would have told him, worst monsters ever. This is Thetherland. Savannah's not caring as long as he no, gets the Earthlands. And that's the thing. But I You're love. You're going to build yourself up, I, Mr. Yeah, mind. I love the progression, though, of as we get closer and closer, we're getting more and more of it while we're seeing the family, the Flash family coming together as a family, but in the meantime, also questioning the wizard and what's Shazam. the whole deal and then stuff like that. So you end up wondering, you know, they have their issues going on while they're distracted. You do have their big villain, you know, the big villains coming to be. And so uh-huh. I, I think that is well played out. So I, I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, an eight out of 10 for me as well, but we're going to go off now to the last book of this section. All right. And to finish up this section, we have the big, big thing. Wonder Woman number 750. How big, big is it? And it's like 96 pages. It, it's I, a I lot. don't know. A couple of those pages ended up feeling like they were 50 pages. And I'm looking at oh, like, that was hard. only six. Yeah, there's some stories here that don't hit. But overall, you'll hear my blurb. Then I, I think it was okay. If you're a Wonder Woman fan, uh, you know, you should pick this up, check it out. I like the pinups, but oh. it's time to celebrate. And we're going to go through the credits as we go to each individual story as we go and zip through those. It's time to celebrate Diana and Wonder Woman. While I wish there were more varied rogues gallery here, it really is. This a celebration of Wonder Woman or Cheetah? We got I, Silver I Swan. Liked enough, I liked enough of the stories. Yeah, Silver Swan. Where's Gigantic? That's what I'm wondering. He also gets She's kind of weird there. Yeah, there's a lot that they miss. I liked enough of the stories and thought the art was really, really good, except for one guy. Oh, right. Uh, the Ross big Mel. stories are the Steve Orlando and Scott Snyder ones book ending this issue. Uh, but they weren't necessarily my favorites, and there should be something that any Wonder Woman fan could find to like here. Yeah, but the big ones are the Wild Hunt finale by Steve Orlando, and that's Steve Orlando writing, Jesus Moreno penciling, inks by Vicente Sifuentes, colors by Romalo Fajardo Jr., and letters by Pat Brousseau. And it's going to end that story. That was the first one on Steve Orlando coming back onto this Wonder Woman Which book. is almost a rehash of the story we had before with Cheetah with the God Killer Sword that's continued on. Yeah, and, and the thing that I really think didn't serve this story very well was the idea that it was a year of the villain story and then it kind of went too long because the year of the villain is left well, then, it. Then the year it's the just a normal story. It's continued on without it but with the same character. And we've said this a lot. They have a lot of these celebration issues. You know, you end up having the Detective Comics and Action Comics 1000s. Oh, yeah. And you all these have things. the Flash 700 and, coming and, up. Well, yeah, what always gets me, and it'll have that and this, and they always do have this happen. But when you finish up the latest arc of the regular book in a issue that might end up being something that people would go back and check out out of nowhere five, ten years from now, it, it is always think in my mind, 
what are they going to think of this one story? Like, out of nowhere, they're going to, oh, my, this must have been the huge thing well, back the there. the thing is, this is the current story. So we are continuing on the whole thing. We are just going back to legacy numbers. So it'd be weird to omit what we're dealing with at the current time to have a bunch of little one-shots in the same, like, numbering. What I'm weird. saying is, I think that you would just do a regular issue for the regular thing and then have the celebration as something else because you're also making the regular run people spend ten dollars to get their story that that's pretty much bull crap plus also more. well yeah well i'm saying you're going to get these other stories but if you're going to put them they should just use these as almost like an extra type annual and make it a wonder woman 750 special number one something like that instead of an extra size spectacular just saying if Is you're going to end anniversary? up well, it's it's just a spectacular. No. It says it was it wasn't exactly spectacular. Steve Orlando's kind of story though, is there, and, and really, it if you're going to do it, maybe long. Maybe have the 750 be something that's away from the regular deal and then come back with 751 as you go to the legacy numbering to continue the story. Maybe something like that. Like you take a little aside, almost like an annual. Uh, it just makes me wonder like, oh man, did you remember that big spectacular? And you, or remember, remember when you, that detective comics, you know, big 1000 that we all loved and we got that Arkham Knight story from, you know, no. You got a prelude it, to it. Yeah, I'm saying you did get that, but it was kind of, out of place and this is the new you know just the imagine from, from what you're getting Wonder at, Woman. detective comics 1000 we've done it everybody we got to a thousand issues and just think about the biggest things that batman has ever faced and like gone up against all the big stories and it's a little bit with the arkham knight <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying when, when you're down there and you're like oh my that was special that's it arkham knight uh but again yeah. it, that's the game they play they're they're playing this and the, and the thing is when i went to do my review i just started thinking like okay 750 why don't we wait till 800 i mean 800 i don't know why 750 no i know why it's because we're gonna have 5g and, and she might not even be wonder woman at the time that you would hit the 800 who knows but you end up with steve orlando finishing the story where we do have you know all the great characters that steve orlando knows to write like silencer and Hera. you know Hera's there representing. Silencer She's representing the, the gods. The biggest problem this whole thing, because out of all those New Age of DC Heroes books we had, we thought the Silencer was the best book out of them. And just to have Silencer be thrown yeah. in here, so out of character, just out for the character. one thing that we really enjoyed out of that. I'm like, why, why would you pick Silencer? You could have picked, you know, the freaking you, Brimstone. You know what's funny? could have done something. Yeah, really. I wouldn't have really, called you out please. of Brimstone. Sideways. You know, grab, grab Sideways. The thing is about Silencer, there's times where – a character is out of character in the, you know, dialogue. But there also is times where a character's out of character in just being there. You know what I mean? The setting and showing up and things like that. Like, boy, she would never do that. Well, the thing it's is, she's been here. in hiding it's for so here. long now that she happens to be in Boston with Jelly yeah. Bean and Blake because he has a freaking job interview going on where all this stuff's going on. You know, you know what I don't guess would do with this? She would keep her cover intact and walk away with her husband and child and not get involved yeah. as a silencer and, and start threatening Wonder Woman with a gun to the even face. even that, you do have Wonder Woman involved. I mean, you silencer knows what's going on. At one point, at the end, she's like... Yeah, I thought you were an idiot at first. I'm like, well, why would you think that of Wonder Woman out of the, you know, the whole deal? But yeah, she comes in and really, all in all, number one is the reason why Cheetah gets away. Also just gets in the way the whole time. Ends up, you know, you have to stop to knock a gun out of her hand or slice it because she's just there shooting like it's rooting She's always just about to shoot Cheetah in the face and Wonder Woman yeah. has to stop to stop her. She's rooting to it in honor. You have Silencer. And this is why I say like that she's there where they're looking into a job in Boston that's forced. You have all that. But 
if you're going to say I need that silencer, I would have thought that there'd be something to do with her ability that would make her no. wanted to be in this story. Not at all. She is basically we dead use it shot one time here. as we don't a woman. Even hear the going on. We just yeah. have to see a blank dialogue balloon. And they, and they messed it up then, too, because remember, she was talking and they could hear her. It was as if as Steve Orlando thought that the uh, cone of silence just only worked. It, it was all off. Here he just bails on that. And she's just there to be there. I'm going to shoot you in the face. No, no, you're not. You can't shoot her. Well, I'm going to shoot you. You better not stay in Boston. I'm going to shoot you. She just wants to shoot everybody. It just kind of seems like Silencer is going to be a weird recurring guest star in the I Wonder Woman book so going too. forward. I actually, where you have the cliffhanger where she is, it looks like she's going to be arrested in Boston. I can only think that maybe Silencer's going to break her out. And now we're even. One of those deals. But you also have Hera there. And I said she's representing the gods. The gods have been exiled. We haven't had the gods in this book. And since the beginning of Rebirth, you end up having, you know, for the most part, no Themyscira. We have that back. But the gods are gone. All these things are happening since as well, we've gone on through so Rebirth. We went back and forth with Olympus. Well, the saying, gods but- kept leaving Olympus, leaving the universe in a hole, and then coming back, doing it yeah. again. Now we've had Olympus in shambles, but then it's okay. Now the gods have been exiled from Olympus, and we never really got a clear explanation well, about then that. Well, and here's my point of this whole thing. You haven't really had a lot of Wonder Woman with the gods. A lot, yes, you had the patrons and the Greg Rucka run, which is kind of neat. The animals bring in the, you know, the sword and the things and the, the lasso and stuff like that. But since then, you have this idea. We don't know what's going on. They, they never explain just exactly what's going on with the gods. It seemed like G. Willow Wilson, when she came on the book, that was going to be the start of getting the gods back. You ended up having some of the animals, you know, all these things coming through portals. They couldn't remember. They're trying to find out. You have Aphrodite. She gets killed. All these things going on, only to have the story with Steve Orlando just like, nope, don't need the gods now. And I wanted her to be like, well, we're not even around anyway. And this was where we even thought, how is she dealing with that? And other heroes like a Shazam. How are they dealing with other yeah. gods being there? But this is almost like, you know, Wonder Woman's going to take the streets herself. She doesn't need the gods there. They manipulate her, all these things that Cheetah is telling her. Uh, and the other thing about this story is well, that's the, thing, just yes. think, the, the whole point of this issue by the end is that, look, um, I'm not going to do what my patrons want me to do anymore. I'm just going to do things Wonder Woman yeah. way. I'm like, I really don't think you've been really leaning on your patrons all that hard previously no, for you to ha- have saying. this big declaration. I'm going to say back this week talking about how going to start saying yes and doing things differently that, than I normally do. It also do. reminds me of the Tom King Batman who tells his mom possibly in heaven or just in his weird mind, hey, uh, I'm not doing this for you and dad anymore. You know, that's a little kid's thing. Uh, I'm done with that. I'm now doing it for the people who need it. I think that, you know, there there is something to tell about this, but you're right. And that's the thing that bothers me with this. It's almost like me sitting here and, you know, my best friend, Brett, that I tell you about all the time. I say, you know so what? Was you know what Eric? Well, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know what, Eric? I ain't going to deal with that bread anymore i have not talked to bread in 10 years like <laughs> wait it's almost like a guy or a gal or anybody who does the new year's resolution like you have to have a resolution i tell you eric i'm gonna stop smoking this year good i've never good. started but i'm gonna stop it really starts so, with your growth yeah yeah really thanks jerk but yeah it, it, it's so odd to say 
I'm not going to deal with you because you haven't had them around. No. You haven't been dealing I'm with them. I'm telling you, we've been dealing with godlike stories who have been in the background. We have dark side going around killing gods with grail and stuff like this. You have yeah. gods exiled and all this stuff. It's not you specifically doing Wonder Woman stuff for the gods, though. It's not like you're here saying, man, I'm going to do those gods proud by doing this. No, you've just been pretty much thrown into situations. Are you going to do this whole thing now? Like, look, it's not for you anymore, patron Hera. Like, I'm going to do things my way. So if the gods do need help and call, I'm not going to show up. Yeah, yeah, don't. You'll lose my number. I'm saying, is that what's going to happen now? I'm going to do guess, it my way. I don't know. And I guess if they needed help, she might help them. Well, but she's that's not what gonna, she's been doing, like nonstop at all the Wonder Woman it's stories. It's weird, too. There hasn't been a lot of stories that we've had recently where she has ended up doing something where then at the end she realized she's, she's been manipulated by the gods. The last thing we had was Aphrodite, who she ended up kind of making better and they were friends and you had, all, and, and then she died. She got killed by Cheetah. And so I'm just wondering what, like you said, it's supposed to be this big proclamation, declaration thing. And it just falls flat because if you've been reading it, you're like, you haven't dealt with them. The big thing is, though, is some of her weapons, all these things were given to her by them. And so she kind of hands in some of them, maybe, and then makes new ones, kind of. Look, I'm telling you, I don't even understand how half that works with the idea of the weapons wall, the Themyscira from what we got from the Wonder Woman of China to actually remaking the bracers because it looked like we're actually pouring and molding new bracers, but it looks like we're just taking the old bracers and put it back together, though. That's what it seems. It seems like, well, it seems like you're getting Hippolyta's old bracers and then getting them because they were shattered during her big fight with Heracles or Hercules, however you want to pronounce it. This one's Heracles. like to say Heracles. I love to say Heracles because yeah, then yeah. people get mad. But you end up well, getting no, mad. You have Heracles they got and you also have Hercules. I know, I know, but people get all confused in the oh, deal. Yeah. But this is Heracles. And yes. you end up getting this other ore adding it to these bracers that were shattered or, there to be like, oh, there I you are. Because of a dummy when I read the thing, Heracles. Yeah, Heracles. <laughs> and then I realize, the, oh no, you're stupid. It's Her- Heracles. By the way, Eric, you are my best friend. I know. By, de- <laughs> by default. <sighs> Can can you have a a best friend uh, other than uh, your only friend? Would would you rather be somebody's best friend or only friend? I think they're both equally great. Both the same thing, right there. The same. Uh, But yeah. So the thing is, I just know that I'm friends with a loser because he has no other friends. That is true. I really (gasps) don't. I really don't. Uh, But you end up having all everybody, (laughs) everybody in the Get Fresh Clip. No, and uh, that's why she's like, "Why do you have this podcast?" Whatever. I'm like, "My friends." Uh, So you end up having this whole deal where. You know, Cheetah's yelling. They go in the lasso. She's like, oh, and, but this is what Cheetah's been yelling all along since Steve Orlando oh, even showed this whole up. Thing. Hold and, on. You just want the idea that we even, you know, we have Hera locked up in the lasso. We have Wonder Woman go and get locked in the lasso. And for some reason in this story, it transports us to the world of the lasso where everybody mm-hmm. has to then tell the truth. And the yeah. whole idea is Cheetah's going to learn her own truth and Wonder Woman's going to get the last effect. But the idea that we have to get transported to this weird blackness, like the world of the, yeah. I'm like, what is this about now? Yeah, who knows? And, and so when they're doing this, and this is the land of the lasso, it's the big city capital lasso, and the country's the land called of the lasso. lasso. <laughs> the lasso. Uh, yeah, so you end up with this Sounds fight. Like it's between, a Marlboro country. There's a, yeah, really, it's flavor country. Uh, you end up having Hera and Cheetah just fighting. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. No, you're a jerk. Uh, you're like Urskataga. No, I'm not. I'm pretty. Yeah, that doesn't matter. You still hey. like them, but you're not. And they just go back and forth. Hey, and, and Wonder my Woman. Thing, I am yeah. trying to help you. I don't want you to be beholden by the gods anymore. But do you realize, Cheetah, what you're doing is making me beholden to what you want? Oh, my God. You're right. You're a Meow. god now. Run you're off. like a god. Meow. 
and then goes off. Yeah, oh, Kitty's got claws. Runs off, and that's you where realize, Cheetah, that by what you have been trying to do, you become the thing you hate. Oh my, Wonder Woman! Oh How my wise. goodness, you are right. You're right, Wonder Woman. And she runs off, but that's also why Hera's like, "How dare you, Wonder Woman, letting her get away?" I'm like, "This is the time you're getting mad about it. This is what she always does." But the overall landscape of things, okay. You end up having G. Willow Wilson doing her story. It's not hitting with us. A lot of the reviewers seem to have loved it. You know what it didn't do? It didn't sell. It started failing. Uh, I think that G. Willow Wilson kept going. Well, she kept going on. That's what, you know, Jess wants to be engaging. She ended up going on Twitter at points and then saying, please "Please bear with me. (laughs) Please bear with me. I'm trying. I'm struggling to get the character. And it was true. You could tell that when G. Willow Wilson was writing this book, in our, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't say this for all Wonder Woman fans because somebody will call me out like they did you. Yeah, speak uh, for all Wonder Woman fans. <laughs> you ended up having a Wonder Woman who was the least developed, the least in character character. All these other characters that show up end up being better characters because G. Willow Wilson you mean seemed Maggie to kind of get that. Yeah, Maggie. Maggie was was better at points. At Wonder Wonder Woman would just stand there. She always seemed like she was kind of I don't know a little high, a, a little down. She's on the downer. She was always a little sleepy, not really doing things. But then you have you're the villain, and since Cheetah showed, and it seems in my mind, it, this has gone on at least eight nine issues. It may not. It, it just seems that really once Cheetah on shows up, she's just screaming. And then you move to another location, screaming. Another location, trying to slice somebody. Other, She has not done anything but yell and scream. And, and before it was, Wonder Woman, you jerk, you're a jerk, you love it. Then Steve Orlando jumps on and all of a sudden it does, you know, a 180. I'm here for you, Wonder Woman. Like the gods, the, the patrons, Erskataga. But it's been the same thing. It's been so much of just Cheetah yelling random things. At one point, she just, we thought we were done with it. And then the next issue would open and she'd be in the street screaming again for Wonder Woman to fight her. Well, that's and even the first time because she got much. locked up and then was released yeah. and had a new well, idea about how and she then, wants to And do then it. you end up with Steve Orlando comes in like, okay, he's going to do something. Nope, he's just going to do it. What do you mean we're just a doing a Cheetah story? I wanted to start out with a Cheetah story. Yeah, and a Cheetah story screaming and yelling and, and wanting to slice people. But this time, for Diana. And so you end huh. this ending. And what a twist. What I'm going to tell people, if you are interested in how Wonder Woman is going forward, and you're like, well, I better read G. Willow Wilson's run. I better read Steve Orlando's up to this. I am not joking. You could read the last four pages of this story just to find out what Steve Orlando's doing with no gods as my patrons. I'm going to make my own weapons. I'm heading back to Boston. Oh, Steve oh no, Trevor, though. I'm under arrest. And you have Steve Trevor earlier mentioned as well with no Steve Trevor. So you could go even with that. But even so, I'm sure she might. I actually, when I saw the Steve Trevor bit, I actually thought to myself, I know that people wouldn't like it, but I, I almost think it would have been better served if he would have died. In event Leviathan and just been gone because what are they? What are they going to do, do with him? Kill poor what are they going to do with him now? They're going to put him back there, and we're going to know as fans that he's out there saving the world yeah, one mission at a time. But when he can away. come back, he I, can. I, the thing is, though, it's almost one of those. How about this? How about I explain it this way? Of what I mean? Didn't we lose enough people in Heroes of Crisis? Didn't we? Well, do you mean fans or, or, or characters? Because I think we we lost. But no, now get get it with me now. The way that Steve Orlando has made and and G. Will Wilson all this, where Steve Trevor, where he sits now, would there be a better chance 
of him being saved and brought back to being Wonder Woman's lover if he was dead or how he is now. Because I think if he was dead, she would go and find him, put him in a Lazarus pit, do some mumbo jumbo on Amazon. All she'd do is do Amazonian healing and then he'd be back. We'd have him. But at this point, their love is dead. Eric, they're for now, Jim. For and, now, well, for now, because love is never right dead. Now it, it ends up it, it's torn a piece of my heart. Ow, the, not really, but it, it's just a shame. When I saw him, like Steve, you should have been dead. But when we uh, have Leviathan checkmate and stuff like that, we find out that yeah. he actually did become one of Leviathan's freaking he no goons. It's oh, gonna he break is one of Leviathan, heart. maybe. I also like the idea where this at the end you have this person. It does look possibly to be a woman. Diana Themyscira, by order of City of Boston, you're under arrest. I'm like. Is she just going to whack that gun out of there and just head back? I just head back to Themyscira. I just you, assume Boston. she's going to go and get arrested because why yeah, wouldn't she? It will be. Yeah. Who knows? And then it's, you know, the Wild Hunt finale and a new beginning. Do, do you think that her uh, her neighbor was murdered or something like that and she's the prime suspect and knows Maybe. neighbor? Maybe. That'll be something. Or it'll be one of those, Diana, by the order of you're under arrest for being so fetching. That'll be it. Right? I hate uh, the police. Always it, stopping me from being be, so fetching. Always, it's it's their punk punk everyone Tuesday uh, deal. I hate you Tuesday. know, they always say at the end of every month that the police go out and try to punk everyone. Isn't that what they say? When it's you, like, come on, pull them. over. Like I'm like, I don't care what you say. I'm not. I, you're just trying to punk me. I'm not pulling over. Yeah, yeah. I'm not pulling. That's when. No you matter how drunk that's I when am, you end up really. Chill. Yeah, really. Why are you trying to punk me when I'm so drunk, there, officer? Uh, but <laughs> it's not yeah. cool. I gave this story. I actually rated this story as like the one rating and then the rest I rated as a whole deal. Uh, but I gave this one a five nine. I did like the art, but I just, it's, it's a lot of the same yelling and screaming from Cheetah. She ends up out of nowhere. Oh my, I thought I was teaching you a lesson. You taught me one. Silencer's there for no reason. And then the idea of getting rid of the patrons as, that whole deal, I won't deal with That's the gods while well, you haven't dealt with you her. You didn't have to say it. You just didn't have no. to have another god story. That's all you had to do. You don't have to come right out yeah. and say it and make this the whole idea of the arc now. It's like, well, I'm done with those gods. I'm like, you could have been done, but we just, that's all we're dealing with. So I mean, tight. here's the thing. At, at a point, you could have set up something where Diana ends up needing the gods and, and calling for them. They don't come. And then she's like, well, you didn't answer the phone. Then screw Daddy. you. I'm done with you. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, she's just there on the stoop with a little suitcase waiting. Where, where, where's the gods? And then her mom comes out. Apollo comes out. It's like, they're not coming, Eric. They're not coming. He, Daddy dissed you again, Eric. And why are you calling <laughs> don't me Eric, anymore. Why, don't go to man's world. And what I mean, don't go to Eric Shea Sr. man's world. Is There's a man's see? world. You should have learned. That's a real man's world. That Now, he doesn't get punked. He'll just drive drunk whenever the hell he wants. He's never uh, yes. punked a day to life by the police. <laughs> uh, the only thing he punked was that KFC sign when he ran into it. Oh, my. Who put that sign here right in the uh, parking lot of the KFC? How dare they? How inconvenient. Uh, how just imagine he needed to get to KFC. Look, I can that totally bad. imagine. He, he was drunk in a storm. We do. And it, it was, was a, a blizzard. Snowstorm. He wanted a bucket of chicken and he'd been drinking. And he was drunk. Come on. Well, really. This all it, makes there, perfect sense. It, when when would there be? Was there a day that it was known like when you want to talk to old daddy and you don't need him all slurred and drunk? Was there a day? Was it Monday? It was usually a court day. Okay, so pretty much three days of every he died, week. He killed himself by drinking. There wasn't a lot of times he wasn't drunk. There wasn't that many times. Uh, yes, do you think that he's up there in the old bar in the sky, right? He's there sitting on a cloud. No, I'm not a child. Toasting you right now on the cloud. He's doing that. 
Uh, what would you give that? I don't know. I'm telling you, I think I was, was going to rate the whole thing overall, but how it is, just this goes, right, one, I'm saying, this goes right along with gone. the other ones. It's not a compelling story. It does nothing for Cheater or anybody in the, at the end. And we just have Wonder Woman with some kind of new weapons and an idea that she might not have to do. Well, we might not have to do with a God story going forward, but overall, this did nothing for me. And I thought I'd be quite a bore, even though I liked the art. Yeah, overall, I thought so. Yeah, I'm a 5'9". I like the art a lot. We like Jesus Moreno. Now, yeah, is, it, is it also a similar thing? Like, there you are in the stoop. Like, Mommy, Mommy, where's, why'd you and Daddy you break up? Because <laughs> he was a cheater. Break up. I don't right? know why a we're cheater. together. A cheater, Eric. You get it? And what, what what's going on? Why does he, uh, he's a gigantic. That doesn't really work. The cheater was Your daddy I should, I was once there. cursed by Ernest Cartaga. Yeah, my daddy was cursed by too many buffets by diabetes. And, a lack, and, a lack, <laughs> diabetes and a lack of any knowledge of, of nutrition. Is what and he social was. skill. Uh, yes. When when they end up saying like, oh, my, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. My dad never said that. But his, and he had pretty big eyes. Uh, but if he had a really big stomach. You could stomach, get lost in those eyes. I'm telling you, at one point, yeah, you could. You could also <laughs> get lost in that stomach. At one point, my dad, it did go through a phase where I'm telling you, this is no joke. He would threaten us that he was going to sit on us. Uh, you know, well, that's, that's, what you're doing that's how big guy. he was. That's the but thing. Yes. What else are you going to do was, at this point? That was the other thing, too. The one that Yoko is doing a finishing move because just, how big he imagine. was. King Hippo. He's after me. At one point, he ended up like getting really mad at me because I think it was a time I just, I told my mom pretty much to shut the F up. I, I'd had enough of her. Oh, my. And I think if I remember right, it the was probably, on you. Well, yes, but it, it was something that needed to be said. I mean, she said to me, get this. You should bring your plates down from up there. I don't even remember what she said. It was something really ridiculous. So this kind of sounds like a similar thing that you talk to your kids about. No. I t- but I said, you shut the F up. I might have called her some other words, too. I didn't realize my dad was there. So my dad comes walking <laughs> out. And I'm telling you, my dad comes walking out like this, if you can hear it. Like, it's like the giant. Three, five, four. He comes out. Oh, and no. he's like, he's ready to grab me. And that's the thing. I'm like the little guy in the blood sport, you know, the the guy who jumps in the trees and going around. The monkey now I have fighter, to fight. Yeah. yeah, the monkey fighter. I have to end up fighting, uh, the you know, the big goddamn sumo wrestler. And I'm like, oh, no. So I ducked him and started running for the front door, realizing then I didn't really have to run because he's, he's huge. And he started running two steps. He's like Homer. He ended Ankle up collapsing. broke. He collapsed. <laughs> he fell. And then I laughed. And then I left. And, and then, then you I'm, can't come back home. <laughs> then I didn't know what to do. Yeah, you're done I, at this I point. really didn't know what you to really do. You really dug your own grave here. I, I went to Pete and Jay's house and yeah. stayed there for like three days. And then I just came back and I figured I'm going to come back like nothing happened. By now. And I'm going to come back like nothing happened because really. And the if they break something up, how dare they? The embarrassment was his is what it was. Uh, so I, I come back and I'm like, I'm not even going to mention. I'm not going to go, hey, hey, fat stuff or anything like that. You know, I'm going to come back and I might apologize. You're whatever. respectful. I got so you. I come out. And, and my dad's sitting in this chair that he always does. And he's like, come here, Jimmy, come here. Uh, we got to talk. And I'm like, looking. I'm like, okay, so I can't. Don't he do it. Right in the I'm face. saying, he hit me right in the face. You dummy. I he knew this was me. coming. The thing is, I knew exactly what was coming because yeah. you were a dumb bastard. And, <laughs> you know, he didn't really. He, like, he cuffed me. Like, he hit me on the side of the face. I, think it, I don't think it knocked me down. And then I just, like, whatever. And then I think <laughs> and that's he what's said, important. I, think I don't think said, it knocked me down. Yeah, that's all that matters to me. I think he's like, now we're even or something. I'm like, no, no, we're not. I'll get you. Wait back, till you're sleeping. Man. Wait, no, wait, wait till you're on your deathbed. I get up way I earlier to come than you. Talk to you. I'll say some shit then. Ah, uh, yes, but yeah, we're gonna move on. The next story is not 
the greatest. It's Mariko Tamaki, uh, Elana Casagrande. I do like the art. Colors by Sunny Gao and letters by N-World Designs. It's called The Interrogation. It's a very quick story that is kind of a dupe where you end up having Ares pretending that he's interrogating Wonder Woman. For, I don't really get what Ares is getting out of this at one point, but it is more of an interrogation from Wonder Woman. But again, I don't know what they're interrogating just to It is the reveal. smallest part of this whole book, it seems yeah. like. Just the idea where Wonder Woman knows that like you know, there's people interrogating her are actually Ares, and he had tur- she turned the tide on him. The well, and the, but here's where I just want to know where she does know the interrogation is being done by Ares, but it also seems like the person who's the kind of the the partner of Ares in all this might be an Amazonian, and also the interrogation room is a VR thing that Wonder Woman knows about. I don't Obviously. know what the setup of this would be. Like who who was captured Come on, get first? On the and what are they doing? Because if you think that it's one of those where they had Ares captured. And they want to get in. But what are they doing at the end? Because basically, then you're just doing a thing where you're like, ha it's Aries. It's you. Ah, it is. Or if the other way of, hey, we brought you in for why would they have brought her? It, it doesn't make any sense. I think this is something that, you know, Wonder Woman just has with this whole thing. is just a VR chamber to I, make herself feel better. Ha I knew it was you the whole time, Aries. punking Aries. <laughs> He, he, cause is he there already? It looks like he's already in a cell, but it, she's not trying. She does say, no, no, I'm interrogating you, but for what? Because he doesn't reveal anything really. He just ends up saying, why are you always around when trouble's going to happen? I thought they were saying she was a firebug hero. The thing is, Aries, I keep being around <laughs> places where you start trouble. I know it was you. Well, I don't know why you're calling me Aries here. My name is John Smith. And I, no, it isn't. But I, My don't, name I don't is know R-S. the start of this. Who was the one who originally wasn't trafficking? <laughs> I don't understand. And then he's been, get me out of here. No, no, Aries. You punked. And that's it. It's the end. And, and then you have uh, the lady, again, who was seemingly acting as Aries. You know, partner, partner, and says so. Amazon, uh, <laughs> complete an Amazon freaking old fatigues. But it doesn't seem like they brought Aries. In. Turns Maybe out they did. Her Maybe smart the- suit that she was wearing before. <laughs> VR. I, I don't understand it. And, and maybe this is one of those things. And, and you're going to you, you, bear with me. Maybe this is like one of those things where maybe your dad would get snared. Where they put, they put out an APB. They put out an announcement. Hey, everybody. Anybody who wants to interrogate Wonder Woman, come on down. You can go. It's like when they yell, they call your dad. Hey, buddy, you won the lottery. You got to come down to the police station. Stop Why, the lottery. And they're like, yeah, the lottery is, you better pay your back supporter. You're in jail. And he's like, cuff me. Here we go. But yeah, so did they like said, get Aries there? <laughs> did they get Aries there to interrogate uh, Wonder Woman? And then that's how they have him trapped because you don't really need to go through that ruse that if he's already in this VR prison. He, he shows up. You're like, oh, well, you're done. She's so weird. Uh, but yeah, that that was probably like it didn't anger me, but it was like the most right. inconsequential well, that's the thing. thing. Like, you get through. It's the smallest story in the whole section. I'm like, all right, time to move on. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. The next one is a, a Greg Rucka, Nicholas Scott, which is big. Uh, Greg Rucka writing, Nicholas Scott art, Ramallah Fajardo Jr. on colors, letters by Rob Lay. It's called Never Change. Uh, and you, you end lay. up having a 
you know, a, again, a cheetah. This is going to be very reminiscent of everything that Greg Rucka did in his run. At very the reminiscent. Of Rebirth. We're dealing with everything we dealt with for the most part, yeah, pretty much. And but everything- Eric, but this happens much later. Much it's later. Says, That's the thing later. is, look, our whole thing with the backstory, with the truth and the lies when Greg Rucka was on, was the idea we had uh, Miranda, like uh, Barbara Minerva, turn into yeah. the cheetah. And then get cured from the cheetah to be turned back into turned the back cheetah. Into so cheetah. what do we have for Greg Rucka's story here? And we have Wonder Woman the trying to turn turned her back from the cheetah back to Barbara and Minerva. So like that that's what we have here. And the idea that we have, you know, Cersei is the one helping. I'm like, because you have what? to use magic, but oh, it doesn't make like, sense. What's going on with the war of magic right now? They're friends well, to a degree. I, I love this idea that the war of magic ends and and if you're gonna make it work in your mind movies in your head. I'll say that Cersei ends, Cersei ends up helping Wonder Woman at the end of this war of magic against the Upside Down Man, then ends up being one of those, well, we're still enemies, but sometimes we're not. Smell you later if you need me. You know, you'll have to deal with my offers and all this stuff. So she goes off. The thing is, though, you mentioned before we even recorded, Cersei says... Yeah, you know, I'm pretty much the best witch there is, except for Zatanna. But, you know, she's a jerk. But the the problem is then, why don't you go to Zatanna? Because Wonder Woman's good friends. Wonder Woman. I'm going to do this this spell for you. But this is like, you know, spitting in the face of God kind of spell. So in order to do this, I'm going to need your lasso as payment. Well, okay, it's for Barbara Ann. And I'm just sitting there like... Go to Zatanna. She's not going to ask yeah. you for payment. No, she's not going to ask. She may even make you a sandwich. <laughs> you have all these things. So they end. She agrees because it, it's the story set up to be that Wonder Woman would do anything like, to get Barbara like back. Dark together. Like not only do they yeah. know each other, they're on a team together. That's what I'm saying. They're friends. They're on a team. I mean, she's probably on speed dial, right? She might be hiding in the shadows. Uh, but she ends up having to give away the lasso. Cersei's like, you got to give me the lasso. That means that you're serious. I will do the spell. And I really you know, do we'll dig do this, this. The, the way that Cersei's portrayed in like Greg Rucka's yeah. stuff like this. Yeah. So even when we start out, you know, with Fat Tuesday in New Orleans. Stuff oh, yeah. Like that, she's like, she's drunk. just all like, you know, like, like, you know, costumed up for the likes. whole thing. And the, yeah. even like what the archaeologist look of Cersei when we come back to her later on to perform the spell. I'm like, this is the Cersei I like. The one that we've it had is the lately. Cersei. Like. It's way over the top. Yeah, I like this. This Cersei is the one that's basically I, I'm around a long time. Yeah. Like these little fights, they don't mean I, I like to have fun. I, I like to have fun. I like to do interesting things. And this is interesting. So I can even go with the idea. That's what it's going on. But she is a little, you know, real chummy. With Wonder Woman, but you know, you kind of had that before that she played that. Yeah, around. I'm telling you, the back and um, forth idea where she will become a villain and she's going to get a full villain, but when she doesn't have a scheme or a plan going on, why not be sociable? Yeah. 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 And so when you end up having the spell, you know, and then Wonder Woman goes off, but it has to be Barbara's choice. And when you go and she's there with that one leg up on the poorly. throne and she's. That, that we've seen that exact pose in yeah. that Greg Rucka run a lot. And that's the problem here is you're not expanding from what you the had. You're just is, retelling it. That's the thing is like we were talking before the recording where the idea is like this one and the Vida Aea one talking yeah. about, you know, Silver Swan, which is very similar to the James Robinson one when they brought back Silver Swan for this whole yeah. like Wonder Woman series. Those are two of my favorite stories in here. And they don't really do much to expand no. on the Wonder Woman mythos. They are just showing you. Pretty much Wonder Woman's like encounters with these big parts of her life. I'm like, for a seven to fifty though, I'm like, maybe that's all you need. Yeah, I guess, but it's just like here's the essence of Wonder Woman. Yeah, it is that, but it's the essence of uh, Wonder Woman through our lens that we already did. And I, I guess, yeah, I guess that if, but if you're gonna have a celebration like this. And actually, I'm looking. We did miss a story that we'll go back to, but I was going to tell you about the end. I didn't know how you're going for it. Yeah, when we're going through this all. 
uh, if you're going to do something like this, then why not just reprint the, you know, issue number 13 or 12 or what, you know, whatever you had that yeah, a big deal happen in. This is supposed to be a celebration. Yes, but it's almost like a guy doing his own praise with a clip show of something he did. It is different, but it's very much the same because, like you said before, you ended up having Cheetah being able to and Barbara being able to choose what she wants to be cheetah or Barbara. She ended up being cheetah and it's because that's what she is. So you're not going to have DC let you do it anyway, but you're going back to that. Well, and wonder woman, this whole sacrifice to do this and it's the name, say the name that you want to be from now on cheetah. So she's cheetah. That was what you're supposed to say. Yeah. And it's like, well, no. And, and legitimately it's played out well of wonder Woman. She's just depressed. She's so sad. She thought that she was finally going to do it. She was going to get her friend back and she couldn't. So Cersei feels bad and almost like on a whim here, have your lasso back, which you kind of have to do anyway, but you end up having that. But the thing is, is, it looks great. It looks fantastic. Well, I love the art in this whole thing. Everything, yeah. like the whole like Nicholas Scott on this, it is a callback to the whole series of Greg Ruck and what he and Nicholas Scott and even Beck was ever really dead. And like it makes me wish that we had this style back of storytelling yeah, and, and, and art. If you if you weren't reading, then Liam Sharp did the current story uh, back yeah. in the day, and you ended up having Nicholas Scott do like the year one stuff that and then this was, was taking over for kind of art. Yeah, and then taking over, and I I love it. And this art is incredible, and I really do like it. And I do. It's one of those I do like the story enough because it was kind of oh yeah you know that was the stories that i was liking even in greg rucka's run i didn't really like the at that point at points at least the current stuff and we kind of switched back and forth of what we were digging in that because me yeah. and you were i was reviewing the you know the year, year one, one you were yep. reviewing Lies. the other stuff so uh but yeah overall it's worth reading, especially if you if you hadn't read the Greg Rucka run, you want to kind of see, oh, what, what was the hype about? I guess that that would serve you well. Uh, we did skip a story, and it's my favorite one pretty it's much. Crazy, right? I'm, I'm wondering where you're going. I don't know if you It was just because I was wrong. paging through okay. and looking at the, the uh, things. And it's from Small Things Mama, and it's Gail Simone writing, Colleen Doran or Doran on art, High Fives, Colors, and Dave Sharp on Letters. And it is Star Blossom. That's something from the 75th anniversary deal of Gail so Simone. Yeah, and uh, and you even said you thought it was. You were right when you told me uh, before. That's what it was from. And the Star Blossom, when, when we ended up seeing this before, uh, you're going to say the same things. Uh, what's that? Moon Girl? Or what's that? Riri? I mean, the, with the puffed head. Uh, the pom-poms, she's awesome. yeah. She's awesome. And, and oh, this yeah, is she's why. She's great. I'm telling you, oh, the thing is. is, when we were reading this before in Star Blossom, that one time we saw her for that 75th anniversary, I'm like, we like the character enough because she's a sassy, like, young hero. Yeah. I'm like, we bring her back. And I'm like, I forgot all about you. Why yeah, are we I not forget- doing more with Star yeah, Blossom? I forgot all about her. And it's one of those things that it's almost like, I don't know, while I'm reading this, I get the idea of Gail Simone's almost saying that, like, hey, you guys, hey. there's Star Blossom over here. <laughs> huh? like, you know, huh? you, you like these young characters. I gave Pretty you this cool. run a while ago. Pretty Why cool haven't now? we I mean, done it j- again? Just get this. You guys want the hope and love and stuff like this. This girl actually and can the whole fly idea around with of flowers. Wonder Woman as her, like, you know, being her big sister to a degree, awesome. her mentor. It's great. I I need a Star Blossom book now. And I said to you before we started, if this was Marvel, there'd already be two. They, they would have this out. They need this. And, <laughs> and the so, reason there'd be two is because it would already been canceled and then redone and, up again. That's true. And really, you're not doing anything with Gail Simone, DC. No. Get the Star Blossom. There better be a Star Blossom book in the next deal. And even if you want to do a, a, a Wonder Comics imprint. Yeah. 
I don't care. I need it because this is why, and this story and how Gail Simone writes it is exactly why I like the younger characters. Because even in the story at points, Wonder Woman's beaten down and depressed. She's upset. Things have happened. Things, people have died. Animals. Have, so she's upset. And there's this little girl who just loves being a superhero and loves Wonder Woman, loves saving people, just comes up, gives her a flower, and it's the greatest thing ever. And and the idea, I think that Gail Simone plays it great to get it connected to Wonder Woman is the idea, listen, our daughter's different. You know, she she's kind of dealing. We've kind of looked into the Teen Titans and stuff happens to them. I mean, Teen Titans die. That was such a weird them. thing. Like, were you looking into the Teen Titans like from before, like the Judas contract stuff? Like, yeah, how far were you looking into know. the Teen Titans and what continuity were we dealing with? When I saw that for some reason, my stupid mind completely threw myself oh. out. I'm ready for these parents to say, hey, listen, you know, our daughter here, she's special. And you know what? She really liked that new power girl. She actually kind of has her hair like that power girl because of that. What that, is that, that power girl? And uh, we, we heard that she might have killed herself or got sent in another dimension. We do not want that for our daughter. I can't wait and for Tanya I, Spears to come back. Yeah, Tanya Spears. I'm saying you could even go with the idea that I'm a big Tanya Spears fan because she might be. But I love the idea of them saying, like, we're afraid. But Wonder Woman, it, it's almost like you are. It's it's a star blossom story. But the way that they want Wonder Woman to protect her makes it the Wonder Woman part of oh, it. Yeah. Like that celebrates the greatness of Wonder now, Woman. The worst, that a person the worst would give part their kid to of it. this story, though, is that Hippolytus shows up out of nowhere <laughs> when Star Blossom's parents, after the big travesty is like like uh, tragedy is averted. Yeah, there's Star, a fire. Star Blossom's parents invite Wonder Woman back for some home cooked meal, which is great because even the idea of what three of them sitting there like you lucky Wonder Woman. But no, like yeah. the idea that Hippolytus shows up specifically because I need to talk to you one on one, daughter. Turns out your your gigantic shark that you know yeah. Your shark that you were friends with. The freaking yeah. the megalodon had his parish and died. It's, so it's one of the funniest pit panels. And, and I really do like the art in this too. It's yeah, very colorful, too. very cool. The the panel where Wonder Woman is swimming with this Maglodon. I mean, this thing, should, this thing should be on Sci Fi Channel right now. It's humongous. Little girl next. Wee! Let's go. Well, that's the thing is, I think the new one coming on, I'm pretty sure it's from Sci Fi. It's got to be. But it's Ghost Shark. So you have a ghost great whites going around swimming oh, in the air. That looks like it. Look at so it. You, got, you got her freaking dead shark here coming back. And it's so funny movie. too. It's a. Uh, Wonder Woman's just there. It's like me earlier. Oh, no. Hook Swift is dead. Shark, Hook Swift. I like to call him Bitey. Uh, he, he was my only friend. I, I once thought, really? Like, you're a loser. I don't know I want to hang with you. But uh, I'm your only yeah. friend. I mean, just imagine this girl. She gets around, you know, like uh, like Iceman, but on flowers. Yeah. It's so cool. And so she ends up giving Wonder Woman. She's like, I was going to give this anyway. I didn't know if it was a good time. It might not be. It might be the best time. I'm not sure. She's very talky. She's very t- and very smart, too, because even with that earlier, Wonder Woman's like, well, you, you stopped the fire with the with the flowers. Weren't you afraid they'd catch on fire? And she's like, no, no, I use these ones that are really full of water. So she knows her business. And I really like it. I really like And I remember liking it at the 75th. And then I forgot all about it. So me I too. forgive. I forgive. Or I want her to forgive me. Old Star Blossom. 
She's I, I think solid she'll be okay. Gold. My favorite story of this whole deal. It made me so happy. I tell you, that. I had a good time here, but for some reason, just Apollo showing up out of nowhere to tell her daughter about her dead megalodon. And then when they're saying, "Oh my, you 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 make homemade mac and cheese," I'm like, "So do I. It's craft. I mean, I get it out of the box. No, I'm no. making it. Homemade, Jim. Homemade, Jim. And I think she said homemade. I didn't see no saying from scratch. She might have said from scratch, but uh, I make it at home. I don't I, go I, anywhere else. Like we were talking about it. too. Where Hippolyta sitting down with the family while Wonder Woman and Star Blossom are off. So it's Hippolyta and the family sitting there. You eat like this every day. I'm like, you're just fat shaming. This family's yeah, what you're doing. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? At one point, Wonder Woman starts saying what she, you know, well, we eat this kind of crust bread and sometimes we get the. Th- I thought she was going to say, I thought she said <laughs> lasagna. Mick, milking minotaurs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What to- yeah, and she's like, it's not good. No. Yeah, get a lot of hair. Uh, you end up, though, with, I, I thought she meant. Lasagna. When she said oh, lasagna, that's not that bad. I mean, who are we? You know, who hates lasagna? I, I don't like lasagna. Yeah. So you end up with. Actually, uh, I like lasagna more than baked zita. Yeah, but you don't like uh, you don't ricotta like ricotta cheese. cheese. You yeah. don't like ricotta cheese. And that's the thing I mean, is, you know, for weird. most part, for lasagna, you don't have to put a lot of ricotta cheese. Now you could you just substitute with mozzarella, can't you? No, that no. would not. That would not go well. It's my, if it's anything's going to be the the cheap way out is cottage cheese, Eric. No, I don't not like that mozzarella. Either. Mozzarella isn't really a cheap way out either. So if you're if you're like my family, thing is, and we just don't have lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> I, I, I never. We don't have lasagna. But now I'm on my diet. I can't have that. But we go to another story then. Cami Garcia writing, and this is to leave paradise. Cami Garcia <laughs> writing, know, Phil Hester on pencils. You have to have a smaller side. Well, you know what? We wouldn't have lasagna now anyway because I am on my on diet. diet. That's true. <laughs> Nobody so I, I'm saying down. I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> right. Andy Parks on inks and Trish Mulville colors. Gabriella Downey on letters. And this is, I, I like Cami Garcia. You're not reading the Harley and Joker criminal sanity. Uh, but this is pretty generic. This is just Wonder Woman going around, wondering what it's like in the man's world. Well, man and we've world's seen this like, a lot. Am I ever going to get to be there someday? And the the idea with the Falcon in there, I don't mind. I, I thought that that, that was kind of a more neat than deal. I ever will. I like that, world. but I also just like the idea of like, why is the Falcon always going to come home? Can't tell. Falcon does what Falcon wants to do. I'm like, all right. But really, all this is, we've seen it in a lot of books where Wonder Woman wants to get off the island. Then she goes around and talks to the other Amazons. Hoping to find some great stories. There's usually no, it's it's they're it's all awful. Well, it's awful. awful. It always is awful with there's a little a reason for Paradise lining. Island. Yeah, but there's always like, nope, I was beaten, raped. Okay, that that sounds awful. Well, it wasn't all bad. I like jelly donuts. It was donuts. beautiful. Okay. You know, besides for the beating and raping. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. And then you got the next one. How was man's world for you? Well, my parents were murdered right in front of me, and then you know the scar here. They sliced my oh, neck. God. Oh man, that's things. Swim yeah. with my megalodon. But 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 I like pizza. All right, that pizza sounds pizza good. Pizza's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's what we've seen all along. And again, it's okay in a 750th issue, but it's almost like one of those things that we're kind of done of that by now Again, in the 750. The thing is, we're not like this is an essence of Wonder Woman situation, but out of all of those things, this is one of the weakest parts of it because it's, it's, there's not much going on here, and it just ends with a plane coming down, and like it's a sign. Yeah. Oh my! Is that a star? No, it's a plane. It's it's crashing. It's oh no! Uh, it's Steve Trevor. He's there, and I guess that we're gonna make love a lot of times, and then I'm gonna diss him and leave him because of Event Leviathan. Oh my! She, how do I know all her. this? How do I know all this? Uh, 
I, I wish that you'd do something more. If you're going to do this back to the day deal, show it through the eyes of like a little girl in man's world who then is inspired when Wonder Woman comes to maybe go to Themyscira. So, yes, you know, we did have script. that. It was called Silver we Swan. Had that. I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. I, I just need something different than, okay, because now you can kind of sit there when we do get to a thousand issues. And of course, we'll still have podcasts then. Obviously. Wonder Woman a thousand, we will have a story just like this because we always do. The next one, though. We might have oh a story my. just like this in Wonder Woman 785. Yeah, 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 really. I do not think we're going to have a story that looks quite like the next one. Maybe. I hope not. I hope Emergency not. Visit, written by Shannon and Dean Hale. Steve Orlando, if he continues on the book, him and Riley LaRosmo are a team a lot of times. So, like, the idea of, like, how bad would that be for what we I'm got tell- here? I'm telling you, if if Riley Rossmo gets on Wonder Woman, done. that it's done. I, I'm not even going to – I'm not Jeremy, joking. Jeremy, where you at? I, no, no, but well, I will not back. subject anybody to that. Uh, Riley Rossmo is on art. Colors by Adam Placencia, letters by Josh Reed. And, and it's one of those things that around the DC offices, I, I think that they should start telling people, don't go full Riley Rossmo. And when you do say that, make sure he's in the room and hears it because he goes it, – it's – is it getting worse? Yes. Because there yes, are, it is. There is a point. I, I say that, though, but for some reason, I really dig the way that Calabac looks in this style. This is the thing, though. It's Not stupid. just that. He's two, he's that, that yeah. No, I will tell you one thing, though. And I was going to say this, and I thought that you would yell at me, but I think Ivan Placencia does an incredible job on colors, and I think that the style lends itself to be this colorful style. I think the colors are great. I mean, it's a book that you don't see a lot of, like, the full color palette, purples, reds, blues, and they are here. And I really like the way you have a little bit of newsprint look, like it's there, but it gets you get sick of it. If this was ever, but the art itself, the minute, the minute that you see Wonder Woman, you're like, who the hell is that? I mean, is that a, right, blah, a blah. frog? At least she's wearing Wonder Woman's costume. When you get to Guy Gardner, you have no idea who you're looking at. And you have to realize, oh, is that is that Guy Gardner's Green Lantern jacket he's wearing? Oh, he's kind of a jerk, so I guess it is. So the thing is, though, when he says, hey, Dub Dub, they need you on Chick Island. I'm telling you, one of the greatest things I've ever read in my you're life. You're a monster. I'm like, you are 100% jerk off. Uh, and he loves it. But That's just the that, thing is, hey, this Dub is, Dub, they need you on Chick Island. It's one of the greatest things anybody's ever said to Wonder Woman. This is Lowbrow Guy Gardner. You don't have to do it that. Is. He's not a one-dimensional character. No, you character. don't. And that's, you, you know that we were arguing about this. Or not arguing. We were actually saying about this. And uh, Guy Gardner and Damien, you always have him show up and do this. But I don't know why. I love this. And <laughs> the, 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 you know why I really, you know why I really loved it? Well, what does Wonder Woman say back? She knows that he's a jerk. She doesn't even throw shade at him. She's like, yeah, there's no way. They wouldn't need my help for a Hydra. I don't know. The lady said some a hippo something. <laughs> oh, God, don't change. And again, uh, oh my. for these things, I do wish that we would open up the Just League more for the roster for how it is and just have Guy Gardner as our green yeah, liner for a while on the team. Yeah, we have opened up the roster, but not like you. No, we you have our main guys Guy and everybody Gardner else in the there. background. Remember, he was there only to be on Mars. Let's kick some ass, you know, stuff like that. It, it was it a never really clock. I know, I'm saying that's why you only get that anymore. You never get him involved in the actual he doesn't say anything so you're going in there and that's fully in continuity actually how dare you but yeah you end up going and i don't know is that a right. 50s mutant possibly I, oh she's amazing I, I don't know what you're doing there uh, lady it's so 
crazy. So she goes to I like the story actually. You didn't like it as much, but it's basically Hippolyta setting up now the it, poor Hydra. He's not as hurting a anybody. Typical old Jewish mother who wants their their kids to come visit and they're actually going to actually you know what it was. I think it's Jenny actually mother. we kept talking about it kind of thing because that's yours. No, no, it is my mother yeah, who, would, who would actually do something that's so ridiculous and out of the question to get me to come over. Seriously, it is your mom. Yeah. She ended up trying to get me involved in that nonsense at one point. But yeah, she would end up – at one point, she tried to make it seem like you went missing yeah. and might be dead. All so points you would be forced. Yeah. for anybody yeah. who might have all seen a little boy. Bullet. Have you seen my little boy? He's Mom, missing you, all you these. you know where I'm at. You could and call. And the best is people ended up and you finally like, yeah, I wasn't anything. I was – you know, actually, it was like Knuckles. I see him every day. She ignored it. She kept ignoring yeah. it. And then people got mad at you. But – yeah, so she ends so up yeah, having this whole deal. So released a Hydra on Paradise Island, so the one of them had to come back. What the poor Hydra do? He's just hanging out. Next thing you know, he's in her machinations. And uh, yeah, so she comes back and realizes, wait a second. You could have taken care of this Hydra. Is it really the problem that half of everybody's face on Thamascara's melded? Because their half of their face is falling downwards? Is that why you called me here? <laughs> There's too much Botox going on the island, ladies. We got to stop. And so she ends up kind what of feeding this Hydra. What is up with the that Wonder Woman wears for half these panels? Because it's so like it almost looks like it's a part of her forehead, and it's so small it's actually going into her freaking brow. It seems like, and it's so tiny. Then I'm like, I'm looking at this thing I'm like, again. Though I like the Hydra. He actually draws like these creatures and weird things. Okay, I want to know. When did they invite all those mutant clones of Damien's from that island to come and greet her back and say that we miss our little sister, Diana? And then all of a sudden, Hippolyta's in between there. She now has aged at least 7,000 years. Looks like Betty Davis. And then the other. Also, Hydra fights are fun, says mutant lady. I'm telling you, it looks horrible. But I like the colors. And yeah, and, there's nothing and, about this part I liked. <laughs> How about at the end? At the end, when you end up where she does come back, because Wonder Woman goes off. Listen, I have to save some people. You do have a politic. You're off with them ruffians. You're always doing that. That guy who answered the phone asked me out on a date. It's crazy. She's like, oh, they're my friends. We're trying to save people. You have to save them. She goes off. Well, then she decides to come back because she wants to spend time with her mother. And this is why I do like the story. What happened to her then? Because then, like, uh, you know, I always have something to do, Mom. I know it never stops. And then this next panel, it's it's hideous. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with my ruffian friends taking care of it sometime. Let's drink. And then the, it's just, it's horrible. Tony, and that's he, the one I was looking at, the one panel. Oh Look at that weird tiara yeah. and the way her eyes are about to fall off the side well, of her face. Uh, fall off the side. Her face has grown Exponentially, Look but her eyes exponentially her eyes. in the. Uh, yeah, you could land the invisible jet right there. It's cool. You might have. Uh, it's just, he is gone. And I do Awful. think that what's happening, he has a style. He always has like this. But back in the New 52, he's on a couple style. of things. He was on Constantine. Yeah, it looked different, but we're like, well, it's a different book kind of deal. I think that he's gone full to his, you know, his leanings here to give himself this. You, uh, you can't miss him. When his things show up, and maybe that's kind of his brand. He wants that. I do not like it. I, I mean, it it looks ridiculous. But you go to the next story, and that is a kind of a continuation of Bombshells, maybe. Yeah. But it's well. Marguerite Benet who did do the Bombshells digital. It's Laura Braga on art, and really, it, we keep saying things about art. Why don't we? Looks great. Why don't we get more Laura Braga? Agreed. Uh, where more is Shane she? Davis, more Laura yeah, Braga, more Laura Braga, and and also more Nicholas Scott, who we all read. No, like, there are a lot of people in this book that I just look at this. I'm like, where are they? Well, why aren't we doing more? 
and uh, Ramallah Fajardo Jr. Colors and Letters West Abbott. And yeah, if you read the bombshells story, this shocked me that this was in here. And actually, it made me smile at first. Like, all right, now I you imagine are. I imagine it made you sad that you didn't have a Legends of Wonder Woman bit. Yeah, well, I, I did mention that uh, in <laughs> one of the podcasts uh, today. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was kind of, but they're they're not talking to anybody. Uh, Renee, uh, uh, what was it? Renee, I can't even remember her name. She's not talking to the DC people anymore. No. They, they kind of cracked on her. But you end up with this. And if, if you are a fan of the bombshells, I think that this is one of those like, oh, man, that's cool. We're going back to the bombshells. Basically, it's let's go visit all the bombshells and see what Wonder Woman means to them. And then at the end, see Wonder Woman say, yep, that's just me. I'm a good person. I try to do what's right. And there's not really much to it. Uh, no. It's just nice to see. But it, it looks there. great the entire looks time. Incredible. If you're a fan of the bombshells and one, I can hear the thing is. And it's Renee Delise. I, I just remember. Yeah, I hate is. not knowing it. Yeah. I ended uh, up reading two issues of the digital, like, you know, the bombshell I series. It, enough. it just wasn't at that point. We were doing so many other things. It just wasn't an important book because it was a digital only. So, you know how that was. We kind of ditched it. And I think we even said it. It was a little slow at first, kind of getting that whole world going. But it's nice to see it here if you were a fan. The next deal is Vita Ayala's story. And this is where Eric said he wanted more of a, you know, a continuation because you did have well, that's the Silver thing. Swan. The Silver in Swan the was book. reintroduced in James Robinson's run. We had to go back and make sure it was James Robinson who did that because we couldn't remember. But the whole thing is we have pretty much a reintroduction here of after Silver Swan was taken down. But at the end of that story, she was put in like a cryo tube until they could figure out how to cure her of everything. And at the end of that whole arc, you saw that Dr. Psycho was the guy who was going to be in charge. I'm like, I wanted to get back to that story so bad and we never did. Now we just uh, kind of have a recap of what Silver Swan's up to and what her character's like. And that's not even. It's in my mind. It's not even fully well. It is an update because you start off with her there in the prisons, and she's there drawing some stuff, and she's thinking she's in back. an Argus recovery facility, yeah, well, Jim. And she, yeah, and she's thinking <laughs> just back happens to have bars on the windows yeah, and the really, doors. Yeah, that's just for show. It's the new uh, rage all around. But she ends up thinking back, huh? Remember when I ended up getting really mad when Diana didn't come visit me? Let's go. And it's, it's so very much, pretty much just like what James Robinson's deal was. Oh, yeah, I mean, she is thinking back to that, but we've already had this in this run, you know, not that long ago. Yeah, it was a bunch of issues, but you still had it just to retell. Most of the story is the retelling of something we already had. Again, this is where I thought you might as well just reprint you know, the greatest hits of the thing, because then all it is is to end with her not being Silver Swan anymore. Well, so it's, it's not even going to set you up to let's remember Silver Swan so we can go forward and have her be the villain again because she ends up getting the nanites that gave her the whole deal and they're gone. And she ended up you know, you getting bored of it. The Steve Orlando story that continued on Shea Fontana story with, you know, the Mayfly and stuff like yeah, that, that everybody loved. This seems like that, the That's idea what where it seems like. we have this villain who is in like a prison kind of thing. And her whole problem that she became this villain was because one time Wonder Woman did not come to her and she thought she is, she has abandoned me. And here, here we have That's Vanessa the same deal. who's at the Argus facility and Wonder Woman after all this, she comes back. It's like, like a I combo. will always be there. It is a combo. And actually, because it's so close to that Mayfly, I did, I think I ended up combining them. Uh, and the whole idea of this, is when you first started Argus and Patient Company. I know that she says her name right away, but if you glanced at it and see, you would almost, oh my, they're going back to May. No, no, no. It's Silver Swan. And it's odd to reintroduce the idea of Silver Swan to cure her, except that maybe if you would have, if I would, if I was the layout designer of this, I might have put the story right after the Cheetah Greg Rucka one. 
just to show that this is what Wonder Woman does to try to help. And eventually it does work. She ends up helping a villain to become a better person and get rid of all the nanites and things like that. But at the end, it just with her being cured, I just don't know why. We end up having, again, it's a celebration of Wonder Woman. I know why we have it, but it just kind of ends that Silver Swan deal by kind of making it like the Mayfly. It's very odd. Well, we've had many Silver Swans over the years, so there could always be another one down the line somewhere. Yeah, I know. It's just a weird thing. Like, like you said, where are we getting a Dr. Psycho or, you know, all these other deals? We had this kind of story already twice in the rebirth era. So then we go to Brave New World, the last story. Scott Snyder, Brian Hitch on art, Mike Spicer on colors, Tom. Napolitano on letters and this is the start of the DC official timeline this is the one this is the start of it because you end up just putting Wonder Woman I thought there was going to be more to it it's just showing Wonder Woman back in history and then showing that she's inspiring you know the other heroes to move forward from there but yeah she ends up saving FDR there's not really that much to the The story and people love that Wonder Woman they were inspired her somebody like an Alan Scott yep Alan Scott who's there and and everybody near him's like is that guy radioactive like I've heard about these you know hydrogen bombs does that guy have it he's just there flaunting the ring around but yeah it's cool it's cool enough and it says look at that man with his bling ring and yeah and so, yeah, it just starts off that timeline. And really what they're spelling out, it seems, is that anytime you go back to legacy numbering in a book, you will start with a timeline story, which they say is going to happen in the Flash next. So we'll see how that goes. But that that story didn't wow me or anything. No. It's just, okay, I okay. just said at the end, okay, the t- here woman. comes the timeline. Off we go. 1939. Oh, right. Uh, because really the idea of 5G and this timeline, because, because you do think of timeline and 5G together now that they're kind of there. Uh, you wonder, like, I thought we were going to see something with the aging. Together. I, well, I thought we were going to see some of the aging things. Like, this would have opened up something. But Wonder it Woman, it's not only timeless, she's ageless. Yeah, well, they say she's going to get old. So we'll see how that works out in 5G and how that all goes. But that's it. That's the whole thing. It's a celebration, Erica. 750. I thought it was okay for people who are Wonder Woman more- fans. Going on with Wonder Woman to celebrate at this point in time because everything we got here just kind of seemed like, okay, Wonder Woman is such a generic character at this time and for like this, this time right now that we don't have a lot to say that we haven't already said. Well, that's said. the thing. I, I wonder if it's just the idea that they are worried because Wonder Woman's sales are down and this is supposed to get you the classic feels and go it's forward. Classic it feels really what we've get, had yeah. though. Oh, I know, <laughs> but that's the thing is we've had it. It ain't selling, so a yeah. lot of people haven't. So maybe that's the ploy of like, hey, you guys haven't read Wonder Woman since Greg Rucka left, even. You know, hey, come on back, look at this. Here's we, something we still that was very similar to that. Huh? Yeah, here you go. You got a Greg Rucka deal. You ever read since James Robinson's been on? You would have something no, very similar to that really, too. I'm telling you, people would have bailed way yeah, before maybe that. Maybe a little the shade sales are really bad. And the sales are still going down. Steve Orlando had a bump up a little, but it's back down. Well, it's in the twenties. I see that Wild Hunt finale was nonsense. I'm telling you, when the whole, when the main story of what we've been dealing with is not as good. It has other little smaller stories in here for your big celebration. There's a problem. Yeah, there is. And yeah, Wonder Woman shouldn't be selling in the 20,000s. There should be a lot more people into Wonder Woman. And hopefully, you know, something happens that they will. It doesn't seem to be happening now. And saying, hey, gods. The hell with you. I'm doing it my own. I, that's not that's something not, that's going to wow I need people. something to be shaken up to a, point, like, to a point where I can be Donna into Troy, the, uh, is that no, what no, you're telling no, me? No, I'm just saying where I can like you know want to be able to read Wonder Woman whenever it comes out. Like be excited for it because I don't know when – I can't tell you the last time I was excited for a Wonder Woman issue that was coming out. No, no. And, and even with that, 
you could have people. I, I've never heard somebody say it, but they may be like, hey, JLD is my Wonder Woman book. Now yeah. it's almost like the Detective Comics version it's for true. Wonder Woman that you can go over. So it's a shame. But yeah, that's it. Uh, overall, I ended up giving it a seven on the site. I'm going to stay there. I like the art. The art's incredible. Oh, there's a lot almost of great art throughout this. Yeah. And there's some Except fun Bradley stories Rossmo. for little things. Yeah. It's just yeah. overall, so, it's just uh, – it's a six five is what it is. It's just because while there's a lot of here to celebrate with Wonder Woman, it's just not a lot of great stuff with Wonder Woman to celebrate at this point in time, if you know what I'm saying. I know. Do you know what I am saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm with you, but we're going to go Especially off Especially because that now. main hunt was so <laughs> underwhelming for that finale. That that wild hunt, not main hunt. Oh, uh, the main hunt. Was that Mike? Uh, we're going to go off now to... Not some mail because we don't have any mail, but something else, Eric. Some some sort of you know special things. Probably more books, right? Yeah. That's what it's going to be. We'll be back in a minute. It's not unusual besides to fake the funk. It's not unusual for them to love a book that stunk. What's up, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I'm here to bring you the second Batman Beyond review of the month. Batman Beyond number 40, First Flight, Part 4. Uh, written by Dan Jurgens, pencils by Sean Chen, inker Sean Parsons, uh, colorist Chris Sotomayor, letterer West Abbott, and we'll get into why that that is, maybe not why it's different, but why that's relevant uh, in a minute. Uh, yes, so... As usual, I always start with the covers. Um, actually, before we do that, uh, I called it. I called it. I absolutely called it. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that will be relevant at the end. Uh, so the normal cover is absolutely fantastic, and I love it. It's blight. Uh, just like, just, I guess, radiation energy? Like, I, I, thinking about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's, like, gas and, like, radiation energy, like, all over the place, but it looks visually good. Um, and he, he's just, he's holding up like a defeated, unconscious Batwoman, um, like ready in charging up his other hand, ready to deliver, deliver a final blow. It looks great. And it says, uh, the radioactive return of Blight, which is, is not, I mean, he returned a while ago, but fantastic cover. The variant is also really good. Um, in, in the foreground is, uh, Batwoman Beyond. Um, and she has kind of the more Batwoman. Slash Batman, I guess this is red, so Bat, definitely Batwoman uh, style uh, cape instead of having is is the w- the wings and then normal Terry Batman is kind of in the background. It it's very stylized. It's very eye catching. It's great. I think with this one, I definitely prefer the main one, but this this is not bad. And I definitely liked it more than the the one from uh, last issue. Ah, uh, but yes, uh, where we left off uh, last issue, we left off. Uh, with, uh, Batwoman getting back to her kind of like cabin apartment thing where she's been. Um, 
and she she's just kind of got beat up a bit from uh the fight with blight and she uh you know she she goes to bed and uh or and then terry and constance uh are off to meet blight which is fun so we pick up uh in i guess some uh, powers industry like wayne powers building that was you know part of powers technology before the wayne uh powers merger and he's on the throne so we start off i mean he's saying enter and he looks all intimidating and it's a really cool shot but we see this narration and so it is a it is a light blue border with kind of like a a light pink or like a a pale kind of pastelish pink um and it starts by saying Terry McGinnis, Batman, is missing. False face, you know, stole his memories weeks ago. And it's weeks ago is interesting because it had only been a couple days, at least the, the first issue of the arc. Uh, it had only been like a couple days, maybe, since, uh, you know, Terry had gone missing. Like definitely less than a week. Um, And then... The, the first issue of this arc happened, and then an undetermined amount of time happened between the first arc and the second arc. But And while you couldn't really get a gauge on how much time had passed from like the, the Matt and, and Bruce Wayne perspective, other than the fact that they really, in the end of the first issue, they, they both had an idea of who it was. And it seems weird that they would wait several days to go confront them, because in that issue, they go and com- Bruce confronts Barbara, and she's like, no, uh, it's not me. I don't have time for that. Um and Matt goes to confront uh, Melanie, and she's like, uh, no, I'm not crossing the old man. Like, I'm not crazy. Um, but, but from the Terry and Constance stuff, it only seemed like it had been maybe a day or two. Um, and then from the end of that issue uh, to uh, last issue, um, like, the, the last or two issues ago ended, and then last issue picked up immediately from right there. And then from uh, last issue to this issue, a, a day maybe. It's it's probably more like been like an, an evening or like a night. So maybe maybe eight to twelve hours potentially. Um, but yes, the, this this person in narration uh, goes on for a bit and you know continues like uh, it's it's just the weeks feels weird. It's like it really hasn't been weeks, kind of based on the timetable we've been talking. It's like days which is how they describe it in the first issue makes sense weeks is just it's like was it weeks in between you know issue uh oh what was it issue 37 38 like what uh but regardless they're like uh this person says uh he has uh he has no idea his friends uh are ah let me go back he's like um uh, false face stole his memories weeks ago, leaving him to wander the city without a clue of who he is. Uh, he has no idea who his friends are or who to turn to for help. He, he's probably in trouble, deep trouble. We see Blight has, you know, telling uh, Terry, who doesn't, he has still has amnesia and Constance to enter, and, Const- and Constance is like, Derek, uh, it's you, you're you, you're alive, and Blight on his throne in this just, it, it's like a, like a, a an elevated like like a like an, an inclined elevator so it's like for moving like a lot of store or a lot of uh shipping stuff and it's just it's just there it's overlooking it looks weird it's funny but it, 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 i like it and he's just like oh um uh 
if he, Blight points out is like if you can call this living, like uh, uh I'm still here though. Uh, uh, remember that uh, affected as I am, or like I'm still here though. And he reminds her, like you know, when I'm like this, call me Blight. Um, and then the narration continues. It's like uh, as if it weren't enough uh, to deal with McGinnis. Uh, uh, deal with it. Uh, McGinnis is wanted for murder. Um, he couldn't have possibly done it, but it's very clear he's running with a bad crowd. Uh, and Constance is like, she's like, if I'd known you alive, I would have, you know, come looking for you. The police said you're dead. And Blight responds is like, uh, so they thought, uh, you know, so the police thought, but you can't kill radiation. Who's your friend? And he's, it's very clear that he's playing dumb with this. He's playing the part so that nothing triggers this man's memory and just, and everything, there's no struggle, just goes clearly. And, um, Constance says, the mystery man found him on the street. And, uh, Terry, you know, chir- or chimes in saying he's like, you know, lost in a haze of amnesia, uh, stumbled into Constance, Constance and she's been helping me ever since. Uh, and, and Blade is like, oh, how unfortunate. Uh, how unfortunate. My appearance must frighten, or my appearance frightens most people, but not you. Why? And, and, and I like this quip from Terry. It, it feels very Terry. Uh, he's like, probably because Constance told me what to expect. Mr. Powers, like, it's like, uh, because I was prepped on this, he's like, uh, so she said it was the result of a radiation accident. Uh, b- besides, I-, I need the money. So, like, and Constance says you're hiring. And Blade's like, indeed I am. Go to the level below. Uh, one of my men will, will get you all signed up. And, and Terry just walks in and like, thanks, uh, I'm looking forward to this. And, and Blade's just like, as am I. As soon as Terry's gone, he just turns to guys like, incredible. Like, he doesn't know. Like, he's, he's just like, oh my god, you weren't kidding. This is great. And Constance is like, uh, you know, points out like, th- that he's Warren McGinnis's son, Terry, uh, that he kills her. No idea. The narration continues, like, Neo-Gotham is filled with people who would like to tear the city apart. And it, it's, it, the narration is good for what it is. Um, it continues, uh, uh, who want nothing more than see Gotham burn. Uh, that's why the city will always need a bat. Uh, need a bat. Uh, and, Blight is like, the irony alone makes McGinnis perfect for what I have in mind. Uh, and Constance continues, like, he's perfect for you, Derek. Uh, not only your immediate need, uh, but for revenge against Wayne as well. Uh, like, and Blight adds, it's like, it's the first matter that concerns me the most, uh, in terms of, in terms of my hate for Wayne. I operate, or operations with the devourer, devourer, uh, are well underway. And this narrate, so this narration goes, it's like, that's why uh, the city will always need a Batman. Then we get Batwoman's narration, which is the uh, it's like the Batman, like or the Terry narration when he's in the the Beyond stuff. So it has it's like has in this case instead of a red border, a pink border and a pink uh, Batman Beyond logo in the back of it. Um, and it finishes there nice and saying, or if not Batman, Batwoman. Why I bring this up is relevant is in the very first issue of this arc. And some of the earlier stuff, Matt McGinnis's like narration boxes were a a darker blue and a little bit like a more magenta instead of a pink. But it, it, from memory, that's what I thought it was, and and I kick myself for not noticing this. So uh, in the the <laughs> in the next uh, issue, so that was issue thirty seven with the with the coloring, uh, and then thirty eight, uh, Matt's narration gets turned into a, a black border. With a, a a pale purple background, so it's very I I it can f- this is not a nitpick most people are going to have a problem with, um, but 
to the point that I, you know, review it and I, I nitpick this stuff, it it absolutely threw me off. Um, and and it's inconsistent. And well, yes, Wes Abbott is a, is a different letterer. Uh, it's not entirely their fault as uh. Travis Latham did the, did the other bit of confusion. Uh, and now that I'm over my, uh, you know, word bubble uh, rant, though it is a problem, um, uh, we continue. Where So we see that Batwoman is flying to just a, a Wayne facility that is just exploding. And she's like, what am I dealing with here? Like, a plasma radiation? <sighs> yeah, I just hope this suit can deal with it. She gets there and she sees a bunch of uh, employees running out. Uh, security people, and she's like, "What is the situation here?" And one of them's like, "Hey, one of our people are so stuck inside; it's terrible." Um, and another one describes it like it, it's almost like whatever's happening there—it's like eating the building. And, and Batwoman, as they run past her, Batwoman's like, "Eating?" And, and the, the guy continues like, "Eating, disintegrate, whatever." All I know is that it's chewing through everything in sight. Um, and, and so she she goes to fly in, and, and they reiterate that, uh, yeah, they, one of their friend. Or they have a they have a friend in there, and and you know she's a goner. And Batwoman's like, no, she's not. Uh, we get in there, and and Batwoman is like, okay, this was worse than I thought in here. Um, and we see like the ground is like this this like ball thing that is just sending arcs of energy out, and it is just disintegrating everything. Uh, and she she continues to think it's like whatever this device is, it's it's grinding the building into dust. Um, as if their friend's alive in here, and she's looking around, and she. Somebody's like, hey, Batman. And, and uh, as she's fly, it's not like she just stands there and is like non-responsive. No, she, she is flying towards the person. And as she does, she's like, do I look like a man? And, and, the, and the woman's like, sorry, sorry, please, please get me out of here. Um, and, and Batwoman, she's, you know, she's getting closer. She's flying. She's like, on my way. And then the, the woman's like, hurry, the, the platform is about to. And it just crumbles under her and she starts to fall. Uh, Batwoman saves her. And she's like, I got you. Um, and then they, they start flying out, uh, and, and the one's like, uh, uh, about, about the Batman, like the Batman emphasis on that part things. Ben was like, just forget it. Like, it's fine. Um, and, and the woman says like, uh, nice. Uh, I like the idea of a, a Batwoman better anyways. And Batwoman responds, uh, makes two of us. And I gotta say with how this book's been going, I kind of do too, because it's been, <sighs> Dan Jurgens has been inconsistent with writing a really good Terry. Um, uh, at least as as Batman, and I have loved everything he's done with Elena um, so far, and uh, yeah, uh, so uh, the building explodes, we see this from the perspective of the two people, like the two guards that they're outside, they're like, oh, they're like, oh no, it's collapsing in on itself, like, there, there's no way they survived that. Batwoman is probably, um, and, I, and the Batwoman, uh, you know, comes out of the water, like, clearly they, they, they you know, flew into the water to get get away and because this is it's on the docks so the, the building's on the water so I, that is a possibility i suppose it, it's not really a problem because i mean the establishing shot shows that this is this is on the pier um and she's like doing fine in response to the guy uh and then um she lands and is like any ideas guys like who did this um and one of the guys responds like uh no but you know, they're on high alert as this is not the first Wayne facility to be attacked. To me, uh, they saw some guys placing, uh, the devourer, uh, or, or whatever inside. And, and I find it interesting that it's like, well, the device is apparently called the devourer and they're just like, it's just devour. So I guess we'll call it the devourer. And, and Batwoman flies away as, um, like police and emergency services arrive. And Batwoman thinks, 
uh, pretty sure she knows who's behind this. Uh, like the man, uh, likely the man with a personal vendetta against the Wayne or against Wayne, Derek Powers, uh, better known as Blight. And it's like, why are you reminding yourself this? Like, when, why are you reminding the viewer? It's not like we haven't seen this, like, already this issue, like him, but him talking about it. But why are you reminding yourself that? It, it felt very clunky. Um, so then we go back to the, back to Blight's, you know, kind of throne room lab area. Constance is going over, like, a, a readout, uh, for, about him and his suit. And he's like, and she's like, oh, I, c- I can see why you need a containment suit, not just, uh, to protect those around you. And Blight, you know, adds on, no, but to protect me too. Uh, I've come to the point where it just his radiation, all the stuff, he, he's breaking down. His his underlying body, it, it's starting to crumble, which which we've already seen visually, and we can see visually here, um, and, he, and it's not great. And he's like, at, at the rate of decay, he doesn't have much time left, or he um, uh, within a day or two, he'll he'll cease to exist. And, and Constance is like, which is why you need a new host body. Uh, and Blight continues, like, if there's anyone who can transfer my consciousness into a, a, a young, completely healthy body, it's you, Constance. And she, with an evil look on her face, is like, and for the, uh, body to be, uh, Terry McGinnis as well. That's pretty poetic. And, uh, and then we hear Terry come in, and he's like, uh, all signed up. And he's wearing, like, a, a new kind of, like, outfit thing. And, uh... <laughs> Blight's like, oh, uh, like Constance and I uh, would like you to take part, or because he's asking, like, what is the job? And he's like, we would like you to take part in a, a medical research experiment. Uh, and Constance continues, uh, you know, one that may be able to recover your memories. And Terry's like, choice thing I've heard all day. Where do we start? And Blight, <laughs> Blight's like, soon, right after one of my teams initiates another business effort. We switch over to the Batcave. Uh, where Matt and Bruce are confronting, uh, Melanie and Barbara Gordon. And Bruce, you know, starts out this, this conversation with like, Melanie, Barbara, thank you for coming. And, and both of them are like, sure, no problem. And, and, uh, uh, Barbara is like, I, I'm assuming this is about like all the, the attacks on Wayne facilities. Um, and Melanie's like, I don't know. I think that's what this is about and matt matt's like this is about batwoman and the fact that it's time for one of you to fess up and, and barbara's like i've already told you that i'm not batwoman uh so so if it's not me then it must be melanie and melanie's like me not on your life and, and matt's just kind of standing there confused as bruce just kind of ro- like just especially the look at the end almost i, I think it's supposed to be like a little bit of surprise, but it almost more feels like like a rolling his eyes. Um, but he's like, but it, it has to be one of you, doesn't it? And just Barbara and Melanie start laughing, especially Barbara lets out a, a, a big laugh. She's like, the world's greatest detective! Stumped! And Melanie's like, I, I, continuing laughing, like, I didn't even think that was possible. And then Matt's like, well, if you guys aren't Batwoman, who? I don't know, maybe one of the other, like, the, the other person, you know, who is highly trained, though we never got to see what she could do, but, you know, it's absolutely her. Um, and then that moment we hear a, a boom uh, coming from upstairs, and the entire Batcave goes on high alert. Uh, the Alfred AI says, uh, emergency alert, um, uh, please take cover uh, Wayne Manor, which is like under attack. And we see a bunch of soldiers just in, in armor that we've never seen before, uh, with neon yellow lights being like, 
like it's black and then there's neon yellow lights and i'm like if you're guys supposed to be doing this like carefully and secretly maybe neon yellow not the best color uh but the they seem to have just like launched an attack at like the main door foyer of wind manor and he's just burning and smoking and they're like move and one of the guys is like move it we have to get the devourer planted before uh it's triggered and bruce is like powers is making his move and, and <laughs> Rob is like blight you're saying he's alive and Matt's like alive and tracking Wayne's operations and Barbara's like seems you have a bigger problem than Batwoman's identity huh and Melanie's like uh, now that you know better uh, wh- what made you think it was one of us and Bruce is like I'm still not convinced and Matt's like yeah how about some proof and I just love how casually Barbara just kind of points and is like well that too pointing at the uh the monitor on the back computer. Uh, if you have questions for Batwoman, you're in luck. Here she is. As one of the outside cameras has picked up, and we see Batwoman flying into panel. Uh, into the panel to Wayne Manor. And she thinks to herself, Wayne Manor, uh, with lots of dregs crawling around it. Uh, well-armed dregs at that. Uh, and she kind of just effortlessly kind of glides, or like, you know, maneuvers around one of the missiles that was shot from one of the guys at her. Um, and... Barbara continues, like, so the question remains, who is she? From the way she moves uh, and anticipates trouble, uh, her caliber of training is obvious. That woman knows what she's doing. Then we cut completely to outside. Uh, And Batwoman is flying at the guys who are carrying the container that has the devourer in it. And she's like, that protective case, they're carrying a devourer. And this is not her thinking. She's saying this out loud in it. It feels very comic booky, um, and then she she kind of uh, she sweeps or she flies in and she double lariats uh, both of the guys holding it, and her the arm like the arms and the wings go outside of the panel and it gives a lot of motion and I really really like it, and she's like no way I'm letting you use that against Wayne. We cut back down to the back cave with Barbara saying Bruce uh, does Plight know about the cave, and Bruce Wayne's like no uh, he despises me and, and that's enough. Uh, and, and he's probably right. Um, but Bruce says, uh, uh, he developed the Devourer as a defensive measure against alien invasions. Well, I've been helpful against, I don't know, like a little guy called, uh, what was that? Brother Eye. Um, and, and Bruce is like, uh, if he unleashed it here, and it's like, your company should own this asset. Like, your comp- the company's merged, so it, it should own this, I, whatever. Um, and Bruce is like, uh, uh, if he unleashes it here, we're all goners. And then outside, one of the guy, one of the, uh, the person who initially fired the rocket at her, um, not the two guys she just knocked down, is like, target acquired. And we see a, uh, like a, not a laser sight. It, it's like a tag system. So, like, it's, uh, use a laser light to, to guide a, uh, a rocket. Uh, tags her, and she's like, oh no. And then the guy, uh, fires, uh, another rocket at her, and he's like, won't dodge this one, Bat. And he keeps trained on her, and she's, she starts flying away from as fast as she can, and he, she thinks to herself, you know, he's right. Uh, no chance of, uh, no chance of dodging this, uh, when it's this close. And because it has tagged her, I'm assuming that means that unlike the other one, which is kind of fired, I mean, it's a, it's a shoulder rocket launcher, so the equivalent of fired from the hip. Um, this one is clearly, it's tagged onto her, it's seeking her out specifically. Um, the other two guys have gotten up, uh, and they're like, open the, uh, open the case and move out. 
Like, we don't uh, want to be anywhere near this thing when it fires. And and Batwoman's flying away from this still, kind of going out of the panel. She's like, uh, oh, God, I can't outrun it. Uh, I need another solution. She grabs some of the explosives from the belt, and she tosses them behind her. And she's like, uh, the only way of beating this thing is to detonate it. There's a big kaboom, or uh, boom in the sky. And the... <laughs> And the uh, the guys the guys on the ground are like she's done uh, she's done for sure, um, and they're like devour activated go. And then uh, at this point down the cave, Bruce is like uh, that thing will annihilate everything in sight. Run while you can. Uh, Alfred uh, goes in. He's like sensors have uh, detected a sky cycle approaching at a high rate of speed, sir. And Melanie's like uh, blade is throwing more at us. And then Matt's like. Maybe it's something something different, maybe. And then we have Matt with his uh narration panel uh being with the with the black and then the light purple and it's all confusing if you read this all in a row and nitpicky, I know, but still. Um and he's like, Maybe it's help. Um and then we see a blue uh, cycle with a person on it in kind of like bit I mean it's like it's a bike racing gear. Um with blue streaks, including a kind of a blue V over the chest, it's it's stick racing, um, and he just kind of he just kind of slides to a stop, knocking all slamming to all three of the the uh, thugs or the I guess I guess assassins. What what point is is their their powers like shock trooper guys knocks them all. And he's like, well now, uh, take a billionaire's mansion, add a bunch of dregs, uh, decked out in black, uh, <laughs> add a Really bad doomsday weapon, and it's it's easy to see something is wrong. And then he he smashes the deactivation button until it isn't, and the especially the until it isn't really feels like a. And it's might be a case of you know you don't throw you know don't throw stones at glass houses kind of thing. But knowing Dan Jurgens, I mean he's from Minnesota, and as us Minnesotans do, we have this thing called Minnesota nice, which is passive aggression. Um. At times, uh, it feels kind of like a commentary. It's like, oh yeah, things are bad until they're just not. Um, knowing how he's subtly called out other people in the past, it's not. It's, I might be reading too much into that, but it, it made me laugh. Um, and then down the cave, Melanie's like, Matt was right, and Matt's like, yeah, but who is he? Who could, uh, could it possibly be Terry? And I'm like, come on, people, come on, you're not that, you're not that dumb. And then one of the shock troopers, the the one that has the the uh, kind of missile cannon on his back, we shot Batwoman earlier, uh, gets up and he points, uh, he points his, like, a, just like a pistol at, uh, at Dick Grayson. He's like, poking your head, your nose where it, uh, don't belong, can get you killed, buddy. And before he can even fire it, uh, just Batwoman comes in and just smashes the gun in the guy's hand. Um, and she's like, not today. And, she, and she's thinking to herself, like, dizzy, hard to see, hurdle over, missile almost did me in. But but I can't I can't let these guys succeed. And she's like we see the costume is torn up. She's bleeding, the wings are damaged. Um, she she kind of hits the ground like falling over. And uh, Dick Grayson still with the helmet on, so you can't see what it is. Like uh, you don't look so good. Are you okay? And and she's just like him of all people and flies away. It's a really cool shot of her just flying perfectly into the moon with the with the wings there. And she's like I I can't see him and, and just. Dick is like, wait, like, I don't want to help. Like, he's just very confused. Um, at this point, Bruce, Melanie, uh, or, yeah, why not Melanie, whatever. Uh, Ter- or, not Terry, Matt and Barbara have come up from the cave and are, are out in the uh, the lawn now. And they're like, and Melanie's like, oh, 
Uh, looks like the, the coast is clear. Matt's like, yeah, thank you. And Bruce is like, indeed, your timing is perfect. Like, he clearly, he's the only one, well, him and probably Barbara, clearly know who this is. Um, and, and Dick Grayson takes off the helmet, and it's, this is supposed to be the big reveal. He's like, uh, that's because I, I learned from the best. And Bruce is like, a good teacher relishes a good student. Uh, you, uh, you are the best of, best of them all, Dick. Uh, how did you know we were in trouble? And now we see Dick Grayson without the helmet, and he's like, I didn't. Um, and these next pages are, uh, I'm, I'm going to read them through kind of how they are and then going to point out the, the little bit of a problem with them. So uh, it's kind of a back and forth between the people in Wayne Mansion, uh, Wayne Manor, and Batwoman over at her, like, the uh, cabin. So so Matt's like, just Grayson, wowie zowie. He doesn't say this wowie zowie. He says wow, but whatever. It's basically what he's saying. And Dick is like, uh, I'm here for an entirely different reason, Bruce. In fact, I, I need your help. And Bruce is like, what? what? What brings you here then? Um, at this point, Batwoman lands at the cabin all damaged and beat up. And she's like, ah, why was he at Wayne Manor? And then, you know, Dick is like, uh, it's Elena, Bruce. And Bruce, and this, this next response from Bruce is about as well done as I, I would hope that there's a way to do it better, but it, it's pretty good. Cause Bruce responds, your daughter? What's wrong? It, it, it tells us who she is, reminds us it's been, quite a few issues but at the same time it's, it's it's annoying that it's like yes your daughter but whatever it, it's not the worst i've ever seen it um it's, it's actually probably one of the best i've read in a modern comment well uh as far as like a quick you know catch up uh and then we go back to uh batwoman she's she's like braced herself on a tree trying to stand up and she's like thought i could handle this but it's harder than i thought and dick continues uh uh, Elena's an adult. She can do as she pleases. Then we get over to Elena, and it's like, I wish I could have stayed, gotten some help, but I couldn't have him around. Uh, and then Dick finishes off uh, saying, uh, but the fact is, uh, the fact is that she's missing. She disappe- disappeared weeks ago. God only knows what kind of trouble she's in. And then we see Elena uh, called it, uh, has taken off the cow, and we see her face, and she's like, uh, no way I'm ready to face my father. Now, this does work, kind of going back and forth, because he's like, you know, she's she's grown, and she can, you know, she can do as she pleases, but she's been missing for a while, and I'm concerned, and I could use your help. Um, whereas this is kind of like, he, it's like, I have faith in her, but I'm getting concerned, and I could use help. Um, whereas the Elena stuff, she's like, oh, no, I got in way over my head. I need help. I need help with this, but I, I, but I can't with him. I can't with my dad here. Um, so the the Batwoman stuff works really well, like it, in universe. So like her landing, thinking all this stuff, like why was he here? Why was he at the manor? Like I thought I could do this. It's harder than I thought. Uh, I wish I could have stayed, gotten some help, but I I can't, you know, do that with him there. I can't face my father. That part in universe all makes sense, but with with the Bruce stuff. Like uh, the stuff is way better. It's he's just like they're just like, hey, why are you here? He's like, uh, it's it's Elena. Like, and he's like, what's wrong? What's up with your daughter? He's like, yeah. so he pretty much say so pretty much goes from Bruce saying, uh, your daughter, what's wrong? Then Dick responding, Elena's an adult and she can do as she pleases. And it's like, uh, okay, what's the point of this conversation? And then he's like, oh, but the fact is, she's missing, and it's just it's. It, it, the the wording there is so that it plays off of each other. It's just a little bit weird in universe, um, and, and that's the end of the issue. 
uh, with next issue, New Body, New Mind. I really like this issue. I I believe Eric gave it another five or something to that effect. I don't remember off the top of my head. I am going to be giving this probably an eight. Like, I can't remember if I gave issue. Uh, issue uh, 70 or 38 and an 8 as well. But I really genuinely like this issue. We didn't get... We got some... Yeah, we got some answers. Uh, I called it. I absolutely called it was Elena. Anybody who understand, who has been reading it understands basic storytelling. You knew, should have known it was her. Um, uh, but no, uh, the, the issue is well handled. Um, it, its pacing was great. Like, I, I had no problem with the pacing. I love the fact that we're getting all these, like, mini... I would say, like, mini adventures, but they, they all tie into the plot. But mini adventures with Batwoman, because my guess is that after the arc, we're not going to have a Batwoman working with a Batman. I, I would like it if we did, but I just, I don't see that happening. That said, I, there, I mean, for me, it's a nitpick with the, the, the word bubble stuff, but, uh, how, how do I put this? There, there were a couple times where just the, the writing just seemed to, like, stumble over itself. I like most of Blight's writing, but there's just, there's just a couple parts where it was just stumbly, uh, it's like the, even even the part with some of the internal narration. Uh, but yeah, I feel I feel like I could I feel very good about it. Saying an eight, I know it sounds like I'm I'm hesitating, but it's like no, no, it's because I, I keep trying to be like, oh, should I go lower? Should I get no? Eight is what my gut is telling me. Eight is what this feels like. I'm giving it an eight. I am legitimate. I am again uh, excited for the next issue. I hope we get some more of the answers, and we definitely, like, so I guess Elena just left way before, uh, like, Terry went missing, or a lot of time passed between issue 70, uh, or, why am I saying 70? 37 and 38, to the point where it's like, they just were like, hmm, let's not talk to anybody for weeks, and then let's go ask them stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping we get more answers. I'm hoping we can... What am I talking about? This is dangerous. We're not getting a, a concrete timeline. But I, I hope we get more of the answers because I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm liking this. And I've rambled on long enough. Uh, so thank you uh, for listening and back to the podcast. So you had a con and you act like your shit don't I'll put this good I'll release that's what you think You hate a rebirth You wanted to die So you left Hunking Brew and Wally West You keep trying to kill off Nightwing Even though he is the best He's dead to the D-O-N He DC's fans, and he keeps screwing us because he knows he can. And when he smiles, it means he's gonna kill another Teen Titan. The biggest villain at DC Comics' name is Dan.
race with you's are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric shares with you's are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Hi, yes, and we're back to finish up the podcast. I hope we don't have to ring the bell. I, I hope don't so want you too. to have to ring that bell. I don't have the bell. I know. You know I'm there sitting here ready. like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm not, I, you know what I'll do. Yep, that was a mess up. Oh, there you go. You just Classic saving bell. throw versus bad uh, blurb reading. Oh, you failed again, Eric. It's Imagine a one that. to nineteen fail. It, it goes the opposite. You got to get a perfect twenty. Even there. if I get a D twenty, you are not going to say 20. I didn't fail. Oh, that's a twenty. That's a fail. That's a paddling, as they say. Uh, but we have three books. It's a weird section to end up with really? because you have some big books in terms of what they should be. You know, you have a Batgirl, you have a Red Hood, and then you have a Metal Men that we're going to start big with. Books, huh? And yet the Metal Men, well, those two others are pretty big characters. The one that doesn't fit here is Metal Men. It also doesn't fit because it's good. And there's a little spoiler for the other two. Uh, but Metal Men has been a book that we have been pushing as Hey, everybody, if there's always that book that is better than it should be. Freedom Fighters but, and Metal yeah, Men, it for, seems yeah. like this and, is going to be a deal. With Metal Men, it is a 12-issue maxi. I will say that I'm worried that it's, you know, 12 issues might be we a little too long We're already starting to meander here with issue and, three and yeah. four, bit. And it's Dan deal. We ended up even liking Sideways a bit when that first started, yeah. but he started getting a little yeah, wonky a little with it. in the dark so, multiverse. And that's the thing, what I'm waiting for with Dan DeDio, unfortunately, this is kind of a backhanded compliment or just straight up shade. I'm waiting for him to mess up. I'm <laughs> waiting this whole time for something. No, Danny Boy. Yeah, and, and, and when Danny Boy messes up, what I imagine would be like, all of a sudden you end up getting the Silver Age things kind of like OMAC by the end. And then so when things Look, start happening. Devil Ray in the last yeah, issue, OMAC. Well, I, I start getting worried. But at least Devil Ray, that is something that he's going back to classic metal men trying to do a thing. And it didn't really play out well for you. But what I'm waiting for are his, not not triggers, but the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, Here's you, you have one at the end. You have one at the end with Omac, but up until that point, I'm not actually. I'm not hitting the eject button yet because I'm having a lot Kevin of fun. Inclusion here is pretty cool. Uh, I don't. I, I think that it is nonsense, and it's always Dan DiDio's thing. And Dan DiDio, when he does go wrong, it's when he throws in something that is like one of his things that he loves. He doesn't care if it fits in a book or not. He's done this you before with Omac. Well, he does this with Omac. That's the thing. He's not one of those guys like a Brian Michael Bendis who's like, I'm going to grab. He still will probably show up, but he's like, I'm he not going to put Omac. my things in. I'm not going to put my things in. But he ends up going back to this nonsense and you know all of a sudden the forever people will show up or you'll you'll have that 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 nonsense stuff going on and then what happens and why i don't like that is then the book becomes dominated by something that isn't the book Uh, this happened with sideways all of a sudden sideways took a back seat to all that other nonsense uh to go through the multiverse and things like that so i'm worried yeah i'm worried about this book going forward but i'm still having fun here and uh hopefully you won't mess up the blur but also i'll say something else when oh. we get into it so you tell us the blur back don't mess up i'm gonna load up the here i got the ding now 
ding, ding sound. Uh, there it is. Uh, let's hear the blurb. Metal Man number four, written by Dan Dia with art by Shane Davis, Jason Wright, and Travis Lanham. Gold is back and acting out a character, but Will Magnus has smooching on his mind, so he's not really paying as much attention to his creations or the nth metal man as he should. But elsewhere, we have Lead and Tin invited to RoboCon 2020, where they'll have to face a new threat that's turning people into robot drones. Thankfully, Kevin Coe is there to omactivate and give them a hand. There you go, Eric. You did it. I, did I didn't it. even need to hit that. You did it, Roddy. You still hit it anyway. Uh, yeah, so you end up having a book that we have the Nth Metal Man. That's the big mystery. That is the, the big thing. The Nth Metal Man from nth the Dark Metal Multiverse Man. out of freaking Challenger's Mountain. Yeah. This was a big yeah. deal. And when- you know, and and we we said all along that this felt like it was going to be a New Age of Heroes book if New Age of Heroes wouldn't have been pretty much canceled. And I still go with that because, of the, you, like you said, the Nth Metal, Challenger's Mountain, all that. Well, this one uh, goes a little further as well in my mind. Now you get some funny things because you're going to go to Robocon, but you also get pretty much the Iron Man in here. You're going to get a bunch of Marvel things thrown in here, which was another thing they did with that whole new age of heroes and it kind of it kind of threw me it, actually in this it made me giggle it was a little too much by the end kids of cosplaying the new as age vision and the red tornado there is something else that there was and i'm telling you i can't remember it was a comment by somebody i'm like oh yeah there's a marvel thing as well but it was you know it's all do it's it's almost like the vision thing coming up with with the red tornado that's funny. Yeah. The, you know, that's there. The, the Iron Man, you know, robot guys that are actually, you know, people in them. It's less funny, but I, I don't mind as much. But we spend so much time at RoboCon when we should be dealing with what we should be dealing with. And that is what did the Nth Metal Man do to gold? What is he planning? Don't leave him there by himself. It's almost like you're seeing a vision you know, saying vision of what would have happened in the Batman and the Outsiders when they left Sophia uh, alone. You don't do this. And Magnus is smarter than that. You don't leave. Well, not even the Magnus, Nth but Metal Jeanette Man. Clyburn, who is like the director of Star Labs. Like, this is a whole big thing where they were excavating Challenges Mountain. They found this whole thing. They brought, you know, the robotics expert Will Magnus in for this gigantic discovery of this living Nth Metal from the Dark Multiverse. For her just to go with Will off to go on a date, like, all right, Tina, you know, keep, keep her, keep your eye on this nth metal man who may or may not be dangerous, who just took down the devil ray by himself last issue and killed gold and injured mercury and, t- and uh, iron. I'm like, why are you leaving nth metal man alone? You have no idea what his motives no, are right now. You don't have any idea. And even and we don't even point, know what gold's up to. I'm telling you, we st- start the issue out with Magnus going over gold to see how he can possibly be alive. Because as we saw before with the way this story is working, the responseometers, like the way he's pushing it once they're gone they're dead but we know that he keeps remaking them because really aren't there really isn't a soul or sentience to the response ominous as we have come to believe before the series but he died and all of a sudden he came back and will magnus wants to know why until it's date night and i'm like what are you doing yeah and even says it like well we have plans we got the date night and you you basically are having in this book the biggest thing that has ever happened to Will Magnus, even to the point where he has even admitted, you know, I'm kind of a liar. Uh, I've been kind of fudging the stats. No, he, You're he not really, a, you know, a little yeah, tin man. He made. But I'm saying he, he admitted that to that. But now you actually have what seems to be the cure or the solution to that, where he could even up the ante if he can figure out what's going on. Plus, 
you can't trust this nth metal man. He is doing the stuff. And, and really, if you're going to see why, it's because all of a sudden gold, he thinks he's Burt Reynolds for crying out loud. You end up going into a room. He's there. And might, might as well have a bearskin rug there. And, it's and a fire going. Correct gold. Oh, my god. Oh, goodness. the horrors that freaking uh, Mag- yes. Mount Magnus. Yeah, and it's to me, yeah, they say he's anatomically correct, but yeah, I'll never have that six-pack, so I wish it was more along my lines there. <laughs> Nobody you know, wants but, that. Yeah, but you, you end up uh, there, and there's Will is like, huh, gotta got a headache here all this stuff happening like i don't really know what's going on without the side yeah it's date night i gotta go smooching and he's just gonna leave and, and through the whole thing he pretty much is rubbing his temple even he's the like, idea this when, can't you be know, possible this I- would be well just quick don't you think that this is one of those where they have gold and he you know he's a big wang but he's there there's no responsometer so you end up you would think that it would be the like all of a sudden, you'd have Jeanette, hey, what about our date? Will would even hear her. He would be going to look at the stats and look at all these things to get all the study. And he's just like, nah, I'm going to go. I'm well, even get the way Gold here. is acting, besides for wanting to be anatomically correct, even when he's going off with Jeanette, you know, he, like he, Gold calls like Will Magnus Will. He always calls him Doc any other time, but now he's come back. He's like all oh, this weird cavalier attitude, where he even wants to go out and explore the world with a new, like renewed soul, like spirit, whatever he has at this point. But we're not actually spending the time to actually realize what has happened to Gold at this point because it probably is out of Will's like you know range of understanding because everything he's done up to this point has been alive with the responsometers and what he has created yeah and so you end up at one point where there is the idea there's date night and will's like listen i am not leaving you alone you know with these you know the metalmen i'm not leaving you here and then he just kind of gets convinced to go and even as it's going you're like hey you know me uh, iron and tim we're, we're heading off to to the old robocon Hey, uh, Tini, you want to go? I don't think so. Hey, you want to do it? I don't. And you have the nth metal man where you can assume he's whispering, but it doesn't even have that like all out whisper kind of deal. But he's like, not with the robots, not with the humans. Ever wonder where you try? I'm like, don't trust him. Get the hell. Get get him back in his oh, cage. Yeah. And if you're going to Even kicking on the appearance of Will Magnus and for the love that, you know, Platinum has for Will, like she, he, she, he's going to start manipulating her with what he wants her to do. And so where you're going to get this idea of, all right, listen, listen, uh, I, I wasn't going to go, Jeanette, but now that I realize we could have Tina, uh, no, no, you you can't do that. You never would be able to do that. And you have gold all acting sexy. You're going to come back. There's going to be a, a bunch Even of like can opener babies or something. I don't I'm know like, what their Will, babies don't, do. Don't let gold out on his own. You don't know what's up with him right He's now. Do get not handsy. leave, you know, nth metal man around with freaking an injured mercury and iron and Tina who can't possibly stop him even if she tried. Yeah. And, and there is just that one thing. Don't let him get near you know, Mercury, but that's the thing is that's all he's going to do. Yeah, and, so and that's all he, he does. <laughs> if you're going to leave him there, you got to lock him in his cage. You got to hide the others, hide your husband, hide your wife, get all that because he is there and you know that he's not good. And they just go off and leave it because that's how the story has to and go. And now that's we got to really, go off. And that's really the only thing that's wrong in this, except in my mind that you kind of go off to Robocon. Well, that's the fun, thing. But I, I was initially upset going off to Robocon because here I am really intrigued with the nth metal man. I want to know more about this because I thought it kind of got put on hold to the Devil Ray out of nowhere last issue. But once I started reading Robocon, Robocon and Tim and I are Led's involvement. I'm like, you know what? This is actually kind of fun. The biggest problem in my mind is the forced way just to get Will and Jeanette out of the freaking Mount Magnus because it doesn't make any sense for their characters. Yeah. 
Yeah, so when you get to Robocon, it is fun, though. You have tin and lead. There's no real understanding to love, Jim. Yeah, well, you know, you end up having lead and tin get there. Now, I do think it was off. They get to the front, you know, gate, whatever. Hey, we need to see some ID. ID? Well, I'm going to turn myself into a tin can. How's that for you, buddy? All right, you're in. Uh, VIP. It really is. It's just there to have fun yeah. with the idea of what they can do. We have the director little, of the con going around odd. dressed as an Amazo in a really yeah. bad cosplay. He's dressed so like an Amazo. And boy. it is funny. Even later, they're like, who Who are you? You look like a genie. Or a, no, no, I'm Amazo, you jerk. Uh, but yeah, they end up going into this Robocon. You do have the funny deal where you have Robot Man there. He's the Frankie Munoz but the, of the, the whole place. Is, Nobody you, wants his not autograph. Even Robot Man. You have the Golden Age first Robot Man. It's not Cliff Steele. It's Paul Dennis. And the thing is, Paul Dennis is even a pseudonym here because you know what Robot Man's real name is, Jim? What is it? What is it? It's Robert Crane. So it's Bob Crane. Bob Crane. Bob Crane got shot and had to have his mind put in a robot body. Yeah, and then we the can real still Bob do Hogan's Crane. Heroes, Jim. He, he kind of hung himself in, in some sexy ways. Uh, yeah, so you have Paul Dennis, the Robot Man Generation run. You have Ilda, star of Star Hawkins, space detective. She's a pleasure bot, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> she even says, star hey, Hawkins boys. Ilda, that's from Strange Adventures. And actually, you might remember Star Hawkins who showed up in the Threshold back. Yeah, I remember when. Yeah, I remember when he did. That, I, it was nonsense, but yeah. Uh, and so you have Ilda like, hey, boys. Hey there, boys. Come on, see me sometime up in my room we're partying and so it's all fun because tin and lead they don't even realize yeah, they're you're a big right, thing though. paul dennis is the frankie muniz of this convention yeah, yeah he's the frankie muniz nobody is in line to see him and he's getting so, oh, so upset. sad uh, yeah yes he he's very and he's like hey Ilda, what the heck's going on with this you know tin what? and lead a lot of bull crap Look, going on over there i can tell you this i don't know what i expect from a robot con for who's going to show up and who's going to want autographs i'm just happy that ten, uh, lead and tin are as popular as they are because see, nobody we talk to seems to like the metal men or care about them so I'm like no no well, some people. It, it's funny too because they even Ilda even spells it out basically hey they've never done these conventions so they're the hot ticket don't worry, they'll, they'll be losers like us in two years. But for now, maybe we'll get some people over near us. Now, she says this. Uh, it's not really working. Uh, and you have Tin and Lead. They're all happy. They're happy with themselves that all this is going down. And like I said, while this is going on, you have two kids cosplaying as Red Tornado and Vision fighting out who, who a deal even gets to the point where it is it is funny. If you know what they're saying, yeah. like, your mother wears a bucket as a hat. And oh, they, my no, uncle. What's, What's a thin synthesoid anyway? He's like Agreed. yelling at it. Yeah, and so you end up having uh, a call. Oh, what? And you have the guy who was there, like liaison, the guy Frankie, who's yeah. running the whole thing, Frankie, who gets a call. I got to go. And it is even funny as he goes. He's like, hey, by the way, cyborgs, they ain't robots. As he goes by somebody cosplaying a cyborg. Well, that's I'm like, the who, thing. Who, is this Eric? Technically. Robot man here's a cyborg as yeah, well. Yeah, they don't know that. He does he's not looking He's got a into human brain and a robot body. Well, in the cyborg. meantime, the problem with all of this is is then we go back to you know the the Mount lab Madness. and you see the nth metal man is at least immediately goes in where Iron and Mercury are just laying there injured, like you're not supposed to be in there. And while he goes in there, Tina just goes off and just feels sorry for herself, looking in the mirror, like, why won't without, like Doc Magnus love me? He even changed herself to look like Jeanette Clyburn. And the worst part is, when Doc comes back and says, hey, Tina, make sure you don't let, you know, Anthem Metal Man anywhere near, you know, Tin, uh, Mercury, and Iron. 
I don't even think he noticed at first that she w- looked like Jeanette Clyburn because she is so off Will's radar. Everything about this thing is so weird about Will because everything that all his creations are doing are off his radar. And it just seems like he's really like, you know, like uh, going with Jeanette Clyburn at this point. Like all of a sudden. But yeah, she just he, wants to be loved by Will and she about- tries. Is Jeanette at this point? I'm like, and this seems weird out of it nowhere. It is funny too. At the last second, I mean, if I'm doing this and you know I'm really worried about the nth metal man, I'm gonna check on him. The last thing, the last thing I go to do because it's funny. He goes in and pretty much you end up having uh, Tina. Hey, you shouldn't be in there. Doc said you shouldn't be. I heard his words, but I choose not to follow them. And he just goes in. Will's not even gone yet. He's already breaking the the one rule. That he had, and it's kind of funny because then you end up having Tina go, and it's this robot deal. Of course, it's to be set up that she's going to want to have the change like a gold. She's going to want to have a soul like that. I'm not a real woman. I can never be. Especially once Nth Metal Man tells him the truth about what they are at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because that's when Will pops in. She's like, basically, he'll never love me. I'm not a real woman. I tried to pretend, but I can't even get it right. That's always the case with Will goes in. Yeah, Will goes in, though. Hey, uh, can you check uh, the deal? Can you check on Nth Metal Man? Don't let him do that. I'll do anything you say. And then I swear he leaves. He's like, you did it again, Tina. You, you never do it <laughs> right. Like, this is why he hates you. Uh, but yeah, at the meantime, she is switched as Jeanette to try to say, like, look at me. And he doesn't even notice. He's ready to go I off like your, this your Tina voice. suit to smooch. I am Tina. You should hear uh, my Ilda voice. I am Ilda. I am a pleasure. But because she goes over, we go back to the Robocon. Robot Man's still upset. He's still upset he's because more now upset he's mad. Once these freaking you know, human drones and robot bodies come out, he wants to take them on like they did back in the day, immediately gets demolished by these things. Uh, the, the worst part Falls is he, now, now he's mad because Tin and Lead, they, they can sign autographs till the end of time. They, they're not getting tired. He's like, they've signed so many. This is ridiculous. All I've had is a couple of geriatric JSA fans. Reminds me, I know that a lot of people tell me that he's a good guy, but the one time I was at the uh, Wizard Con, in Philadelphia, and I did hear kind of a, a similar thing being spouted out it's by one Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno's like, Who, dude, this is ridiculous. I don't even, I'm not going to do a Lou Ferrigno. But he ends up, he was mad, and he was kind of bad-mouthing, like the only people who want to see me, are the only people who remember that Hulk show. I'm like, well, yeah, what else are you doing, Lou? Uh-oh, I said he's going to Hulk Not out. enough bodybuilding you, you fans better, here? You, be, you better run. Guys, he's a Hulk. Uh, but yeah, see, I have that. In the meantime, I believe Joey Lawrence was there. He's just going around going, whoa, and everybody was clapping. I wouldn't have told uh, he's bald now. Yeah, yeah, really. And the elder goes, hey, come up and see me in my room. They're like, all right. But that's when you end up having, hey, my name's Kevin. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the AI and the robotics there. Tin and lead, and I didn't really even know right away that it was Kevin Cole. I just thought, well, he's kind of Kevin there. He's in the jumpsuit. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden you end up having the alarm set off and pretty much Iron Man yeah. times 20 attack. It's and so they're funny like, too, all right, the game's on. I don't know if I just don't care about Marvel that much. They're almost like they're Iron Man Doom bots, is what they are, because I didn't even take notice. It's like they're like, you know, random robots that doesn't Yeah, really but when matter. you look at it, there, it's definitely, yeah. they're green, it's kind like of a, a puke green. Like. Yeah. And they they come in, and then it even goes to the point where they do have, you know, humans inside them. And it is, 
you know, their their guy. And before that's going on, so it's you even do have weird Robot too because you have, you have Kevin Coe here, and you know the idea of you know he is Omac. But when you had the Infinite Crisis, when the, like you know the brother I created these Omac armies of stuff like that, it's along the same lines. So you do have Omac here with the, you know the cell phone of Kevin Coe, so he can Omactivate, have the pulse sent to him, so he can turn into the Omac monster. It's just such a weird idea of thinking though, like where does Brother Eye fit into the rest of the DCU at this point for everything we've had to shut him yeah, down, send him to the hyper time, all these does different things. Kind of throw me off is you know where does Brother Eye fit in this because we did end up having that whole deal in the Detective Comics and things like that when you had you know them them having that whole story there with the future alternate you know deal of the and then, uh, and deal, then you also yeah. had the hyper time and then all this other stuff like you're talking about with the uh, safe or the future Savior Tim was. Uh, Tim yeah, Drake. that's what I kept thinking of as Savior. I'm like, you kind of dealt with that, and then, but yeah, Future's End as well. But I do like when these these robots attack, these Iron Men attack, and that is where you have Robot Man. Thank God, now we're talking. Now we're on my level. I can show this Ilda this sexy pleasure by here. What I made ah, and he even says like, I'm gonna smash some punks like in the golden ah. He gets his head knocked off by one of the Iron Men. I'm like, that's that pretty off. good. Yeah, that is pretty good uh yeah but then you have again tin and lead kind of saved the day there especially uh lead who ends up pretty much impressing ildos like oh my i yeah, mean let's have a girlfriend after this which is pretty yeah cool. they they shatter the one you know iron man suit and it is frankie in there and he just starts spouting nonsense and he they mother, really went quickly takes care with of her this boys. stuff yeah you have another mother and again is this like there's mother, mother and then you go to brother eye yes you, you have some weird things because that's when kevin's like i better get a hold of my buddy on my phone the, the brother eye and, the and brother also like, the idea too this does almost seem like a plot because what we learn in this is that kevin co is not om activated in a long time he has put it behind him he still has the brother eye like ai on his phone and stuff like that that talks to him but it seems like this is almost a way for brother eye or mother eye some offshoot of brother eye to you know trick him back to be taken under control of the brother eye system because he has to om activate here to help out the metal men to take on these robots yeah, yeah. So he ends up talking, and it is one of those. Yeah, the brother I has to come, kind of convince him to do it, even though he did call. And yeah, you end with a Omactivate. Yeah, he ends up with the Omactivate, and ends, uh, is the deal. So you're going to have that. It's pretty cool ending. Like I said, though, this is one of those things that I watch out for because you, well, you get, don't get bogged down. It gets a little off the ranch sometimes when you end up having this stuff going and on. And usually it does overall, bother me because I had a good time at Robocom with all the little in-jokes and even the thing, you know, the way that we're setting up the side plot is something that I'm telling you, I didn't, wouldn't care about it normally because I do care so much about the Nth Metal Man, but we got 12 issues to fill up. If obviously we don't have enough for that, we got some, have some side stories and actually give us some stakes where we get Metal Men out of the Mount Magnus. We have Tina left alone, so we do have a reason for the setup with it. It's just, I had a good time by the end of this, so I didn't really care that we we're going off to another story that like I didn't want to know about compared to the Nth Metal Man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I actually did enjoy this. Again, I, I'm a little worried, but I can have fun. It's just we need to get some info. So you can't go off on these tangents every issue. But for one... It's fine, and we you know, dealt with fun. some metal man stuff, you know. Yeah, it's... so we had that. I just want to know more about gold, what's going on, so and just having the idea that you end up having Will leave the smooch was out of character. That's the worst part about this for book. him. Uh, so that was an odd thing to do. 
Uh, but over, you know, after all that said and done, I did like it. What did you give it? I give it an 8 out of 10. Love the art, and I actually had a lot of fun with this issue while we did dive into what's Nth Metal Man's up to and some mystery going on there. Like I said before, worst part is Will Magnus and Jet- Jeanette Clyburn leaving them alone because it doesn't make sense except for you need that to happen for the story, but it's just out of character. But that is the worst transgression I saw here, and everything else is a lot of fun to read. Yeah, it is. And it is Robot Man. Even the first generation, it's it's pretty funny. It is is real funny having that whole deal and having him just nobody cares it's almost nobody like the idea that you have the human torch at marvel but you have the original golden age human torch the android kind of thing it's almost like that with cliff Steele and freaking paul dennis here yeah yeah that is uh yeah a lot like that so yeah i i enjoyed it i'm an eight as well i really love the art i think the art's great it's shane one of davis those where shane davis is great else. Soon. Yeah, yeah. I need him to have, fill up my DC universe with We awesomeness. have a lot of these other artists that are you know, like, why are these guys getting all the work and a guy like this? Maybe that, you know, we don't know what's going behind the scenes nothing, and things like that. But nothing. other than that, you, you need more. You need more Shane Davis in your life is what you need. Uh, but we're going to go off to the next book, which does, you know, have some crazy art that I thought right away. Uh, was who you thought it was as well. But uh, let's let's hear about it. Let's Red hear what Hood, you have to say. Outlaw number 42, written by Scott Liddell, with art by uh, Paolo Pantolina, Arif Prianto, and Troy Pateri. Artemis and Bizarro are back, and now that everyone has settled on the Ma Gun's home for Wayward Boys, Artemis and Jason can finally have a chance to talk and catch up on what's been going on in their lives. In the background, we have half of the Generation Outlaw really intrigued by Bizarro, and we also have a couple of disjointed pages thrown in to set up future stories and also tie into what came before. Yeah, and this is an epilogue and a prologue, it says. Now, <laughs> I, I know Stop it. if you look, uh, Paola Pantolina. I, 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 I read that, and I'm like, don't say stuff like that. Yeah, just just tell a story. It is. You end up with the Generation Outlaw kind of thrown in there where we're going to, in my mind, slowly get away from them. But we're also going to slowly get back to the actual Outlaws. And in the meantime, you're kind of getting nothing from either. You end up in the middle. Now, I want to ask you, we usually don't say a lot we've been even criticized about art and stuff like that but we really don't say much about the covers uh do you like the cover eric do you you enjoy the cover it's not really for me overall uh, look at the cover for me i just want to point some out yeah look at the credits on the the cover there all right let me look at the credits Yeah, yeah, it's messed up. I think that this art may be a little off as well because it must have been rushed. It was not supposed to be Paola Pantolina. Why didn't David Messina stay on this title? He was the best part about last issue. He was supposed to be on it, and something got changed. Now, you have Paola Pantolina come in, and and off the top of my head, I I recognize the name. I don't recognize ever saying, like, boy, he really does a Kenneth Rockefeller. No, Uh, maybe he's here. Boy, maybe he's trying to make it that to kind of get back into that whole well, swing because whole if that's thing, the case, it's 100% I gotta make right. this trade look like I had beforehand. Yeah, I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense now, but boy, it is definitely, if you end up liking Kenneth Rockefeller, which I do, which I this don't. is a very good facsimile of it because it, you would guess that it is that, but in the meantime, it looks like Messina was supposed to be on it, which you do, did love Messina, and he obviously at one point was scheduled to be on this, and so something changed so it is a shame because that's one of those things we have an art style in this that throws you off doesn't throw me off that much I don't but know. the, the scene we're you, both in 
when you oh, when we see Sid, this, when we see Susie Sue, not even I'm when you get I'm saying Susie Sue like is, is a monster. But the thing is, even when you open the book, you have Ma Gunn who looks like the crypt keeper right away. Yeah, then, you know that's what I think about her. That's <laughs> how I think she is. That's when I think Ma Gunn, I think crypt keeper. That's what I always think. Uh, but yeah, I know it's not your style, but I, I don't mind it, and it doesn't well, throw me off. The idea of this is we, more than that. We go into this. We've had a lot of questions. The idea about you know finding out that Ma Gunn is actually Jason Todd's grandmother and stuff like that. The idea that she was hiding the letters of his father when he was at the boys' home here as a child. We're just going to say, yeah, I shouldn't have been hiding those letters. Yeah, it's not a big deal now. Yeah, it's weird, too. Later, because, my gun. because how angry would somebody, we knew he was. But would somebody just express the idea that there's a sentient pup, pup. freaking t- like stuffed animal over here? Why is nobody talking about this? I, I don't know. The thing is, when you end up with the art kind of being a little off, and this is what, I mean, I, I end up, this is what she says to him, legit. <laughs> That, that's what she says. When she ends up saying all this, and uh, you know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, I wanted to do this because I was afraid for it. All these things that she I was said. trying to protect you. Jason's like, whatever. And Nobody the died. Thing is in the art, even when he looks at her and says, "Nobody died. It's fine." And then when he's driving away, it really makes it seem like he is pissed. But I don't think he is anymore. But the problem is. Leading into this, he was pissed. He he was pissed. So seeing this as a way of, hey, I'm kind of over it. It doesn't play out well. And I, you kind of get He's just piling things on top of it. Even the whole thing when it's like, Artemis is back. It seems like even though things are all all the thing with Roy, everything. Now that Artemis is back, he finally has somebody to talk to about Roy dying and all this other stuff. Like, have you just been holding on to this this whole time? The idea, like, finally we can talk about Roy's death, but not even very well. No, because there's so many things going on. You start off with the Generation Outlaw, and even that, it's like, look at that Bizarro. He's outside. He's meditating. Somebody's going to have to go talk to him. It's you, Dune. Oh, no. And then he goes, I'm like, I don't know what you're getting at with this. But then you have Susie Sue. She looks like a monstrosity. And the art's off there, I will admit, where I don't know if she ends up getting conked in the head and she's passing out or she sees something above because something's falling. But she does look like she's having a lot of problems. She is standing in Jason's old office, Penguin's old office, the Iceberg Casino, with the safe open. The last time we saw the safe before, before Jason left, he was putting Essence's all-cast sword in there. Yeah, the all-cast sword that was like seven trillion feet long. And yeah, putting that. So it's Safe being open. I don't know if the sa- like the sword has come to life and stabbed her in the back of the head. Has it taken she over looks her? Like this could be the last thing we see before she dies. But with the stuff in the panel, that kind of is. I don't think actually there. It kind of seems to be a little bit of a stylistic deal because it even goes up into the other page panel with uh, Artemis. So I don't know what's going on with that. It seems, but she also could be looking up. She also could be. I I don't know thinking and she's having problems it's it's a very odd scene but yeah when you get to jason and artemis like you said you've been wanting this whole time to really spell out you know hey roy's dead i know i don't usually miss him but but roy would have been thrilled to be here i'm like what, what are you talking about you don't normally miss him uh, it, that is the weirdest line to set this I, I know, up. I'm telling you, I know I'm we're walking by here. Deal. Artemis, uh, and even Artemis, then, I know we're walking around here and picking fruit and talking about how much we enjoy or don't enjoy apples. But the thing is, I've been really waiting you to talk about Roy. And you're not doing. It. You know, I don't usually miss him, but Roy would have been thrilled to have been ba- made it back. You know, it's like I'm like. The idea out of nowhere, I'm like, you got to really bring this up because you need to talk about this right now. It's a little out there like, oh, I'm so sorry. By, by the seven beards, Jason, Roy is dead. 
Yeah. And and so with About that. time you brought it up. Yeah, really. And with that, though, it even seems like he's like, yeah, I don't really care. I don't really think about him or whatnot. And you just have that. And it's I guess it's supposed to be one of those moments that tries to get them to be, you know, close or whatever, because they do end up hugging, uh, you know. And again, the, well, there's yeah, a couple I'm things in this. Really of course, they hug before they went. And then they hug in the, the nine panel grid. I don't need that. I, I really don't need that. But you end up with them kind of doing that. In the meantime, while you have Bizarro, he's, you know, talking his philosophical Meditating. nonsense. And, you know, you and monster, me and monster, but secret M, no one and monster. And you end you up having me. doom deep, which you had earlier with Pup Pup saying it to Ma Gun, who's like, yep. He's only afraid of one thing. What's that? Uh, am I going, well, let me tell you, you monstrosity of a living stuffed animal himself. Deep. I'm like, well, what are we getting here? This is not a prologue or an aftermath. What this is, is a filler issue to fill out the trade, it seems, because nothing is really going on well, even here. Even this idea that we have to set up now, like, okay, there's something going on with Susie Sue, the all-cast sword from where we left with Essence before. Something's going on there. We have a freaking homeless guy who's bothering people outside on the street corners talking about salvation. Okay, we're going to set that up yeah, for later. Yeah, he's going to be su- selling out salvation. Yeah, that's the big setup for later but is that guy. Even the whole thing when we have Artemis and Jason talking about what they've been up to you know roy is dead how's jason dealing with that obviously not well but the thing is artemis had the connection to her mistress the giant axe when she tried to call upon that when she was in the other dimension she was in it severed their connection and now she can't get it back so now like the freaking the bow of Ra in the first six issues uh, actually it wasn't even the first six issues because we had to go to that story arc but it went on forever it seemed like we had to get the bow of Ra, and now we have to go find the mistress and red hood and the outlaws i'm like why do we just keep doing this with Artemis? Yeah, and uh, did you like when they came, everybody came out of the theater? Amazing, electrifying. I left till I stop. It's like they're on the commercials that we love and, and all that. And the disguise is ridiculous. But yeah, I, I don't need change, but I need metaphorical change. Salvation. I'm like, whatever, bum. Get a get yourself a metaphorical job. Uh, <sighs> so they go then. And then the are we going to talk about it? Oh, I don't know. They mean the kiss. And then they kiss again. Hey, what did you feel? Uh, it felt like kissing my brother. Yeah, it felt like kissing my sister. Sexy. What is this, a tie and hockey back in the day? Uh, and so they end up, yep, we both lied because we're all sexed up with each other with smoochins, but eh, we'll deal with that later. So nothing really happens. The, the Well, the idea other bit of- that we also set up here that might come to fruition later on, might, I say I don't know how long things are going to go with Red Hood and the Outlaw, Outlaws as it is, but um, we have Babe in Arms go and take a piece of skin off of Bizarro because she seems to be really intrigued with the weaponization of a creature like Bizarro, and I think she's going to try to make her own. Yeah, she probably will, and it, it'll end up being just another pup-pup or something. Nobody cares about mommy. this pup-pup going around. And just talking as a stuffed animal. But even when she that's ends up. That's all I care about right now. Why is nobody addressing the situation? That was another thing that I, it was thrown off. Because you do then have Babe in Arms. And she's like really laying on the go, go, ga, ga. And then you have uh, Bizarro. Genius. UM cute, baby. Quick, quick, quick. And ends up getting a piece of them. But then it looked like a ring. I, I you know, I'm like, what is it? That looks like a. F- I, I'm telling you, she pulled something off the back of his arm at this point. I'm like, did he have a giant scab that you just peeled off? That's gross. Yeah. Yeah, it is gross. Uh, but yeah, he is the the reason he's here in my mind, and you still have the generation outlaw is the idea that they are all monsters. You're gonna have the idea that, like Bizarro said, do him. Hey, I'm a monster too. We're all a monster. Everybody wants to be a monster too. But you know, we're I'm gonna get along with these kids, and maybe I'll teach them while they teach me that sort of thing. But I don't think it will last long. But why I really think it's here. 
Yeah, Bizarro needs something to do, and they really seem to not want well, him to do it with Bizarro, them. and it's weird. Yeah, yeah. So you have that going on uh, when you have Jason and Artemis going around the smochins. That's and the worst stuff part like because the thing is, it was getting a little bit tiresome because we weren't doing really a lot with the Red Hood and the Outlaws team, but I at least liked the dynamic of the characters we had before we had to send them off so we could go off and do the other thing. You know, it's like. Now we're back and it's just weird. It's almost like getting back together with an old girlfriend, but you don't have the same spark you used to do. So everything is just kind of awkward what you do because you don't know what the other is thinking or how they feel. Yeah, yeah. And again, I didn't mind the Generation Outlaws much. Like, I didn't mind the concept. But I thought it was terrible. The generation well, this Outlaw is my here. problem. What I'm leading to is cloud nine if, you're, yeah, if you're going to end up continuing, I told you I thought they were, hey, my gun. Smell you later. And by the way, when I send letters to all these monstrosities, you could throw those away like you did my dad's because I really don't care. And leave. Hit them. Oh, yeah. It, which was the mistake. But you, you end up with, if you're going to deal with them, if you're going to have Bizarro in, you end up with the perfect opportunity, which you keep having these opportunities, perfect opportunity because Bizarro doesn't know them. Let's introduce him to Bizarro. So at least because you have a full well, set of characters that we barely know. Now. We barely know these characters still. Give me some of these characters. And if you're really intent on continuing them, give me some background because we really only know a couple of them. And that's the ones he keeps using, you know, Bay and Arms and, and, and freaking doomed. We, we know them because he's at, but what about the others? What about the ones that are missing all this? I wouldn't mind if you're going to continue with these and you really want people to know about them. Give me some more of them, not just them sitting around meditating now and, you know, sitting around a campfire with Bizarro talking old Zen Bizarro, which is, is weird. So yeah, all that, even it, it's even addressed by Jason, who's like, yeah, I got to figure that out. What's going on with him? He's weird. Uh, but yeah, when, and, and just the final deal, it kind of threw me off just the idea of Artemis talking about the mistress, too, where the idea that they have a severed connection, I, I understand because she ended up out and about. But the idea that it's mad at her now because she tried to call it, and that's well, what that's did. The I'm thing, like, yeah. we don't understand the connection they have. We did see this before, and I don't know if it was an annual or whatnot, where she did try to, or actually when she first got to the other dimension, that weird hell dimension they went to. But she tried to call it, and she was like, you know, shook to the point yeah, where she almost got why passed didn't out. That end up be like now it's like, oh, it's pissed at me, and it does seem like it's one of those like, oh, you know, we had a bond, and I, I ended up messing it up because I, I just tried to call that, you know, it. She tried to call it, and she was in another dimension, so it couldn't. Come yeah, her. well, that's what I thought too. But she's almost saying that now that she's back, yeah, it yeah. won't come to her now because that—that—that's what it. severed the connection of her trying to call it. But you were—you didn't have to go that far. You were just in another dimension. You could just say that that when I go to that. But we already had that before, which she tried to call it in the hell dimension. That didn't sever it, so it was odd. But overall. I don't know. I don't mind the art as as much as you, though. There are some crucial points that we pointed out with Susie Sue. Have no idea what's going on there. You would assume because that safe was open, that's what it was. The sword came out, but boy, that sword was big and long, and you would kind of see it. And why not? Well, we joked show about it? before, you know, a deep yeah. safe it was. Yeah, it was a huge deep safe. But why not? You know, why play coy with that? Unless it's something else that we see. But also, babe, and I was, I'm going to take whatever the heck this thing is. I grabbed off the end. Yeah, she's probably just going to try to make 
a Bizarro and see how that goes. But what's a copy of a copy? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Uh, That's when they go wrong. Yeah, that's the one that went wrong. Is that Steve who went wrong there? No, that's the thing. Is I forget his name, but he called Michael Keaton the main one, Steve, the entire time. It's trouble. But uh, uh, what did you give this? That's the thing. I was thinking about whether if I gave this to Fu Five or Regular Five, and overall, why I'm not a huge fan of the art style because it is very Kenneth Rockford, which I'm not a fan of. Overall, I did think that the Artemis and Jason parts, like you know, that's what I was there for. I think there was enough emotion for what they were trying to do. It's just we'd had a lot of setup here and a lot of putting pins and stuff that we've dealt with previously, but not a lot of it felt great. But in the end, I think I just will give it a regular five out of ten. I'm going to go five, five because I do not mind the art as much, but it's still not great. So it's not going to push it up more. But it's one of those if you ended up hearing it, it's a weird time to jump on Red Hood after all this time to finally like, oh, I heard about this book. Let me jump on. It's a weird time to jump into Red Hood. Was this the beginning of Generation Outlaw? Yeah, but I'm saying that was odd. But if you jumped in now and just wanted to know, okay, what was going on? What's the connection to these characters besides a Zen Bizarro that might confuse you? It doesn't do a bad job of giving you the relationship between Jason and Artemis, which is important. You end up having Bizarro. Like if you did show up, you get that he's not the backwards talking Bizarro. This is the clone Bizarro, but also that he also that he's good. And also that he's not as dumb as, you know, he's not, you know, brilliant there. Smarty Pants. He's not Smarty Pants, but he does have some ideas, Eric. He has some ideas of, you know, philosophical things. So I don't think that this would be a horrible way to jump into the deal. He's You're not going to get the best of the Zang stuff. Eth was in Wreck-It Ralph. Look, we bad guy, but we're not bad guy. It reminded me of that 100%. I almost even, even said it. He looks like Zangief it, yeah, here. It is. It's Zangief. He's like, we bad guy, but not a bad guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. And I like that he's he's pretty much singing there to him because they're monstrosities. Oh, yeah, they're I bad mean, guys. They are monsters. <laughs> they're bad guys and they're, that's the other thing that you have to remember. They are villains in Not training. Doomed, though. I don't know why Doom is hanging out. I know he needs a place to go. Like, why? And the thing is, we used to be able to have him turn back into Riser, his human form, and I'm like, well, I wish we could get back to that Yeah, I would like point. it too. And also, it's an odd thing now that we're talking about this. It's an odd thing that these are the year of the villain things that's passed by. So it is like a Jason. Well, we saved all these. You got my gun. We're going to have him stay with that. Uh, and it's almost like, when are you going to get to this point? Which I think Bizarro will be doing. It's starting with the bad, you know, we're monsters. We're all monsters, but nobody is. Is the idea of trying to, you know, rehabilitate. These, but they haven't really gone to the place that they should they be rehabilitated be. from, but kind of change up their the attitude. The only way to rehabilitate somebody is to make them want to be good, but these people want to be bad. They do. They so and, bad. and I guess that maybe they'll end up by the end of this like, yeah, we should be good. And whoo wee, that was a disaster averted. But it's one of those where you didn't do anything during Year of the Villain, and now you get it. It's just odd. I wish they just would have went away. But that kind of is a theme for the last book. Eric, something that, not that I say it something that should should have gone away. It kind of should have, but it's something that I thought had gone away. It's something that I believe, if you went back and listened to podcasts in the past, I know that I yelled at Eric because Eric was just like, hey, I, I can, I really think I can picture it's like, when do you think we'll ever see Unearth again? Like, he just as a joke. And I'm like, again, we're never going to see it again, really? And because uh-huh. it was from Titans and Titans sure had to cancel. And yeah, Eric was right. Batgirl number 43. Written by Cecil Castellucci. Uh, art by Cian Torme. Not Mel Torme. Chris Sotomayor and N World Design. Now that we are done with the Year of the Villain Oracle story, Cecil Castellucci gets to tell her own story, right? 
Well, it's off to unearth the mystical realm of Ernest Hinton from the end of the Titans run. Yeah, you remember that important book? I never guessed we'd see this again, but that isn't the real problem here. Castellucci makes no effort to help new readers understand what's going on and then focuses back on. I I even had that. I'm glad you said that because I (laughs) even think there should have been a little bit of there for us to recap what's going on. I was struggling reading this thing that I knew about. Yeah, then forces Batgirl and Jason Bart into a story they have no connection to and have no business being into there is no rhyme reason or rules going on here and in my opinion this may be one of the laziest attempts at storytelling that i've read since we started the site podcast i told you this earlier i need to talk to you about this i should have gone back and reread titans but i really didn't want to it was a problem because i don't want to go back to on earth because the worst part about the titan series when we came back with the new status quo after you know nightwing got shot and everything like that but we had Ernest Hinton, this he's guy who was, you know, bombarded by source wall energy and became a metahuman who was able to create. He's the maker here. He actually has taken his fantasy world because he is a writer and he created a world that was outside the multiverse. So like, you know, outside a little bit, a little pocket dimension kind of thing. And we had Prince Travesty, a trickster character from yep. his book. He's come like out Loki. They, it's basically exactly. who he was. But we had these monsters come out and try to get Ernst while he was just hanging out in the park. We yep. had our Titans yep. come stop him because, there was an because they were going after anomalies of the source world. Exactly. Yes. But now we have Ernst Hinton, who is the maker. And we saw when he's in Unearth, he is the god of that world. He can create whatever he wants. How are we creating stuff in the real world? Now, the only thing is that before it did seep into the real world, and I think that Cecil Castellucci is making that as the connection of now he can do this, but before it was full-out source wall energy that was corrupting pretty much being Simon and my drawings. They're coming to life, something that we've all seen on any sort of thing, even if you're going to ape the twilight zone or you're going to you know all those tor- you're always going to get the story you're always going to get somebody who's either an artist Hell, that ends Stephen up coming King wrote himself into his own story in dark exactly Tower. or you're going to get a writer who has this and the problem with this is and i really really wish that we could have found somebody fully saying like i i don't understand but or even not that i like this issue but i never read that Titans and I would love to have them come on like they we'd have them come on the podcast and I would love to have started this and saying please explain what you think is going on who's Ernest Hinton and, and they'd be oh he's this awful guy who does this he's not no. he's not now you can tell me and, and I was talking to Sue 42 about this because he liked the issue and he has all the right to to like it he also read the Titans so he is one of those that is least in the know you start having to add things in. This starts to be your, your, it's a choose your own adventure. Why is Hinton, you know, this? Not to play. well, he must have ended up being king of this unearth now. And the power's gotten to him because now he seems to think that he could do whatever he wants, go and do it. But the thing is, we never had that before. And it's not set up here. You also well, have the most important this, I person. I don't see Ernst Hinton as a bad guy in this whole thing. Out of nowhere, I, yeah, Prince he Travis. He talking to about, a woman who basically says, I told you a hundred times I want nothing. Yeah, but like she says, for this didn't I here, tell you that I but, wanted no parts of you? Then she yeah. becomes the villain. She's the bad guy at the end of this whole thing. But that's not right the way it's set up. It's not set up. Now, the thing is, through all of this, you end up having Prince Travesty. If you don't know who that is, 
I do not blame you because he's not named once no. in here. You have to at least use names so that somebody can look it up and see what this guy is. He is a guy. He's a trickster guy. He always was trying to lead Hinton a little off the beat, like trying to get his way. But he at the with end, blood and freaking betrayed him until he realized this is not the best thing. I better get the maker back. At the end of that, though, he seemed to have learned his ways oh, yeah. and, and ended up being the guy who was going to help Ernest. Now, in the meantime, you have Ernest continuing writing his books while he's in on Earth. And as he writes the books, they come to life. You're setting up these things. Then he's able to, through travesty, saying, why don't you try it here? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. You know, meld the two worlds together. And he does. But yet the most important things that happen, he can't do. And you end up having Barbara just in a story that she has no right to do. There's no way to get her in except she's just swinging on through, uh, you know, the Gotham Central Park and sees these monsters attacking a lady. This lady obviously recognizes these things as living creatures from Unearth, a story she edited from Ernest Hinton. Yet throughout the thing, she's surprised. Then when there isn't unearth, but she's seen monsters come from, she is yelling. Look, At one point, she thing. thinks she's, she's on drugs because she's taking drugs, but it's not set up their drugs to cure an incurable disease. There's no setup for this at well, even all. the whole thing when she even is doing this thing she thinks she's has some delusion she's still talking about being an editor and where's my red pen because these things are so ill-conceived through the writing and then when Batgirl shows up what creature are you i'm like you live in gotham yeah you live what in you gotham doing? even to the point where Ernest's like oh that's Batgirl." i mean everybody <laughs> knows Batgirl, and she's just like oh get away from me thy creature like she's talking like she's from a fantasy book half the time when she's just supposed to be an editor she's an editor and you get this weird idea like where's cecil castellucci's editor i i don't know i i think they, that's the they're worst stuck part about this book there's there's the a story you is, can have with this and they, with, it's just well, not the way there the dialogue with dialogue works there's, there's terrible dialogue throughout this whole thing and the idea is the basic of the story basis of the story is ernest hinton is a terrible writer everything yeah, he ever awful. achieved was because of how her. good his editor was yeah. oh how good her at his ed- yeah how good his editor was and the idea that at the end here i'm reading this i'm like but are we saying that you're a hack as well? Because this isn't written very well either. So no. are you Ernest Hinton? Yeah, Cecil yeah I, I guess so. Uh, where, like you said, where, where's her editor? Because this is a wreck. If you read this issue as an editor at DC, and I'm looking to see, it, it is Jamie S. Rich Group editor, but you also have two editors, Br- uh, Brittany Holzer and Jessica Chen. Somebody's got to say to her, listen, number one, this unearthed story was in a book that has no connection to Batgirl. It is a book that's the Titans, and it wasn't being read that much because it was a wreck then. So you have to set this up. If you're going to use something from a Titans book, you have to be at least in your head. It's unearthed. This isn't referencing the killing joke that everybody knows. And even then you get more of a setup usually. This has one little editor's note, and then travesty who you don't end up even naming saying, oh, yeah, that was the Titans with that, that blood witch. There's nothing here. And so you end up where you go. And if you don't know Ernest Hinton, you look at him as a guy who just creates women who he just wants to, you know, serve him, but then end up being like this old editor, this old love of his. And when they end up not working out because he is a hack, he can't write, you know, anything but two dimensional, one dimensional characters, really. And so he ends up having them just sliced apart, which, okay. He's the creator of this world. It's make-believe until you see a pile of bones where they're like, oh, maybe we can stitch those together. That'd be pretty cool, right? And so then he gets this idea 
Well, let's go and grab this editor, not even caring if she cares, because we find out later that she has pretty much said, I hate your guts and never loved you, never even liked you. Stay away. Then she becomes evil, though, when she finds out that she might have a cure for what you could assume cancer or whatever. They don't really say, but whatever that is, she can go to unearth and get this elixir. But in the meantime, there's another problem with this book, and it's pretty much spelling out how we're going. It's not a Batgirl story. Yeah, Batgirl kind of just there in the background being pushed along into something she shouldn't even be in. You end up having this editor, and uh, Margaret, she ends up dropping her book that she had. She just out of nowhere, she had checked out the unearthed book. If you're going to not know what's going on, you would assume that that's what caused these monsters to be created and attack her. But it's not because it's them coming to get her. Uh, and Batgirl well, ends up. Even the progression of the soul story, because you start out with Ernest and, and uh, Travesty opening up a portal, sending these things out to get Margaret. And the thing is, Gotham Central Park now. And then we go to Unearth hours earlier. And then we go to Barbara after she has t- gotten the book for, and the thing, like, you know, later that night. And that is Unearth now after that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, obviously, when you're reading, thing, it's going to be in the now most of the time, but it's The so weirdest off. part, too, the, the beasts that they sent out were able to get Margaret's scarf. And Travesty tells Ernest that he was – like, with this scarf, we should be able to open up a portal and get her. But for some reason, it goes right to where Barbara is sitting there reading his well, books. Well, and here's and they the don't thing un- that I wanted to spell out. First off, you get these monsters to go through a portal, which you're looking through, to grab her scarf so that you can make a portal – To go get her, you're there. There's no need for a scarf. You are there at the park with her. That's the earlier, or, or, you know, the later, and then you see it lead up to that. So you're doing, why go? It'd be like me saying, I got to find Eric, and I end up going over to your house, say, hey, Eric, how you doing? Uh, You know, getting something of yours, running away, and then saying, now I can use this to get Eric. You were right there. So that's off. So she drops the book and the wallet. And not the scarf because the scarf's gone, but you end up having these monsters that you're going to use this scarf to track Margaret. They want you to believe that it misfires and goes to get Barbara. In my mind, she does have that wallet, but I think it's supposed to be the book that draws it. But the problem is. She returned the book and got a new one. That's not the book that Margaret dropped. Also, Batgirl ends up, who that book and, and the wallet, I better return it. Never does. And so she's, you know, she starts reading the unearthed book and gets really enthralled with it. She really likes it. She even says, and, and it has to be pushed. This is awful writing, but boy, I don't know what it is. I, I think I love it. She's a, avoiding Jason Bard. He wants to go on a date and all that. But when they make this portal, hey, let's get this, you know, Margaret. And it's Batgirl. There's no reason. There's no reason. And then then because she is coming through, you end up having Travesty say to Ernest, touch her with magic as we pass and blind her with thoughts of her own love so we remain unseen. But yet then later, I just don't get what you're going with That's the thing is he can create stuff by touching her with magic for her deepest desires. But even later on, when we need to have an elixir of life, we can't just make the elixir of life for Margaret Lowe. We have to come up with the ingredients that he has to make in order to take them from the creature. But he he didn't make the dragon when you need the scale. I'm like, why don't you just make the scale then if you didn't make the dragon? This whole thing is. But even when we have this Barbara Gordon, though, because everybody always wants to ship Barbara and Dick Grayson. 
That's that ship has sailed a long time ago. So even the idea that you know we have Jason Bard here, she smooched with him last issue. Fight in her heart, in the heart of hearts. There, uh, they're going to fight. But they, the only reason they're doing this too, obviously, this is the big thing for Barbara is going to be this fight between Jason and and Dick. Doesn't make sense, but it's because somehow Cecil Castellucci has brought Barbara into Unearth. While Ernest and Travesty are leaving it, so you can't leave Barbara alone and unearthed. So we have to say she's not in unearth. Just touch her, and she's in this realm of make believe love, where you end up having, you know, the fight between Jason and Nightwing that just kind of fizzles out anyway. I, I mean, nothing is going on, and there's the weird, like, what are the rules here? You said the main thing is once. You have Margaret say, like, well, you know, I would have loved, you know, going around with you, even though she says that she hated his guts and never wanted to see him. And he seems like a real creeper. Uh, and with Travesty yelling, you will listen to him. Let's go, lady. And, oh, it's a shame, you know, because even if I wanted to go with you after you create a castle in Gotham, uh, that's pretty cool. That castle. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with you, but I'm going to die in six months. That's just kind of, yeah, it's set up with these drugs at the beginning, but I thought she was talking about her hippie days. And so you end up with the idea of, okay, well, we can cure my, my disease. All right. That's awesome. Let's go. What do we need to do? And you have set up the idea that Ernest can create anything. He can, he even says it right before I didn't see he him then says creating those individual bricks for that castle. He just created the thing. Like the whole thing is like, we, we have to have, we have to have the scale of the dragon, this dragon that I was never able to write. Like, well, obviously you were able to write because you know what ingredients there has to be for this elixir, but he never, but he never wrote the dragon. So he needs to come up with a way to write it, but he, he's afraid to write about what love is and stuff like that. So he has to think about what love is in order to make this dragon real. So Bard can then fight him and get the scale of the dragon. What's it like? Just wait. Yeah, just, just, just say, the, say the elixir, say the scale, say whatever you need, because you have made castles everywhere. You have made all this stuff. Plus he ends up so lonely, but you never see unearth as a thing. Anyway, you never get the idea that it's a living, breathing thing with a lot of people, except for travesty saying, yeah, the people are with you, but you have set up throughout all this as Ernest being a man who can just make things come to life by it. This is a magical typewriter, but it's, this imagination that if it's put to paper it seems you just write give me the elixir it's there and there is no reason and then i think that it's going to get even more convoluted next issue because they are really setting up you've never been able to make that track she gets so nasty margaret like you've never been able to do it. you always failed at this you always failed at this dragon this has always been the way that stops you're like how did this not be it? Like, it's so ridiculous. And now the dragon is made and she has to be great. It has to be. A, oh, wait a minute. We're going to get this Jason Bard who just walked through the portal. We're going to get him to mystically have armor on because I wanted to. I can't make the elixir. And in the meantime, he's going to fight a dragon that should never have or it's spelled out was never created before. Never, he could never do it. I guarantee you next issue, it's going to be the talk of this is how it always was, or we never did this. And it's going to make it seem like that dragon was a thing before. But like you said, if you never did it, what's this elixir you're talking about? All these, has it always been in your books that, hey, you know, this elixir, but too bad I can't write the dragon. It, it just you know doesn't dragon, make sense. It's just too big of a character for me to write really fleshed out. So I guess we could never use this elixir that we've talked about. It's a thing that you and I both know is a thing, but obviously it was never in the book because I could never create this. Character. Also, you're setting up a rule that he is a hack 
You don't have to get the dragon right. It just has to be the dragon that he wants because that's what makes the elixir. Just give the scout. I'm telling you, just write the elixir and just give it to her. But then at the very end, you end up having it's going to be Jason Bard and Barbara Batgirl. As Batgirl come in because they go through. Jason actually followed uh, Batgirl in. Batgirl the whole time. This kind of sounds like the on Earth, and you end up they're going to fight this dragon, and it's just it is complete and utter nonsense. That it girl really is fighting a dragon, yeah, yeah, not on Earth. I'm telling you, some of this seems if you're going to have the idea that Ernest Hinton ends up creating, he does create a new book. He's going to write his next book while on Earth that makes this new realm, you know, come to life with this new castle. But he is a hack, so why don't you just stay in on Earth? Explain the unearth things. Why it's still weird to go there, but explain that he is a hack, and that's why all of a sudden this new kingdom it's ripping apart on Earth, and Travesty has to go and find whoever he can to save them. It just so happens that Barbara and Bard, they're out and about on a date. They get pulled into this by, you know, accident or whatever it may be. And then they have to help him, you know, kind of defeat this other realm. And that that makes more sense than what's going on here. You end up having so many caveats of how the story has to go on who's involved that it just gets uh, it's a complete and utter mess even if you know what's going on you end up i think if you don't know you're confused if you do know in my mind for me i was like you're not even telling the thing right you get mad because it isn't what it was before and i'm not an unearth fan so it's, i don't know it's so weird to pull this out of nowhere to put in but it's just bad it, it's just so bad. It's really bad. It's I'm telling so you, the bad. idea that we would bring Unearth back, like we said, not fans of the whole thing, but you're going to bring that in. At least write it com- like, you know, good. I, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a better one. I'm not a competent. writer here, though. I'm yeah. competent. That's what I was actually trying to come up with, but I'm like competently. And uh, it's just the dialogue feels weird. I'm telling you, the, the lady is all over the place with how her characteristics are. Like, is she crazy? Is she dying? And then all of a sudden, she's a megalomaniacal maniac who just wants to live and will sacrifice everybody for it. And even go off with this guy who apparently she might have a restraining order against. Yeah, it seems like she know. might have multiple restraining orders. And you end up having Travesty, the Loki character, the trickster, who in the meantime – you don't spell them out. We are so, going to combine both this world and on Earth. Like, and it's like she read on now? Earth that deal. She was so enthralled with it. It's ridiculous. And uh, ended up, oh, man, everybody has to be down with this. So I don't have to explain anything as we go in. I've never seen a story like this where you have you well, have such an obscure the, thing. To not, it'd be like two years from now. Editor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm said the Titans editor note in here, and half the people that reviewed it like kept writing Teen Titans because they have no oh, idea. Look what at this the is. reviews. Look at the blurbs. Even you don't have to go to the reviews on the comic roundup where they're like, "Yeah, I didn't read that Teen Titans story." Like nobody knows what's going on here. A half of them don't even see that. And like, man, this has got a, a a lot of imagination to it. I can't wait till next issue when they when she spells out her new creation. No, that's not going to happen. This is that ship has sailed. This isn't her. She has to catch people up. This is, and I told you, I I came into work and I said, you got. Why do you read this background? It literally is one of the worst ways of telling a story that we've had. And I said it in my blurb, and you're like, come on now, we we've told a lot. I'm not saying oh, it's yeah. the worst thing we've read. I'm saying that a setup and trying to get people on board to Even what's going on. I've never seen anything this bad. We're going throughout the pages are so awful and off-footing. I, what is going on? It, it just and then Barbara's in on Earth, but you can't have that. So then she's and, in this realm, but the then that just time. ends for her. Like just 
in Gotham suddenly again. Nothing All this progresses. Time too, we have Batgirl who is avoiding life and just d- diving deep into this fantasy world. But she keeps telling herself she needs change, and she is saying yes to things now. I'm like, whatever. Can you can you say no to a few things here so we don't have to deal with this? Like maybe no to Batgirl. Go and be a librarian. Some of these you editors do. should have said no when this was presented. This this is one of the worst. And is Batgirl going to get back that wallet she used in the credit cards? Like, oh, this this lady's got the moolah. She lost her money. It's like, I don't have. The you know it's not the Gordon clean energy the burns hey, hey oh my I'm gonna just steal money I don't know and just everything progresses in a way that forces even the idea like you're you're saying timeline you end up having Barbara and Bard around together and you end up having this thing go wrong and the castle so Bard's like I gotta check that out and Barbara's like oh I'll go with you Bard's like no 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 don't worry you go don't or your pretty little head. I'm going to go off. And then you have Bard, which seems to step three steps away. And then it says later. And Batgirl's just running along the, the uh, rooftops there uh, behind him. Oh, thank God I could go change. I'm like, oh, you just don't know how to progress a story. It's so bad. But that's that, Eric. I gave it a four out of ten. I was going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three now. I could even go as low as a two. This is horrible. This is one of the worst things that I've ever read to where it was not set up. But what would you give it? I'd give it a three out of 10. I'm telling you, I'm not even a fan of the art of this whole thing. It was just, it was a shorter read of something I don't care about. And it's done in a poor way this time around. I'm telling you, the idea that we could take something that we thought wasn't done very well in Titans and actually do it worse in a strange timeline of events and making the main character of the book not compelling or likable even at times because I'm telling you, she's got her nose in the book, just keeps a kind of change it. I got to say, start saying yes to things. I'm like, that's all you're doing here is saying this and then having this forced thing about Jason Bard and Dick Grayson. That shouldn't even be a thing anymore. You have moved on well past that. And why are we focused on that anymore? I'm telling you, you could even go with the idea that you're going to have Barbara. She needs some money, which we do know. She's volunteering, things like that, that she's like, oh, had to take a part time job at the library which would fit her. And then all of a sudden somebody comes in, man, you have that unearth books. You have the unearth books. No, I never heard them. Let me check these out. Oh, and starts reading them. And somehow that just teleports her in. That would be this, this setup is not, it's just bad. But and also just to point out this lady who hates Ernest and all those books that she helps. She has a picture of the one cover uh, framed on her, you know, table there. It's just nonsense. It's complete. I need my red pen. And then even saying to Barbara, who that's also, we'll see if this spells out or goes to play foreshadowing, maybe. Uh, she starts fighting those monsters at the beginning and says, it's like fighting sand. It's like they're not real. Is that what the castle is now that's in Gotham? Is this just going to fall apart? Is it going to do that? And then you hit the belly button. What a stupid weakness. Oh, my. I don't tell King Hippo that. He'll be pissed there. But, yeah, so we're going to move is. on now to telling. Uh, is this your book of the You want to reveal this? This is your book of the week. It's not. It? It's not. Well, we'll go to our books of the week. All right, Eric. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie. And surprisingly, though, they're not on the Patreon-only oh, spotlight. I have goodness. a tie with Metal Man number four and Shazam number 10. It's like weird. Everything's a tie, but you couldn't tie your own shoes as a kid, right? Is that what I heard? Is that true of the rumors? I heard them. I don't know. Mine is on the You're Patreon, Eric. <laughs> Business plan. Mine was Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen. Uh, that was uh, a book that I did enjoy. And I actually did uh, think that it's feeling... Uh, bigger as we go on. I hope it does do that, but it was all about Lex for me there. Uh, but, Eric, you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week? And of remember, I do. this Patreon is Patreon only. 
No limitations. <laughs> you end up where this is going to be on the Patreon only. So if you want to hear us talk about these books, just go over and join up. And it is Action Comics number 1019. Yes. Detective Comics and number three. All right. <laughs> I just want to get everybody. Yeah, it's it right not getting people pumped. Green Lantern, Black Stars, number three. Yeah. Goody. Justice League, number 39. <laughs> Was that your, your clap? Justice League, number 39. That is Scott Snyder's last issue of his Justice League run. Booyah. You have Justice League Dark, Booyah. number 19. All right. Dark. Magic's in trouble, man. It's dark. Yeah, I, I believe that we're going to find out that Magic is indeed in trouble and there's a war going on in Magic. Yeah, that's what I hear. Suicide Squad number two. Oh, my. Who's going to die, Eric? Just me inside. Oh, that's not nice to say. I don't I know why I even Suicide said that. Squad. I do, too. I, I'm up and it rebounds from what I didn't like. The issue, the first issue I didn't like because, again, when we talked about hater. it, I don't No. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on. No, it's because... It was exactly what I expected from the kind of, hey, Tom Taylor, do your thing. Well, let's do this thing that I always do, but let's not make a twist on it. I just want a little twist. I wanted to see maybe, you know, I I don't mind that he kills every character. You wanted them to finally live? I wanted them to live. They've been dying to be on that Suicide Squad. Why don't you let them live for once? Nobody wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah, they die. Uh, You end up, though, with tom taylor when he does kill people i've told this to you a million times because when he does you he's built the relationships up with the other characters so that you feel you get the feels and i didn't get the feels it was just like yep they were just gonna die it was just there to show that that's what's happening it's slipped not all over again in the movie deal we also have the flash number 87 Eric, we'll see where that goes. I Off think to Arkham. heading towards Arkham and then possibly getting to what was it? Prophecy that's coming up. Paradox. Paradox. Uh, yeah, Paradox. Paradox it is. Where's Crisis? Not Crisis I, like I thought. Not Crisis. Yeah, maybe Crisis is Paradox, right? I want to have the Another Day in Paradox is going to be my song that I'm going to do. But it is it's too. Not it's not going to be your song at all. You're not going to do it. You don't just another. What was that? That's the Phil Collins version. I wasn't talking about, you know, any Green Day or nonsense. Of course not. You thought probably also some other books that were coming out are Last God, number four, Titans, Burning Rage, number six, Dial H for Hero, number 11, and Terrifics, number 24. If you want to know what you can go to. If we're going to take a trip to the comic book shop, Eric, are we doing that? We're going to do that quick. Do we have one anymore? No. I, I just wanted to play those games. You know, it would be a, a pretty, it would be a pretty, don't even start. You just want me to start singing and then ask who does it and I'll kill you. Uh, you know, right now we're recording. I don't know how the reception is since we're recording uh, and the, the base on the moon is uh, <laughs> what, we're, what we're doing now. And we're in the basement uh, in that moon and we have to clean up. It's, that's terrible. We're now the new Wonder Twins, form of ice dildo. That's all I do all oh the my. time. I don't know what you Working do. Working blue. Yeah, oh, always, always, always working. It's always a crutch for you. Yeah, it is. I didn't curse. I, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get that down. I'm just getting a little sexy with you. That's just how we go, right? This is what we talk. I, I like to say that we turn on the mic and forget that it's on. This is how we always talk, talking a little sexy to each other, dancing, a little slow dancing. Uh, they end up saying to me, is Eric, is he tall? I, I don't know, but I look up. That's what I say. And they ask about your eyes. You wear shades. I, I have no idea. 
But you, you, uh, nobody dance, understands what you're talking about right now. <laughs> you dance real close there. But that's that. That's the end of the podcast. What a way to end. What a way to end this. Oh, Shangri Las. A little Shangri Las. Yeah, I love the Shangri Las. I was listening to them the other day. I probably would have listened to them on Friday. I forgot my headphones. I was mm. really upset. I was not a jukebox hero then. Eric, I was nothing. Now Rafe's just screaming downstairs. So we better end so I can go and slap him one. Oh, I, yeah. I told him, I go down. He, he, did you hear him last night? You didn't because he was sleeping over his friends. The best night of recording ever. <laughs> and he comes home two minutes. He's screaming and yelling about something. He's playing Madden. The kid, the kid plays Madden so much. Why would you still get upset about it? It's I like don't know. Why do you still get comics. upset about comics? Yeah, because they're new each time. You can say each time he plays a new game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to go then. Yeah, you, you're there. You're in the know. Get get a touch ball there. You're yelling. Throw me the ball. Uh, it's get down. Out of there. Get out of town. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, remember this next episode. It's like Super Sunday. It's going to be on the <sighs> Patreon only. It will be Super Sunday. So everybody, thanks a lot. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you on seven. See you in seven. Oh!